Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome, everybody. Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. And Fly Racing, we thank you. Monday night, that's right, Monday night, and we are live coming at you. Utah Nationals come and gone, and we got lots to talk about tonight. Lots happening on the uh, Pulpamex show. Thanks for joining us. Full studio tonight, too. A studio with some really fast riders, too. And then Kenny Watson. So it, uh, it has, to, uh, has to really work out well. We're really pumped to, uh, to have you on board. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, and Black Ops Moto. Also, to Edge of Summer Race, we're going to talk about that coming up uh, outside of Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And Nitro Circus, tickets on sale now, North American leg of the tour coming up, Nitro Circus. We're hoping to have uh, the great Travis Pastrana on uh, next week to talk a little bit about that. So uh, thanks again for joining us. Appreciate it. Guess who's on the show? The newly crowned 2015 450 National Motocross Champion, Ryan Dungey. And the Stank Dog, the man on the 125 two-stroke. You all know I've been behind this guy. You know I've been there through him, through thick and thin. Big fan. Are you going to freaking argue with me, Meathead? Garrett Stanky on, and we'll talk to him about tonight. And uh, and uh, happy to have all you guys there. Happy to have a great crew in studio. First up, former team manager of uh, the RCH Suzuki squad and Brian Deegan's mechanic, Scott Sheik's mechanic, former co-host of the show for two years. He's in studio doing God knows what. Uh, the Kenny Watson. Good evening, bud. Good evening, Kenny. How are you? Awesome. Thanks for coming by. Not a problem. Glad uh, to be here. I've been here for almost uh, dude over 24 hours. And you knocked out some Kenny's Corner podcasts. I did. Coming up soon. Coming so stay, at ya. Stay tuned. That's my signature. I know. That's your signature F move. You, F you, bro. Coming at ya. <laughs> uh, Ryan Dungey's on the show, and we're going to get to the bottom. The bottom of the tits, if he if he did say that. Yes, and we will figure that out. Uh, pumped to have Dungeon, pumped to have Stank Dog on. Uh, somebody who knows Stank Dog well, Garrett Stanky, uh, former Arena Cross uh, competitor of his, uh, and, and this year a champion of the 250 Lights Arena Cross Series, Daniel Blair. What's going on, my man? Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, dude. God, get me out of the house, man. Dude, you broke your leg. Broke my femur a few Sweet weeks ago. Jesus. And uh, I've, been, I've been laid up at home. And uh, I needed to get out of the house real bad, so thanks for having me. I, yeah. I feel like I was lied to, though. I was told Jim Hawley was going to be here. He's on his way. Okay. The 1985 World Supercross champion, former factory rider, and a man of thousands and thousands and thousands of stories. Oh, man. And some of them that you can tell on the air. <laughs> yeah, some. I've known him since <laughs> I was a little guy, and dude, when you told me he was going to be here, yeah. I was and, and uh, stoked. This is your second time in studio. You came in. You come yeah. with Mason? Uh, no, I came by myself. I was in town at his house okay. a little over a year ago. But How is he who we shall not speak of? Is he's he okay? actually uh, he's doing pretty good. I think I haven't talked to him in a while, oh, but uh, okay. he's doing okay. I think he's driving across the country right now. Since solo. he left the show, it's probably his whole career has just gone I downhill. I think his life's gone downhill. You said it, man. I, hey. I didn't want to say it. But uh, also in studio, hanging out. Uh, he walked across America. He's Blair's buddy, former arena cross mechanic. Hobo Nick. What's up, Steve? Glad to be here. Thank you for the 
the real, authentic hobo hat that you wore across America. Yeah, that thing stinks really bad. So keep, gonna... keep it in that Ziploc bag. <laughs> uh, you got a stat for Dungey when he comes on. You're gonna you're gonna tell Dungey a little stat here. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I went into um, the vault and got some pretty cool numbers. Thanks for uh, coming in, though. It's cool. Yeah, I know no you're problem. a listener, so it's, all, it's awesome to have you. Of course. Uh, also, taking your calls, producing the show, handling things going on behind the scenes. The Devin Emo, Gibbs. Devin Gibbs. Killing it. Suck a dick. That's good. Nice. <laughs> He's back. Always doing my thing. How you doing, Kenny? Yeah, all right. Uh, Gibbs, did you check out the uh, Pulp Show uh, Instagram? No, I didn't. No, wait. I think it was my Instagram. Never mind. Uh, I didn't see it. What happened? Uh, what did you do? Well, Kenny got tits and cha- Ryan Dungey Championship t-shirt. Oh, dude. Why, what, you, what, you know, my birthday the other week. Yeah, I got I you a Lindsey Dungey Championship t-shirt. That works. <laughs> <laughs> dude, don't works. stop it. Don't do that. Quit it. Dungey's coming on. I mean, Steve doesn't give me a song. You didn't give me no gift. Yeah. But you hooked up tits. Tits ain't even here no more, bro. Tits is gone. I know, but we have Fuck history. You. He's used me a lot throughout the years. He has and used I you. haven't stop, used you at stop all. Stop crumpling the paper, please. I Thank need you. This. Okay, I need but just stop crumpling it because I can hear it on the microphone. I don't, okay? don't tell me what to do, bro. God, and then Rocky's downstairs freaking out. It's probably Jim Holly right there. All right. Stop it. Uh, we got the BTOSports.com, Gabba Gibbs, X Brand Goggle Tearoffs, Race Tech Emails, and uh, uh, what am I missing? Oh, the NFAB question of the day that Hobo Nick's going to come up with. Uh, we gave, uh, gave Hobo Nick an assignment. He has come up with the NFAB question of the day. Uh, Kenny Watson brought to you by Roost Graphics, RoostMX.net. Kenny, Christina, Chris down there. Yep. Great, great people. Are you happy to be brought to the show by them? 100%. Uh, uh, RoostMX.net, 17 years of service. Check them out, Pulp Nation. Uh, go there for a complete section on the uh, on Pulp MX. You can get shirts and hats and stickers and, and all this stuff. And we thank the RoostMX coming on the show. Official graphic of the uh, Cycle Trader Rock River team. We're at Benny Bloss. We're making his debut this weekend. Nice. Yeah. Uh, amateur Horizon Horizon Award winner. Cool. Benny I wish, Bloss. I wish so him good luck. Uh, brought to you, Roost Graphics, bringing you uh, the great Kenny Watson. Look who's in the studio. Man needs no introduction. <laughs> Jim Hollywood Holly. Am I on? Can you hear You're me? You're in. You're in. Really? What? I made it. I made what? it. What? Former factory rider. Hey, I, I, Are I, Reno Arena Cross promoter. Yeah, yeah. Daniel's uh, ridden a lot of races for me and Robert. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you <laughs> remember when fun? the chick came out of the out of the out of the, the middle of the yeah. arena oh, yeah. and came down and ripped off uh, someone ripped off her, her Snatched dress? Snatched her whole dress right off. Who was that? Friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. She came down and trophy girl. Yeah, well, took her dress off. That's called rape. Well, no. What it was is this, this is this is yeah. This is before bungee Reno jumping just started. Yeah. A couple guys came to and said, "Look, we uh-huh. want to bungee down out of this thing." And I, I said, "Yeah, that's cool." Out of the Let me rafters. watch out of the rafters. And I said, "That looks good." I go, "Let me ask you this: If I had Miss Arena Cross right there, and I had a dresser, and I uh, I got a little handle here, and I had a tearaway dress, could you reach down and like if she was going to hand you a, <laughs> something to drink, and you could miss the drink and grab?" He goes, "Absolutely." I said. <laughs> Let, let's do absolutely. It, I can. Let, let, let's get uh, some tan uh, panties and bra, and we'll put it underneath, and then we'll have a buddy of ours in the front row seat with a jacket. And the crowd was all pumped up. Larry uh, Huffman was there announcing us. Now watch here, the budget come down, and all of a sudden, man, that dress. It, she, it knew went it silent. she knew it was coming. Oh, she knew yeah, it was yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. She was, a, but the whole the crowd yeah, didn't. Yeah. And one of my buddies looked over and goes. Who do you think's Perone? This is Holly Hansen's deal. That was staged. <laughs> hey, what about you ever seen the promoter make out with the trophy girl on the podium? <laughs> usually the winner does. Yeah, usually the winner, but <laughs> yeah. some races I went to a couple times, I've seen the promoter do that. It's kind of crazy. Oh, man. Well, we won. We made. I, I was the winner that night, and we made good money those nights. Of course nights. you did. 
Uh, all right, I don't know where to start. Dungey's coming up right away because it's, he's on the East Coast, so Dungey's coming up right away. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. Use the code PulpMX15. Save yourself some money when you check out. 35 years of experience. they got a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. The number one online source for genuine KTM parts and accessories. If you've got a KTM, and Blair, you had one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go to yeah, KTMPartsExpress.com. Bucked you off, broke your leg. That was on a that Honda was a, 450. Yeah. Ah, uh, makes sense. And it wasn't the bike's fault. Are you – okay, so are you done racing? I mean, you are, ask you me do- that are you every done time the band? I talk to are you? Are you done the band, or what are you done? Dude, I'm done with everything, man. <laughs> I'm at I'm at at the point I'm at right now. Uh-huh. I'm just giving up on everything. Just gonna be a dad. Just gonna do that. I'm doing all right with that. So, well, not really. I'm struggling with that too. Kids getting in trouble. He's in kindergarten out first week, getting red cards, getting called into the office. So I think I'm uh-huh. struggling with that too, man. I don't know what to do, man. I, uh-huh. I need a. <laughs> Hey, a, I think I need to walk across the country and figure some shit it, out. It worked for Hobo. He did it, yeah. and, and he's he's a, he's a much he's in a much better place now. I got a better here. idea. Why don't you try paddling across in a canoe to Hawaii? <laughs> Make it to Hawaii. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a good idea. Garrett, thank you for coming on, and uh, Ryan Dungey. Of course, we got your voicemails. Uh, don't forget, you can get the show on iTunes under Pulp Mech Show. You can get it on the Stitcher app. Uh, also, you can listen live on TuneIn. You can listen live on the app. And uh, if you're going to make a purchase on Amazon, go to the Amazon banner on pulpmex.com. Go to Amazon, make a purchase. We get a small slice of that so we can afford to bring guys like Blair and Holly and Watson. Wait, I'm not paying any of you guys anything. Bullshit. What are you talking about? What? Oh, I pay, oh, oh, my uh, bad. Yeah, you're bad. Do uh, shit for free. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. You're out of your mind, dude. Uh, thank you, Tony, for that. Um, okay, let's uh, – let me go here with this. Let me start with uh, Utah, I guess, first of all. Like I said, Ryan Dungey's coming up. You know what? Ryan Dungey's coming up sooner than we thought. Let's put Utah aside. Jason Thomas will be on later. We'll talk a little bit about that. I want to talk about uh, the team tactics that were going on at uh, at Utah. If any one of us have a problem with that, what we think of that, uh, it should be interesting to get to the bottom of Ryan Dungey's uh, motocross the nation's decision as well. But Watson, uh, Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort Edge of Summer Race coming up at the weekend after Indiana. RedbuttMX.com for all the details on this thing. Friday, Pro ATV. Saturday, uh, Amateur. Sunday is uh, Amateur Racing as well. Saturday night is a Vet Pro and a 450 Pro Class. This thing went off last year for the first time. You guys got some rain, so it kind of hurt the uh, turnout a little bit. But this year, coming up now, man, this thing should be amazing. It is 12 grand to win, 9 grand for second, and 7 grand for third. You guys are going to get some serious riders showing up. It's going to be nuts. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, uh, uh, Soaring Eagle has been an awesome partner for us. They have stood behind us and believed in us, everything we do. And uh, it's kind of cool because, you know, last year they had, you know, bands playing at night. And it was kind of hard to see, you know, how strong of an event we could put on. So this year it's on us. You know, we're we're giving everything we have to go out and uh, get the best riders and the best people and, and try to get some fans there. And uh, I think, you know, that turnout was good last year, considering all things. Considered. Yeah, it was, you know, there was another event going on up in that area. And the other event was announcing on the PA that we weren't racing that night. And so there's a lot of people that were there that were going to come over and race. Yeah. And they didn't come because the, the announcer at the other event said, oh, no, it's rained <laughs> out. Don't go there. Don't go. Nobody's there. So it's all good. Yeah. You know, it, it was a you're, Well, you're not doing it on the same weekend as that race. Um, no. And so everyone, and honestly, I mean, Holly, you know, as a racer, this is a lot of money. Yeah, 12 that's grand, huge. I mean, Twelve I, grand to I, win. I, I was thinking maybe I should come out of retirement. Yeah, they, well, the good thing and about I heard it, they you have got a vet class. They have a vet class that pays too. A vet class pays a uh, uh, thousand bucks to win. Wow. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I you think have an I, over fifty class. No, because that's over thirty. I mean, I, I'm over. Well, you 50 got last now. year. It was Jeff Gibson, Kelly Smith, wow. and uh, Gr- Smith. Grilly. Tuned by me. Grilly. Is uh, that his name? John Grilly. 
Yeah, um, he got third. Wow. The, uh, uh, do you have any riders confirmed? Confirmed? I mean, I think the week yeah, I know, I know. Brock's going to ride it for sure. Okay. Brock's riding in. He's not riding. A, he's. In a, we wanted to make it fair across the board, so he's just going to ride a full stock bike. We didn't want him to get on a full race bike and ride against other guys. And so Brock's Michael Lessi, uh, Kyle Chisholm. Will Lessi be on the Honda? I wonder by then. I have no idea. I have no yeah. idea what they're doing. Um, I've. Uh, yeah. I know uh, Nick Ray Ray did last year. Albert Rainer, did. Raynard, who uh, not Raynard, Renard, who is the defending champion who won Renner. last year. Renner, Renner, yep. Ricky Renner will be there. Um, I, I know that there's. Uh, I know Mitchell Oldenburg went last year. He had a good time, but it looked yeah. like he got hurt. So Mount Mount, uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, Soaring Eagle Resort and Casino. Go. Yeah, there. it's good. I mean, Hart and Huntington's bringing tattoo artists. Ricky's going. Curry's going. Ken's Kenny, going. Roxon's Rock, going. Everyone's going to be there all week. Right. There's a golf tournament on on Friday. Hart Huntington's going to be there uh, tattooing inside the casino. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a full-blown casino. They got every game. It's a full-on gaming casino. So yeah. they got slots. They got roulette. They got poker. They got awesome. blackjack. They have a... Blair, if you didn't have a broken leg, this had your, you, your kind of race written all over it. I was getting ready for it, actually. Because <sighs> this is a money, you know, big money. You those are my deals. Yeah. I chased those this things been around, but oh. man, hung up. Oh, tell you what. And the band's done. Main event, the main event. Uh, it's it's not done. The dream's done. We'll Watson, never be Watson, done. Tell them, tell them. I, dude, you know exactly what I'm talking about about chasing so, that. It's just not. It's over, bro. It's over, bro. <laughs> I'm ch- I'm done chasing anything like that. I'll always ride and race, and I'll always do music, but I'm not chasing any more of those fantasy. Well, so do we need to change like. our music at the end of the show? We're not going to help you. No, in the event definitely anymore? not. Okay. No, you can still do that. It's right. it's still we're still going right. to write. I'm, okay. dude, I'm writing a song for you right now. I got lyrics already halfway done. Really? Just for your oh, show? Oh, I like it. That's yeah. awesome. So, can I play on it a little bit? I mean, I, I kind of. It's a secret until it's done. Okay. But I'm working on a song right. for you right now. Uh, Holly, and you're of course Supercross Live with uh, Andy Boyer, uh, Monster Energy Cup. You'll be back in action October 17th. You'll be back here in Vegas doing that. Yeah, I actually stole the mic away from you and uh, did a little interview. <laughs> you with, did. You uh, got ready. I'm talking to Roxon after the race. You did it with Kenny Watson? No, Kenny. Kenny. Well, I interviewed Kenny earlier in the pits by myself. Oh, that Kenny. That Kenny. Okay. But, but Kenny Roxon. Yeah, I, I nab, nabbed an interview. Yeah, with I just him had Jim Holly here. I'm like, oh, that's great. He just walked up and grabbed it. For yeah, yeah, it's, it's Jim Holly, bro. I was having withdraws. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what are you going to you gonna tell? You're going to tell Jim Holly not to do that? No. Right? He probably I mean, did a better job than you would do anyway. Thank you. That's exactly it. He's a 1985 <laughs> World Supercross champion. The guy knows what he's doing. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this Legends race. Indiana fans are excited for this thing, man. I'm really surprised at the amount of I just hope calls. it doesn't end out like the Chicken Bradshaw race. Because that was yeah. a lockdown. Yeah, no, that was. It was um, Bradshaw just worked them. I mean, it was a little different because there was two dudes or whatever. So this will be a little bit more, you know. But Ricky, Wyndham, Ferry, Cooper. Thomas. Uh, Thomas. The uh, hoop, Junior Jackson, Renard, Junior Jackson's racing it. Junior Jackson, Junior Jackson coming out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah, JT's I, got JT's I, got Junior Jackson covered. I right? saw it on his Facebook page. I think it was like the first time he's ridden in years. And oh, he's like, uh, Fro, I missed Fro. One Fro, lap. Fro coming out too. Fro. I think Hart might ride it too. Now really? is this is this oh, cool. is this a is this a bracket race? I don't know. I don't oh. know. Maybe uh, you told me you would have the scoop. I said I'm gonna try to figure out what's going on and I could uh, let some people know the format. And did you figure it out? Not yet. Uh, Hot Cams, a leader in design and development in high-performance dirt bike cam shops. Hot Cams is a proud supporter of the Pulp Mech Show and its listeners. 30% off HotCamsInc.com. At checkout, type in the discount code HotCams2015. Hot Cams, unleash the power within. Happy to bring you our first guest here on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. He's the new 
450 motocross champion. Ryan Dungey, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, guy. <laughs> Here we go, Watson. Yeah, guy. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Yeah. Watson, Jim Hawley, Daniel Blair, a guy named Hobo Nick. We're all in here. Um, Hobo Nick. Uh, Hobo. 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 Sorry. Hobo. Uh, we, uh, congratulations on your title, by the way. That's awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you're going to win, you do 1-1 one, one, and you catch a guy you know, late in the race and just take off both times. Like that's, I'm sorry, Watson. Watson's giving me a dirty look. <laughs> oh, you ain't getting no dirty look from me. I ain't giving you a dirty you look. You kind of were. Dude, uh, F you, dude. That's, that's the way to win it, man. Uh, are you, with, with being politically correct, the best I could get out of riders was that Utah was okay. Where are you at on Utah? Where do you stand on that place? Who the best you could get out of who? Out of any riders, where it's like, hey, how do you oh. like this place? They're, it's like it's okay. <laughs> oh, it's it's definitely a unique track. I mean, the dirt's a little bit different, and you know, as far as like practice, it was it was super kind of um, soft and and wet. And then by the end of the day, it was really dry and hard. So it's definitely unique in its own way. It's kind of got that silty, I don't know, that dirt, mm-hmm. but um track was really rough i mean by the end of the day it was pretty nasty and there was a lot of square edge stuff and i know roger and all the guys all had a talk at the beginning of the year with uh mx sports and and just the whole community about how we need to let our tracks get rougher and they've been rough this year that's for sure and this this one was probably it was pretty probably compared close to uh hangtown just how choppy and i mean it was it was pretty nasty so really yeah i was i mean i was i I guess i was happy with the performance you know i mean i i think considering everything yeah like the bike worked good and the conditions and um i was happy with the way i rode yeah Mm -hmm. can always be better you know (laughs) yeah yeah, I, i agree um you can always be better right uh the uh, the season as a whole, um, look, you got you got your number one plate back that uh, you lost last year. You got it back. You're going to wear the number one again. Best race of the year for you. What do you think? I mean, we got one to go, so I'm not maybe that's the one. But best race of the year for you uh, this year, uh, just outdoors. Yeah, just outdoors. Um, this week was pretty good. I mean, we <laughs> had a pretty good battle, but I, I would say two races, probably Unadilla. Mm-hmm. The second load in Unadilla was good. Obviously, with me and Kenny pushing each other pretty good there. And then right. uh, the other one that really kind of stuck out was was the second moto at, at Millville, or just the whole day in general. I really was really pumped on the day, and not just because it was the hometown track or the win. I just like, yeah. I was really I was really pumped on the track and just just the whole the whole day and how it went. Yeah, and you hadn't won there for a couple of years, which is super weird. You know, like yeah, yeah. Well. Couple mistakes kept me off the podium, and actually, one year my chain derailed, and I was able to get it back on. Which mm. I don't know how that. I mean, that's a crazy, crazy deal. But kind of a couple mistakes kept me off the podium. That you know, I was kind of I knew that coming into it, so I was like, look, just be smart, no mistakes, get good starts, and, and, and go. You know, mm-hmm. but that was good. It worked out to get another win there because. I think I spent too many laps on that track not to win. <laughs> uh, yeah, 702-586-7857. you got a question for the new 450 uh, motocross champion, Ryan Dungey of the Red Bull KTM team, brought to you by Hot Cams. Um, and uh, coming forward, uh, looking forward to, to hear, what about Indiana? I mean, obviously the mud kind of ruined it last year, but the place looks epic mm-hmm. if it stays good, if it stays away, the rain stays away. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I've Obviously, I've seen pictures and I've heard great things about it, and it was looking really good last year until – uh, Friday night, the rain came, but it is what it is. And we actually had a, um, a KTM dealer show there this year with the new bike launch yeah, and everything. Right, and I was all excited to to ride the track and and hear the rain came and it flooded. And we actually did ride in the mud, but 
I've yet to ride the track while it's dry, and I mean, <laughs> places. I mean, place looks amazing. I mean, just obviously the the, the track in general, just as uh, elevation. I mean, everything a you know a professional track would would want for good racing mm-hmm. for a rider too. Yeah. Hey, hey, Ryan, uh, Jim Holly here. Uh, great win. I got a chance to talk to you a little bit and uh, watch you. You know, I got tired of sitting on the couch and watching uh, Mav TV, and I wanted to come and see. You know, you don't get everything on the TV behind the scenes, but uh, that one section when you pass the mechanics area, it kind of dropped down into that gully, and a lot of guys were jumping out of it. I noticed yeah. uh, that, that you weren't doing that, but it seemed like you weren't losing that much time there. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because I even like even in practice, I a couple times I. I kind of came up to the thing. It was it was starting to get really rough, and I, the, you know, obviously the bikes are dancing a little bit. So then you try to drop in and try to scrub speed. Well, one time I went into the thing pretty hard, and I, 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 I um, you know, bottomed out off the jump, and then I launched it and cased it. I'm like, well, geez, that wasn't that wasn't nice. <laughs> a lot of guys were doing that. They were launching off the thing, and I just and I saw Jeremy Martin and uh, the, the practice, and he came away with the fastest time. And and I was watching it. I'm like. I think it's deceiving because it looks like guys are going faster in the beginning but they're landing and then they have to kind of you know they bounce and have to get back to the ground to gain all that speed back where you know i, I it, it looked to me like you know not playing it safe but yes kind of playing it safe it's just to me i felt more comfortable just kind of getting on the backside and driving down it that way i could hit that uh the next double with with speed mm-hmm. and i kind of felt like i gained right back to what i lost and so it seemed like it averaged out i mean jeremy had the fastest lap in practice not doing that and, and so did i and so it's like well geez it didn't seem like it was much faster you know mm-hmm. yeah it looked cool <laughs> <laughs> uh we we uh we started the speculation right after the race ryan dungy 250f helping out his buddy marvin what do you think Oh yeah, you didn't hear it. No, I, I missed it. I missed the press release. You're doing it. Let's spread it. Hold on, let me tweet it out. That would be cool. That would be cool, but uh, it's pretty tough oh. to do. But um, any thoughts or any any? Did Roger joke with you or anything? Oh yeah, I, I come back from the press conference this weekend, and they're like, "Yep, got the 250. You're riding with me." I'm like, "What the heck?" You know, and everybody's saying, "Oh, it's all over Twitter," and it would be fun, but I just, I, I don't. I mean, right. We'll let Marv. I think Marvin can get the. You know, if it's not, I'm not going to be a deciding factor. Or, right. You know, I haven't ridden a 250F in a while, and you know, I don't, it's a lot less torque. So ah. it would be fun, though. I mean, if you yeah. know, I thought about it because Ricky did it back in the day. And right. I was like, man, that'd be kind of cool to drop down. And, but it's a little different these days, too. You know. Yeah, a little different getting a bike ready and everything else. But Ricky was also doing it for the all-time record too. Like it was a, is it, he was doing it to help Buddy Brownie, obviously. But then also too, he would he was the all-time 125 national winner. So he thought that you know it was a little more incentive for yeah for him to do I, it. I, I, I think I got seven 250 wins. I, I mean, I don't think it's gonna make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> they got a little more to go. Uh, yeah. that, that series is gonna be exciting though. Those two points apart for Marvin and Martin, and I guess you're torn. Obviously, Jeremy Martin, Minnesota dude, and Marvin, well, nicest guy ever. Plus, he's your teammate, right? You're just like, hey, good luck, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. Every anytime it comes down to the. I mean, basically, they're tied, you know. I mean, anybody who wins and takes it this weekend, and, and you know, obviously only two points separate the guys, but mm-hmm. I think uh, both respectable guys, you know, obviously Jeremy's the hardworking guy, so is Marvin. I do spend more time with, with Marvin now. In the past, I spent more time with Jeremy, so mm-hmm. I kind of got to see, you know, what, yeah. what kind of people they both are. So, I mean, the two, you know, whichever guy wins, you know, I mean, 
both of them are going to be it's going to be deserved and and you know I couldn't you know right you know two guys going at it couldn't couldn't ask for two better guys to to race each other who are going to race each other clean respectfully and, mm-hmm. and and it's just going to be you know that if it comes down to those two it's it's going to be everything they have and and clean good racing so it's, yeah. it's definitely exciting you know i mean i guess to be in that position would be maybe yeah. a little stressful but but you know definitely uh you know marvin you know he's uh he's been pretty solid lately at, at the practice tracks and yeah. on the weekend so it's just yeah, he he said it was basically a victory for him. Uh, he lost, obviously, the overall, but he doesn't like mm-hmm. the track. It's not his favorite place. To come away tied with Jeremy, he was pumped. Marvin's like, yeah, it's yeah. great. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and I think, I don't know. I sit here and think about it, too, and I, I made a better man win. You know, yeah. I look at both I look at both guys, and they're both probably going to be really good at this track. If the conditions are dry, whatever it's going to be, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, interesting. Holly, as a racer or Watson, you know, you you know, you go one one, you win the title. Doesn't matter what anybody else does. You know what I mean? So, like Ryan says, it's a tie. Yeah, I mean, I think going in, uh, both guys just, you know, they got to look at, hey, I, if I win this thing, I win the championship. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And I think that's going to be their mindset going in. But Ryan, I wanted to ask you a question. You talk about Marvin, your teammate. You're, you're going to have to deal with him next year in the 450, not only in the Supercross but the Outdoor Nationals. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I was absolutely. You know, obviously he's a He's a, he's a solid teammate, you know. I think we'll definitely be competing against each other next year, you know. And and we ride together during the weeks. And he'll be at uh, obviously he's on Eldon's program as as well as as well as I am uh, here at the Baker's Factory. So definitely going to be spending a lot of time together. You know, we'll be pushing each other week in and week out. And I don't doubt he's not. You know, he's, he's definitely going to be a top title contender. You know, it's his first year as as a pro, and you know, there's a little bit to learn, but. It's racing, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. he's definitely, a, you know, he's a, a solid racer, and I think he's been proven that this year. And he's a good, he's a good teammate to two ha- teammate to have as well, because uh, you know, j- just he's a respectable guy. You know, yeah. he's not out there, he's not flashy, he's not, you know, looking to start drama. You know, I think when it comes time, yeah, there's going to be respect between us in the pits and and and, and the semi and everything like that, but. Right. On the track, you know, you, you know, you can race a guy clean, and, and and obviously we're both, you know, we're 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 gonna go after yeah. our uh, uh, positions and stuff like that. So poor uh, poor yeah. poor Marvin Cooper's been yelling at him, I guess, on the starting line or doing something. <laughs> I and, heard, and, and like Marv, Marvin's the nicest guy ever, and he can't really understand what Cooper's yelling, and he's just Aww. like, "Why is this guy yelling at me?" Poor Marvin. <laughs> you know, Ryan, that, that brings up a point that I wanted to ask you. You know, I heard about all that, and that's something that you had to deal with uh, with Jason Lawrence. Yes. I mean, you guys were battling for the championship uh, back in the uh, the day. Yeah, no, and it, I mean, one, it's like, what, what's the guy doing wasting his time messing with him? And, yeah. and I mean, there's a couple things. I mean, Marvin's in a championship hunt, and, and you know, no, no disrespect between any of the guys like like. Cooper's he's got some speed and I'm sure that if he came in healthy he he'd be the third guy in this title contender mm-hmm. and but he's got to be careful too you know he let these guys go at us for this championship and um uh, you know he he's helping Jeremy out which is you know teammate strategy you know that's what that's what any any team would do and um you know but at the same time I did. I dealt with that, and yeah. I just I was like, whatever. You know, this guy's just wasting his time. It was, and, and that didn't mess with me. But back in those days, it was more 
you know, I was in my own head. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't Jason. It wasn't you know? Jason. Uh, let's get some phone yeah. calls for you. Ian, you got a question for the new 2015 450 Motocross Champion, Ryan Dungey? Uh, yeah. Um, first of all, I thank you guys. You guys got a great show. Thank you. Um, yeah, my, yeah, my question is, in a race X interview, you said you'd like to be the ambassador of the sport. And uh, if we just elaborate a little bit on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely feel like um, uh, being in this position now, like I was in 2010, I definitely didn't capitalize on it like I should. You know, the mentality definitely wasn't there. I was young, um, definitely had to learn a lot. I think I think now, you know, moving forward, I realize, you know, how important it is to, to fulfill all the, the obligations and, you know, whether it's the media side of things, uh, you know, the fans, um, doing the interviews, you know, you know, taking the time to, to, to do the things that maybe aren't so convenient at the times and, 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 and doing that. And I think, um, you know, these days there's so much, you know, with social media getting bigger, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, trying to do bigger things for the sport, but also for the kids coming up too, you know, you have a lot of kids growing up, young kids that are, you know, that look up to, look up to us, you know, and you can set a good example and encourage those, those kids as well and 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 setting a, a positive you know being a positive role model for them but um you know doing try to doing great things outside the sport too and capitalize on, on opportunities and you know you know trying to make things better too so um you know be, being young i i didn't really realize the, the leadership role that 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 i could play and, and now you know being able to be in this position again i think you know, there, there's a lot of influence you can have on people and, and, you know, things you can say can be good or bad and people can take that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just, just trying to be a good ambassador for the sport. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Ryan, it's Kenny. Hey, I wanted to ask you, um, how did it feel, like, for you to, to win an award like the ESPY Award outside the – like, that's totally outside the box – of the sport of motocross and supercross to have like the national media and national public be aware of who you are. Like how surreal is that for a dude like you? Because I've known you a long time. I was there the first time you went to your pro race, just seeing you as a kid now growing into this man and just seeing like, you know, all your achievements and then like winning an SP is like, Oh my God, this dude won an SP award. Like that's pretty heavy. Like, yeah, I was, dude, I was super amazed. I mean, I knew it's obviously it's a tough feat, you know, because going into it, I, I got to, you know, in 2010, I had a chance, but we didn't win, obviously, but, and, and no motocrossers won it. So I was like, look, this is going to be tough. But when I got the call, like you've been nominated, I was like, all right, here's our chance again. And it was kind of cool because my sponsors got behind me. They really spread the word. I had a lot of people supporting. We tried to really push it in areas. And, and obviously it was based on the fans, you know, so obviously through all the, the, the support of the fans. And there's a couple of things, too, because it's like when I f- first found out, you know, obviously we couldn't go. You know, we had stuff, other obligations. But, you know, when we found out, I mean, I walked through the door. I got the text. I was actually with my family in Minnesota. It was right before Millville. And we were jumping up and down and screaming. You should, I mean, cool. if you could have had yeah. this on video, you'd be like, wow. <laughs> how did they – so they – who texted you, ESPN, or how did that work? Chris, no, I got, a, I got a text. Uh, it was actually a Twitter text. And like you know, you get it through your phone, and and yeah. it was like congratulations on your on your, uh, you know your 2015 Action uh, Now Sports Award. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. not getting it right there, but um, 
so I got it through that, and then I got a text from my manager, and and then so on. I was like, wow, you know, I can't, you know. So it was just kind of like we we did it, we won, and we were all jumping for joy. But that's cool. It was such an amazing moment, you know. Like I think one, it was kind of a long shot too, but but also as well, I think it really goes to show, and I've said it before, but I think it really shows like you know, to be in that mainstream and, you know, mainstream media and getting that recognition for our sport, not not just for me, but, mm-hmm. but for the sport of motocross, too, I really think it shows a lot, you know, I think it shows a lot for our sport and how it's growing, and I think it's pretty cool, because I know when I came on in 2007, I mean, the, the sport has, you know, mm-hmm. definitely took into new, to new levels with our TV packages, our races being live, and I think, you know, from all the sacrifices and the commitment everybody's made on everybody's part, you know, I don't like to, like, look at I won that award because ultimately it was it was the work of everybody in the motocross community that got us to there. So mm-hmm. I think it shows a lot for our sport, you know, and I think there's a lot of good things to come too. Yeah, uh, spoken like a true ambassador. There we go. Uh, <laughs> did you vote for him? Yeah, heck yeah, I did. My wife did. I was. Uh, uh, did you com- vote for him? I didn't, but my wife voted on two computers or three computers, whatever you can do. So there you go. that makes up for it. Right there, you go. No. Hey Ryan, uh, uh, you announced uh, you weren't going to do the motocross nations this year, and I've said it over and over. I I understand. I back you. I think six years in a row, it's a lot of work. There's no money involved. There's nothing but pressure. If you win, everybody goes. You're supposed to. If you lose, it's you suck balls. So I get it. I understand you not going. How's the response been though from some fans that maybe don't understand? Are you t- are you seeking cover? Or has it been okay? No, honestly, I haven't even seen anything on it. I don't. I don't okay. know. If I I just haven't looked at. <laughs> right. I don't look at the message boards, and if there's comments, I kind of skip over them because I kind of know what may be coming. But yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, honestly, it's it's definitely a, it was a hard. You know, it was a hard decision. Uh, I think, you know, first and foremost, it, it it's an amazing race. You know, the the years we've won have been unreal. I mean, it's an unreal experience. But the years we've lost too is also I walk away when I can I can literally say like wow what an experience that mm-hmm. was and uh, i mean second and third it's pretty respectable uh, uh, but yeah these days only but only anybody cares about his first so yeah when you don't win it's it's very disappointing you know and uh but at the same time it had nothing to do with with uh winning or losing it was just a matter of what the time frame and where it falls under and the five weeks after our last outdoor national and and you know talking it over with my people it's like I really realized last year how important it was to be have a fresh and come into a season, you know, mentally rested, mm-hmm. physically prepared, and, and, and so forth, and, and getting that break. I never, I kind of just raced, 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 and I found myself like I didn't really know um, what I was dealing with at times. So being able to be fresh, I, I just like, I don't, you know, I don't want to show up half fast. You know, I take yeah. two weeks off the bike right after outdoors, and then it's like, okay. I'm not fully prepared when I go to um, the Des Nations, but also, you know, I don't want to line up on the gate half-assed. Right. You know, that one, that's not, you know, nobody should line up on the gate half-assed or half-prepared. But two, you know, I owe it to myself and not just to myself, but my sponsors and everybody who backs me and supports me to, to be at Anaheim 1 fresh and ready to go. And, mm-hmm. and if I'm not, I mean, they're not getting the best of me and, and I want to be able to perform and do my best. So, it it just comes at a tough time, and, yeah. and it's a really a long time. You know, that's if we kept preparing for the designation, it'd be five more weeks. And, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. You know, and and that's not not no excuses by any means. You know, I definitely am bummed, but I but I also do think we got there's a solid team. I mean, Cooper and and Barsh has been going really strong lately, and as well as Jeremy Martin. I mean, and the Yamahas. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe the whole shots they've been pulling, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really, doubt right? they're not going to get them. But, yeah, that's um, true. You know, so. Yeah, well, I, I get it, man. And I hope yeah. you win it, you know. I get it. Six straight years. like, And you know what? For people who give you flack, uh, guess what? Stanton, Bradshaw, they all bowed out of it at the peak of their powers for one year. Uh, Kurdowski bowed out one, one year. It, it, you know, it's I get it. Six years in a row, man. I, so I hope people lay off you, although I'm not sure they will. But maybe you just ignore <laughs> yeah. it, right? Hey, speaking yeah. of that, why don't you uh, let Hobo Nick... Yeah, Spe- uh, oh, speaking talk, of speak- talking about yeah. your conti- con- Mr. Consist- consistency here. Speaking of Ryan Dungey and lining up for races, uh, Hobo here is a stat freak. He, tell us what tell us what you Ryan. Do you know Do you know how many races that you've made in a row and how many have you missed throughout your career? Has anyone ever gave you a percentage on it? Uh, I, I'm guessing I no. Know. I, I know guess- the ones I've missed, but I don't know the what the. I don't know that. All right. Well, listen to this. I know you. I knew when he told me this. I'm all. I know Ryan. He has no clue that you're what you're going to no, tell he, him. He, the racers don't know. Yeah, I know. Right. right. All right, Hobo, what do you got? <clears throat> All right. Brace yourself. First, I'm going to throw a couple names out there just to put into perspective. So <laughs> now this is races possible opposed to actually raced, and then it gives mm-hmm. you percentage of races completed you know, with the amount of possible races. So for James Stewart, he's at 63%. Chad Reed is at 77%. Ryan Villapoto is at 80%. All good. And, not bad. Yeah, yeah solid. Yeah, decent, yeah. decent numbers. It's a dangerous all, sport. Lots of injuries. Multi-time champs. Those right. guys are all you know, top-level riders. Uh, Ryan, I don't know if you know this. You're at 97%. <laughs> You've missed, what, six races? Seven races. Seven races in and, your career. <laughs> and you're way above even the average. And the next lowest guy is just so far down, and it, it's just it's incredible. I can't even believe it. So you missed yeah, well. four with a collarbone, and then I remember you missed a couple at the end of one lights motocross. And, yeah, a couple collarbone injuries. And, and that's yeah, about and, it. Yeah. So. No, I mean, yeah, just when you put it like that, <laughs> wow. I mean, just yeah. thankful that, you know, yeah, like, like Watson was saying, it, it, it is a tough sport at times. And, and fortunately, that, that is the, the negative part of it, but. You know, through, you know, just, you know, just focus and being smart. And I guess, you yeah. know, as I really have to say to that, just thankful to, to yeah. you know, I never want to miss races if I don't have to. And it, and it bumps me out that I even had to miss the 3% right. of, you know, but yeah. anyway, that's uh, good to know. Daniel, uh, I can remember, I can remember one situation where you should have missed them and you lucky you didn't freaking break <laughs> yourself off. Remember at the farm at the Fox photo shoot? <laughs> yeah, come on! That <laughs> You're in the championship oh. hunt, and all of a sudden, that oh, was, he ate oh. crap. Yeah. No, he didn't eat crap. Oh, he oh, he oh. should have. Oh, okay. He got lucky. Oh no, I ate crap. Remember? Yeah, you stuck. <laughs> you stuck though. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, it could have yeah, been way worse. No, I know, but if your yeah, front wheel didn't get over it, it would have been lights out in London. Trying to follow, trying to follow the stars at the you know Ricky Carmichael and Ivan Tedesco of, of the, yeah. the Jump Masters. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a that's, a, that's what these guys don't realize. Like unlike NASCAR or MotoGP, who are you know they show up at the races. These dudes on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are doing the same things they do on Saturday. Exactly. You know, so uh, Daniel Barry, you got a question for Ryan? Yeah, Ryan, how's it going, man? I haven't talked to you in a while. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, congrats, obviously, on the championship. Another one. Uh, got a two-part question, but before I do, uh, Matt Presser wanted to say hello. Yeah, yeah. how's <laughs> oh, he doing? Dude, he's doing awesome. He's a sheriff, and uh, yeah, yeah. he's doing good, and I told him I was coming on, and you were going to be on, and he's like, dude, tell Ryan I said hello. He hadn't talked to you in a while, so 
He was actually Ryan's mechanic in amateurs. Oh, okay. And a good buddy of mine. He was my mechanic at one point, NorCal guy. So, uh, yeah, he says hello. Yeah, he's a solid guy, man. Tell him I said hello, man. I will. So, hey, I got a two-part question for you. Yep. So, I, I mean, obviously, we've all watched your career over the years from the beginning till now. And uh, you've always had that consistent factor where you've always been solid. You've let races come to you. Um, you know, obviously with the 97%, it's obvious how you get a number like that is just always being solid and being someone that can consistently do his job. Um, but for me personally, as just a fan this year and kind of taking a more of a fan perspective and watching guys and their development, you, uh, I thought you were different this year a lot, more aggressive, um, just a little bit more. I mean, I would say faster and more, like, efficient at the beginning of races, making moves, kind of taking more what you want instead of letting it come to you. And my question is, is I mean, obviously you made some changes this year with Alden. You, uh, the KTM, the new bike, I think is incredible. And I think, I mean, it's obvious I think you like that thing. But my question is, of those two things and those variables, which are kind of like the big changes for me, which one of those, or is it the combination of both that's accounted for you kind of stepping into a new Ryan Dungey as a rider? Uh, well, definitely, you know, that ring that sticks out in my mind is, um, well, the two things you brought up, the new bike this year was definitely hands down better without a doubt. Um, but, but, but for sure the like working with Eldon was a big step for me. You know, I think I've always haven't been known to be a not, not a fit guy. You know, I've always done the work and I've always wanted to be better. And I think, I think the physical side and the training during the week was really overthought on my part and, and my preparation was kind of. I put in the volume and the time. It just wasn't the right way, and I and I think I trained myself to be, which kind of brought my nickname, the, the Diesel, which it's not my nickname. I'll clarify. <laughs> yeah, that. you do not like that. Like that. <laughs> so, so with that being said, I just for a lot of years I kind of trained myself to, to race like that, not knowingly, you know. And and stepping with Eldon, it I think the big thing for me is like I thought about it so much, and I was always wondering if I'm doing the right thing, if I'm doing enough, can I do it better. But I didn't know how to advance it or go from there. It was kind of always, you know, it wasn't my deal. So working with Eldon, I was able to put that trust and that trust factor into my program and, and, and him and the riding and the training. So when it comes time to do it, I did it. I did it 100%, and that was it for the day, you know. And um, I think in return, it eliminated that that doubt in my mind, lining up on the line and, and brought more confidence in return, and, and I was able to, more focus, you know, and, and, and also obviously a little bit of mental preparation as well. So, and, and, and I was training myself, obviously with Eldon, I'm, now I'm training myself the way uh, during the week as I want to perform on race day and, and, and being more explosive out of the gate. And it's still a weakness of mine, I think, a little bit. I definitely can be better, but it's, it's not a, a diesel weakness. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, before, what, so. that's what stood out to me was – more of the aggression side of the racing. You've always, you know, been like the smart guy, make the smart move when it matters. But I remember watching, I think it was Mount Morris first moto. And mm-hmm. I think you went from yeah. like 10th to maybe that first was or second. Out Dude, it was, it it was, I was like, was what out. in yeah. the world? I mean, it was just something I don't think I'd ever seen from you. And I, I, I was just wondering what that attributed to because it just seemed like a more aggressive. And I don't know if that was a confidence thing. Maybe it's, like you said, working with Alden has changed like your mental perspective. But that was the first time I noticed, like, man, he yeah. like took took it yeah. right away. Didn't look. I mean, mm-hmm. you didn't like. You, I mean, you were executing like three passes at one time. That was just something that I had never seen of you. And to me, it was a new character trait. And 
that was, and I was wondering if that was part of that mental game with Alden. Yeah, I mean, I think over time, mentally getting myself in check and then, you know, the list of in your head that you want as you approach the race and how you want to approach it and, you know, practicing, you're racing like you practice. And, and yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, you know, more, you know, not so focused on everything else, more, more trying to just, you know, focus on me and myself and doing my job and, and doing it right. And, but yeah, for sure. You know, I think, I mean, maybe a little surprised myself at times <laughs> at, at how I was able to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. not, not, in a, in a, I mean, in a humble way, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. Was like right. wow, it, 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 it's working, you know, and, and it was cool to see the benefits and to hear that from you guys. I mean, very, very cool, you know. And yeah. uh, in, in talk, sorry to interrupt you, in talking to Carlos, he's been telling me that you're making less bike changes than maybe ever before with this new thing. Like, you're stoked and you're not changing things as much as you used to. You're in a good place with your motorcycle right now. Yeah, I mean, that, that was been a big, uh, that's been a big positive this year. I think in the past, I've always kind of been, there was always something I couldn't figure out. I would, <laughs> yeah. If it was this, I'd lose that. Well, I definitely, you know, the one thing I definitely tried to focus on earlier this year, and I kind of came in with the habit still, but but I kind of tried to kick it right away. It was like, look, when it's not working, just make it work. You know, do mm-hmm. whatever you can. Like, don't, you know, when you're out there on the track, you're not going to change nothing at that moment. I mean, it's not going to stop us from testing, but it was kind of nice because, you know, I, both Supercross and Motocross, once we got, like, six rounds in, you know, we started the season, and obviously a new bike, we got our we got our testing uh, done, and, and but there's nothing like a race for the real test, you mm-hmm. know. So we got about about five rounds in. We're, we were testing one, one day through the week, and then about, about round six when we went to Dallas, that's when we stopped testing, and that's when I rode the, the bike the rest of the year the way it is. So that, that was really nice because I was able to learn my setup. I was able to, you know, really – really dissected and knowing what it's going to do at in circumstances or, or trying to and and same with outdoors we definitely missed the boat there on in the beginning first few races and it took about to race six to really feel like okay now i feel like i, I can shut my mind off on this thing and, and 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 ride it and and so but i mean obviously that owes you know credit to the team and the people uh, you know i got to put my trust in those guys who and give those guys the credit for for getting that you know because it's not easy at times and, 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 you know, it's been frustrating and, but this new bike's been a really joy to ride and, and bringing back a lot of fun to, to the, to the picture. And, and I think that's important. Cool. Hey, I got my second question and this one's a, this one's a little tougher one and I want you to give me the best answer you can, but over yeah. the, uh, over the, of your 450 career, you've obviously had some good battles in and out with Ryan Villapoto. Um, mm-hmm. and I know for, the years he was always someone that was very tough for you. Um, my yeah. question is: is where you're at now with mm-hmm. the changes with all and the changes with the bike? I mean, the new mentality. If Ryan Villapoto was still racing and he was here at his full peak too, mm-hmm. would the results be different than they were in the past? Do you think you're at a different place now? That I mean, obviously, an answer that we can never get the answer. But where do you feel on that? Do you feel like where you're at now, you could, you'd have more for Ryan Villapoto? Yeah, I mean that's a. I mean, like you said, it's a definitely a hard question to answer. But like where I am now, yes, I, I do think I would have more for something for Villapoto. And and I want to point out first, like Villapoto, when guys say, "Oh, he's not here," and that's why, like Villapoto, you got to understand, he's one of a kind guy. I mean, like Ricky, you know. I mean, those guys, they're just they're just an amazing athletes. They're mentally, physically. I mean, Villapoto is a strong guy. I mean, ever since I can remember in '60s. The guy has given me, or, you know, kind of 
you know, give it to me and and, <laughs> yeah. and beat me a lot. And 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 that was tough. You know, it's definitely. I think I think as a young kid, getting beat by him a lot, then coming into the pros. And we swapped some wins here and there, and but he definitely had the, the upper on me. And but but two, you got to understand as well. Like if Villapoto didn't retire, I wouldn't be with Eldon, and none of this really would, kind of would have manifested to what it is. So it, it's 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 a tough thing. Yeah. I mean, if Villapoto, you know, wasn't here, I mean, but I mean, obviously the guy is an amazing rider, and you know, there's very few and and far in between guys like him that that you know, are your competitors and um but I can definitely say he made me a better rider hands down just just chasing him week in and week out in championships and and you know, the last gosh, since you know, ever since he started winning in well, two thousand eleven. Yeah, I mean it definitely he I laid in bed at night thinking a lot and didn't you know, lost a lot of hours <laughs> over a lot of sleep and because of that guy. So, you know, he's uh he's he, he but he did make me a better competitor, and um, you know, in the imaginary world, I, I hope we could race each other, and right. I'd have some for. Him. <laughs> yeah. Hey Ryan, I, I got a question for you. I, you know, spending time with you out at the farm, and you saying, you know, about your your work ethic with Eldon. Mm-hmm. You know, there was something like we, you know, Rick. I don't know if Ricky believed this, but back in the day, like we you know, we would Ivan would always talk to me, and we'd be going like we'd be at the farm. And uh-huh. you you would do your motos and then you would leave and say, yeah, I got to go cycle and I got to go to the gym. It seems like back then you did so, like you, I, I want to say overload, like you never uh-huh. gave yourself a time just to chill and, hey, let's go, let's go do this or go do that. It was like, nope, train, 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 ride, 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 eat dinner, go to sleep. Do you have more, does, is, does Eldon kind of have you on a different program where you, you feel like you should be doing more? But your results are better because you're doing less. Does that make sense? Yeah, like like maybe you mean a little like quality over quantity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Um, no, for sure. I think early in my career, and you know, it's it's tough. I dude, I I just try to learn from people that would tell me things, self-taught, whatever. You know, Mm -hmm. if Eldon has some knowledge to share when I was younger, I'd grab that little bit that he gave me, and I mean. For sure, I think I think as a young kid, I came into pro. It was all or nothing. It was racing or this and that, and 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 it's tough, you know. I mean, you get thrown into this position and not thrown, but really got an opportunity to put myself in this position. I wanted to be a professional athlete. I mean, since I was young, seven to nine years old, and 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 so when you accomplish that, now now it's results, and when the results aren't there, then you. I mean, for me, it was like. I mean, my first year, it's kind of incredible to look back. I, it was all racing or nothing in my life. Nothing <laughs> right. else mattered yeah. to me. And, but, you know, I will say, like, in 2008, that's what my life was. It was racing or nothing, and that's why I threw away a championship because I couldn't handle the pressure because when that collapsed, everything else in my life fell. And and that, you know, like, you know, I learned so much through that, though, you know, and, and learning that. Yeah, because I failed, because I put everything into my racing, that I threw it away, and it was my fault. But but I realized, like, okay, I have to have balance in my life. That's what I took away from that loss, and and that right there was the turning point. And then, you know, I got actually when I went out to Ricky and and hang with Ricky and Ivan, it was because of those two guys that I kind of got out of that always all or nothing. I, I started to have a little more fun in my life because I seen I didn't. I didn't think it was okay to have fun because I had to go work, and if I had fun, I didn't deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Right, totally. And that's not the case. And and so, 
you know, you learn so much throughout the year. But yes, now working with Eldon, it, I definitely, I think up until this point, I, I've said it. You know, I've, I've definitely, for years in a row, I've put in, you know, longer days, more hours, you know, in, in a year than we have now. And but but it hasn't gotten me anywhere. And and I mean, you can do all the work you want, but if you don't believe in yourself, then either then then you know, what's the point of all that work you put in? So. <laughs> yeah. I think with Eldon, you know, yes, he has a he has a good understanding, and and through his knowledge and what he knows, um, and what I put my trust in him, I can, I can really focus on just doing the work and and not having that mental wearing myself out thinking about it all the time, but also, the quality the quality of it and and over the quantity and and that's important too. So yeah, for sure. I, I my last question for balance. you. My last question is to you. Do you think going to Eldon when Eldon was always the trainer of your competitor. So now mm-hmm. you're his client and he knew, do you think, did he come to you and said, Hey, when I used to train Villapoto, these were your weaknesses that I saw. And this is what we capitalized <laughs> yeah. on. Did, did you think it was, did that come into play where he said, okay, this is where you need to get better. You need more sprint speed. You need this, you need that. Did that ever happen? Oh, uh, of course. I mean, that was his job though. You know, that was yeah. his job to, to, point out my weaknesses and, and make Villapoto better. I mean, Villapoto was, you know, had better in this area before, before he worked with Eldon. I mean, he was better in this area, but he lacked in, in, in this other area. And, you know, we swapped kind of deals. Well then working with, I think him working with, I think him when I was out those things, make him better in these areas. And I think with Villapoto working with Eldon, that brought a lot of confidence to Villapoto. And like, look, I, I know this guy inside and out in a way, you know, because, you know, obviously being in the physical world, he, he understands, Eldon understands this stuff more. So, yeah, he, he's told me for sure. And, and But at the same time, he kind of already knew me. So, so work, you know, when I worked, when I started working with Eldon, I mean, I think it was a no-brainer where to start. You know? All right, so what did he tell you what Roxon's weaknesses are so we can fix those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you let Watson? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know you have respect for the dude. I'm just joking. You know, you know me. Watson, don't. You know me, Mr. Joker. Just because he beat your guy for the title. Now, dude, now I'm you're good mad. With, I am good with Ryan Duffy. Now you're I'm good upset. with his family. I get it. <laughs> oh, hey, well, let's get something straight right now. Okay. Uh-oh. We're going to get something straight. This, yeah. this had to be 2011 or 12. Yeah. Or, I came up to you at Dodger Stadium, and I said, hey, um, there's a guy that's a producer on the on the Pulp Show that he made a comment to you. He's a big fan, and you blocked him. And I said, uh, "Do you remember that?" Yeah, I mean, no, I don't. Re- I I, I kind of, but I don't. I don't know. Okay, because I came back. Steve, well, what was what was the whole story? So you could ask. Yeah, Brian. no, our old producer is a big fan of yours. Uh, actually, uh, Kenny just got him one of your title T-shirts. No, I asked this him to weekend. come on the show. That's what it was. Oh, asked, I asked Dunn? Ryan okay. to come on the show, and, and he said he denied because of of the, the, our of, producer. Yes, who made a, who made because a, he made a, a, a comment about nutting his pants over you or something. Yeah, and you and you blocked him, and he was bummed. But I mean, you know, it was it was a creep. We told him on the show, look, dude, that's creepy. Like, well, so so oh, what we're God. trying to get at is Pulp MX apologizes for the creepiness shit that goes around <laughs> between you know the producer now trying to you know talk to your wife and yeah, the, yeah. the other producer getting yeah. off on you. It's just that's a, that's big a good ass point. Shit we, show. we had the, our producer broing down with Lindsay. Lindsay had to like yeah. say it was okay. 
And we were telling. I hope God. Uh, Ryan, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe Lynn took my phone and blocked her. I, I yeah, yeah. Who knows? Know. Uh, good times. Good times. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. We got a, sorry for those who the phone calls we didn't get to. Uh, Ryan's on the East Coast and uh, he's very, very uh, late there. So, uh, thanks for uh, coming on, man. I appreciate. It. Uh, congrats on the you, title and everything. Great job. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for your time and thanks for having me on. And we'll see you here in the future. Uh, see, you, see you in Destin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, guy. All right, we got uh, later, guy. See you, guy. Uh, <laughs> Mech Show, uh, Ryan Dungey, presented by Hot Cams. Uh, good interview. Yeah, he's he was solid. Love so. this guy right here. He's got a lot better at that too. He has. He has he got absolutely. Uh, like I wonder if he went do, to some Do you notice that? Stuff. Do you notice that, Jim? Well, you you talked to him. I think you know it comes with that wanting to be a great ambassador for the yeah. sport. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you have to do the media work. I mean, that's just part of it. I mean, that's, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, and, and he's done a very good job with it. And uh, yeah, I'm proud. I've watched his career, and you know, I, I remember back in uh, when he was battling with Jason Lawrence. I mean, yeah. that was uh, that was hard for him. But I mean, to come back and. You know, jump into the 450 class uh, like he did in his first yeah. year and win the Supercross and he, the Outdoor Championship. And and he's gotten better in interviews too. He's gotten yeah. more personable. He's gotten a little more like like joking. Like he would have never came on the show three years ago. Well, or whatever. C- case in point, Las Vegas a couple years ago, and Ryan was there, and we have the tape. But he he interviewed me. Oh, did he? He yeah, made yeah. a lot of mistakes and everything. Yeah. I said, well, first of all, you already messed up that, but we had fun <laughs> yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And you would never see that, you know. Yeah years before that so i think he's he's able to relax and enjoy these championships right. I, you know what got. i think it is i think he's giving more he has more self-confidence like yeah. he is a legit player he is that guy now but yeah. before he's like i don't know i could have be you know he's yeah. not going to come out and be that open unless he can back it up yeah. with results and be that guy or you know he's i don't think like knowing ryan i think he always felt like he really wasn't one of the guys like one of the top even okay. while he was the guy, yeah. he still could. Like, he wasn't, like, he was not an all-timer. Yeah. Now, yeah. I think in his head, he says, you know what? He knows he's the guy. Well, you can yeah. tell from the interview, too. I mean, he, he, he admitted it that he had a self-confidence issue all the time, and yeah. it affected him, even though he was training hard. He, but what, I, what crazy he, to think these guys are like that, right? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You, you got millions of dollars, but, you know, and whatever. You're but still I just, think that what's yeah. important is the timing. I mean, he has adapting at the right time when he is taking a leadership role in the sport. I mean, he's the guy. I mean, he's the guy in the sport. I think he's a great ambassador for this he sport, is. too. I mean, can you, if, who else could you think of now winning an SP? Barsha? No, that's what I'm saying is I mean, winning t- the t- SP t- and just <laughs> what going, he's... Going up there and accepting the Eps, the, the, uh, the, the award. SP. You keep saying Eps. It's SP. SP. You don't say SP. Fuck you and your show. So Yeah, I like it, too. I mean, he's taking that ambassador position where he's representing the sport in general to the masses. And you could tell there's a different confidence in his writing and his just overall in general. And it's... It's good timing for him. He's he's you, the man right now. You know, it's interesting, though. You talk about Alden Baker working with these guys. When he worked with Ricky, they had a 10-year window. Yeah. Ricky hung it up. You look at Villapoto, you know, he hung it up. When do you think Ryan Dungey's going to hang it up? I mean, I think he, I say he's going to hang it up when his contract's up. That's what so? I think. What two more that? years. Because he's got, what, 80 in now, right? Yeah, two more so years. So, what, 16 and 17? And yeah, I think he'll be it? done probably after 17. I mean, maybe I don't know him well maybe enough. Maybe he'll be like just, Blair and keep coming back. Yeah, no, maybe. No, I mean, no. maybe, yeah. Hey, well, Ryan, dude, walk away. Man. No, I don't. I just. <laughs> I mean, just knowing, you know, his knowing him, knowing his family, knowing where he is. You know, yeah. he wants to make sure he's financially set. His family's good. I don't see him. I mean, I don't think he's one of those guys that you know. He, 
he's going to go for those records and go for that. You know what I mean? I think he's more of a what's in front of me I need to conquer right now and do it and not worry about it. You know, like if you heard his interviews before the weekend, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, after the first moto, he won the championship. He goes, yeah, but I'm here to race and I need, I need to win the race today. Yeah. Like he wasn't he's, about celebrating uh, and all that crap. He's he mentally w- programmed himself on how to be and that's win every – I mean – well, yeah. you heard him right here. He goes, well, shit, I wish I wouldn't have missed those seven. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Dude. I mean come on, dude. He was bummed out it was 97%. Yeah, yeah he was bummed. He said, he said, man, that other three kind of bums me out, that 3%. <laughs> good yeah, good like, job, Hobo, bumming him out. Good job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruined his night. He's going to lay uh, in bed tonight. Let's, uh, let's yeah, he's going to be laying in bed at night now with a shotgun <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> I'm not 3%. Let's take a commercial break here on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Jim Hawley, Kenny Watson, Hobo Nick, and Daniel Blair in studio. Uh, Garrett, thank you coming up. Much more segments, talk, everything else. Stick around, why don't you? We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulpam X Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulpam X Show. Use coupon code Pulpam X when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Don't miss the Edge of Summer MX event at Soaring Eagle Casino Resort August 28th, 29th, and 30th. It all goes down the weekend following the Indiana Pro National. Gates open at 6 a.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and racing classes include... ATV Amateur and Pro Classes Friday, Pro and Amateur Motocross Classes Saturday, and the Amateur Motocross continues into Sunday. Enter to compete on the Mark Barnett built track or just show up to enjoy the action. Come see the all-time winningest motocross racer Ricky Carmichael and freestyle legend and business partner Terry Hart. Day passes begin at $10 for adults, children 5 and under are free, and weekend packages are available. Visit RedBudMX.com for more details. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. 
providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All all NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. Combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Giganoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each plus applicable service fees, these exclusive passes include the best seats in the house as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus! How's it going? My name's Chris Laredo. Patrick Marker. Scott Lewis. My name's Ben Schiermeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pike's mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Barsha. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like you've got to run Galfer. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension, in them, maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things. All the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. 
2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within works connection is proud to be a sponsor of pulp mx because just like you they're passionate and dedicated to the sport for over 23 years now they've been producing innovative products like their pro launch start device and the 123 easy build elite perch line just take a look around the ama pro pits and you'll see works connections proving ground for products under the canopies of yoshimura suzuki rch racing star racing and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. 
Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. For almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race-proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Pulp MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Pump of Mech Show. Presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Brand new demo, the main event. Yeah, Blair. Just quit raking. Just quit making music. It's terrible. It sucks. Dude, I told you before the show, we're not going to quit making music. We're just 
quitting the dream or nightmare. Watson, will you talk some sense into him after the show? Hey, you and, know what? And leave your mic up there too while you're at it. As okay. as the first main event tour manager, yep, it lasted one show. <laughs> uh, I was, I'm a I'm a believer. I, I I don't say ever give up. You're never giving up the Moto Dream. You're still out there dr- tracing it. Moto Dream. Moto Dream. You're still doing it. You're a 120. You're a 250 lights champion. I am a champion. West actually, Coast. What were you? West. West Coast. Sorry, bro. Arena Cross yep. lights champion. Okay. What happens if you would have quit racing? You wouldn't have had your championship. Yep. There you go. Thank never you. give up. How do you know? You could get a, win a Grammy from this song right here. Probably not, not, dude. Hey, how, how old? Kind of you got to believe in yourself like Ryan Dungey. How old How old's your daughter? What's going on with those guys? Three. Okay, I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. If I was to make it in the rock music world, do you realize the life that I would be in and the life I would not have with my kids? True. Dude, true. Jacoby, the singer of Papa Roach, is a friend of mine. The guy's killing it still. I mean, he's a... The gnarliest live tour. Their band is killing it still to this day. And honestly, the dude misses his kids so much. I mean, he gets home for like uh, a kids, week. Man, he's a rock star. Dude, he gets home for a week and is like, can't even leave the, his kid's side, dude. And that's, I just can't do it, dude. I honestly, I always wanted that. Like, me and my wife, we have a great relationship and it's built on kind of not being around each other. It's just reality. Nick, am I right? We do well when we're not near each other. So I've always like wanted to be a rock star, and you know, right. she'll be at home, and you know, I'll see her when I'm home. But dude, the kids ruin my mentality. I Gar- I can't stand being away from my Guarantee kids. Guarantee Jim Hawley is partying with some rock stars. Who who have you hung out with, Jim? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 I've had on. some good time. I was just gonna elaborate on the the <laughs> wife thing. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I bought Melissa, my wife. She has her own house, so we don't even live together. Dude. But you know, I'll stay over there once in a while. She'll so stay at the ranch once well, in a while. That is works, that is great. It works great. After the show, let's talk. Tell me how uh, you yeah. made that happen. That sounds Yeah, that deserves. It's a lot cheaper that way. Trust me. We had Ron Dungey on for segment great interview red bull ktm ryan dungy brought to you by hot cams ryan dungy's team depends on wwusa.com john anderson the guys down there they supply a bunch of teams in the pits with uh, top quality wheels uh why why uh, why buy seven or eight why spend seven or eight k for your bike and you uh, the 500 set of wheels go for w come on go for go real uh Talon, Kite, D-I-D-X-L, Galford, Brembo, Brakes, W-Wheels, WUSA.com, um, and also to FMF. Since their inception in 1973, FMF has evolved into the world's premier off-road exhaust system manufacturer. 43 years of championship experience under their belts. Plenty to be proud of at FMF. And uh, Rockstar, uh, Rockstar Husky, Husky uses it, Yamaha Star Racing, Charlie Designs, JGR. All those kind of guys use FMF racing. You, you know, you mentioned John Anderson, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, with W Wheels. Uh, when, when I went up to Mammoth when I turned fifty, you know, he he called me and said, "Hey, man, I want to send you a set of wheels." I go, "Really? Well, I'm okay yeah. with just for, but the, the nicest wheels, <laughs> nice talent hubs, and wearing black rims and everything." Nice. He hooked me up. <laughs> uh, he made me some uh, uh, some wheels for Project Eighty Eight on the garage. I, I I'm saw pumped that. on that. Uh, uh, happy to do it. Let's take some calls before we get the stank dog, shall we? Raining yellow. Hey, I can finally breathe again. James is free. James is free. <laughs> James is free. Uh, the official forecast is it is truly raining yellow again. Honestly, maybe you got you four guys can tell me I'm right or wrong. I think James is coming out the Monster Cup and it's over. He's which kind of over? What do you think? He, he's 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 winning it. I agree. He's I... winning the Monster Cup. Like I just he's been in Supercross mode. He's he's fresh. He's ready. He's James Stewart. He almost won it anyways. I like, agree. I just think yeah. it's... Uh, uh, well, he, he did win it uh, a couple years ago, yeah. right? Watson. My, my, 
I, I don't ever I don't ever underestimate yeah. James's speed. Right. But I Dude, think your the guy's class, not going to race. No, it. no, no. I, but I think the class in general is 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 don't don't let like a Dude. guy like Mil, uh, Barsha rest on that, that moral it's, that James is here. Dude, James hasn't lined up on a gate. James hasn't raced. James, yeah, no, he'll I be agree. fast. I agree. He'll be fast. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. James will be fast, and he could win. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet the farm on it. Yeah. Right. Well, Davey won it last year. After a year, a year and a half, something off. Yeah. I think. I just think he's gonna. I think he's rejuvenated a little. Bit. I think Bubba's gonna be. Bubba uh, when he gets back. He'll come back. It's for su- he's gonna be fast. I just. Uh, I think he's got to be smart about it, knowing he's gonna be super antsy and excited. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I am a fan of JS7. I think JS7 at the races brings so much to the table. I love watching that guy ride. He just thinks about a motorcycle that blows it's, my mind. It's he over. Is... It's over for everybody at the Monster Cup. Don't, ah. e- don't even sign up. Right. Don't even sign up. Seriously. Well, when it's, I was in Utah over. this past weekend, one of the Japanese guys on his Twitter account showed me that you know he's back, and he says, oh, I want to go see James in Utah. Yeah. I go, I do too, but I don't think he's going to be in Utah. I mean, yeah. you're going to have to go to the uh, – he's doing the straight rhythm, right? Yeah, straight rhythm and, and then the Monster uh, Cup. the Monster yep. Cup, that's what I heard. Um, hey, uh, Raining Yellow, you're getting some serious hate on our voicemails and stuff. I don't know if you heard that, but some fans are upset. For what? For asking for free fly gear last show. Oh, uh, well, sh- hey, haters going to hate and haters going to hate. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks for calling, bud. Hey, have you, have you seen the new 7 gear? looks good. Yeah, we got to go. Yeah, we got to go. Hey, uh, John, what's up, man? How <laughs> are you? On it. John. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's your question? about? Yeah. For, thanks for calling the show. Yeah. Oh, I've got to regroup here, but you're... Black Ops Moto commercial while I'm sitting here on hold. It's like some creepy kid voice over some freak. Yeah. I wanted to crawl in a corner and like pull a blanket over my head and not buy some. Uh, yeah, like, but anyway. Hey, John, but John, it got, your, it got your attention. It got your attention. You remember Black yeah. Ops Moto. So. Having said that, yeah, I've, I've got on. I've used your code on X brand, BTO, and Guts, and all that good stuff. Thank so. you, man. Thanks. They all talk well about you, too, so you should ask for some more money. It's amazing how this, jan- <laughs> this, amazing how this janky little show is actually getting listeners. Yeah, you know the deal. You're, 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 you're putting that. So, so um, did, did nobody see, you guys haven't talked about that. I've heard Cooper Webb and Unadilla just beat Thompson that huge double that nobody really tried. That's how he wrecked. Uh, he, 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 he said he jumped it two laps before that. He cleared it. Oh, he did it successfully? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Made upper body pop up in the view, and that's how yeah. I, nobody ever talked about that. No. I didn't see it. I, 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 I talked to him about it, but hey, that. what about this weekend when he tripled in those whoops that he, nobody's been doing all sick. day? Yeah, the pass. I'm telling you, that guy's definitely becoming my favorite rider. He's, he's working his way up there. And then, uh, did, did, did you see on NBC Live, he's, they're doing this big pump up the the one challenger who's missed four races and they show him on the starting line in slow mo with a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, he was doing that as a joke. Yeah, I saw that. Fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the motocross of nations is either going to go really good or really bad. He's gonna he's gonna show everybody what he's got. He's gonna kill it, or he's gonna make some kid mistakes, enthusiasm where it goes south. Well, he's also I, had some experience on that 450 in Japan. Yeah. He rode the uh, more the Monster Cup on one too. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, he, he's got a little bit of experience with it, which is a good thing going into the donations. I kind of don't like him yelling at Marvin on a starting line. <laughs> like, I don't really like. Come on, but everything else, I like the package of Cooper Webb. I'm, I'm buying that. Like the attitude. You know, that's part uh, of the package. Know. How come you don't like that? I, I think that's I'm kind of the whole deal. I'm kind of with Don's. Like, just leave that stuff for. 
you know. Oh, it, it worked on Dunge. That's why he doesn't like it. Jason <laughs> Lawrence did that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Hey, thanks but, for calling, man. Thank you for calling. Hey, hey, real quick, I wanted to tell you. I, I, I was at Bud's Creek. I went up to Kenny Watson. I got the famous, like, cool guy. I, I went up and talked to him for a second, asked him a stupid question, and he straight up looked on top of the semi to this dude putting up the, the, the thing on top, like the tarp. Mm-hmm. And, the, and he says, you need some help. And the guy's like, uh, sure. And as he's saying it, Kenny's like walking away. Watson. <laughs> it, it, it was wonderful. You, another another fan welcome. told me that he said hi to you and you gave him the finger. Like about a month ago. He's like, hey. he didn't get up. No, he yeah, a fan's like, dude, I saw Watson. He, he flipped me off. He thought it was rad. But he, you, you gave him the finger. Maybe next time, you know. It's about <laughs> standard. You, you acknowledged him, right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> standard. Number one. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye, guys. All right. See you. Uh, Dale, what's up? How's, how are you doing, Dale? Hey, good. Steve, I just want to say that I really enjoyed Eddie Ray on the show last week. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I really didn't know much about him, but, but what I really enjoyed even more was that podcast. That, In my opinion, that's one of the best podcasts of all time. Really? Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like All-timer? I mean, yeah. all-timer. We all know Eddie Ray, right? Uh, you know Eddie. He's a talker. He's got stories. He's All-timer. A, I love Eddie. Yeah. So... Love those Carmichael stories. Yeah, I know he was there, man. He's he was definitely with Jessica and everything else. Like Eddie, yeah, he's 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 a good guy. We're gonna try to get him back in. Yeah, absolutely. My my number one all time favorite podcast is still or uh, is still with Rich Taylor, the first one with Rich Taylor. But yeah, man, this is a close second. RT's got some stories too, man. He's done some things. Uh, check out the yeah. Holly one that I did. Maybe I don't know two years ago. Where we... yeah, I've listened to them all, but the first one I ever listened to was the first one with Rich Taylor. So that one's kind of like yeah. my first pub. Speaking of podcasts, you should listen to mine coming out. I got a few bangers yeah. coming your way, guys. I will. You know. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Dale. Thank you for listening. Right. Thanks, Dale. Yep. Hey, Steve. Thanks. Yep. How's it going? Good. Thanks for coming in tonight. Dude, glad to be here, man. It's a pleasure. You got a lot of fans, though. When I was in Utah, uh, Greg Cunningham came up to me and says he really enjoyed the podcast. I sign autographs sometimes, Holly. Yeah, it blows me away. I mean, I'm just like, what are you people doing? It's kind of a big doing? deal, bud. What are you yeah. people doing? Like, seriously. It's, it's good. Awesome. It's awesome. It's it's better. The show is is surpassed anything it ever did. And since Kenny's left, it's reached new levels of greatness. Love. Li- li- it's been, oh, it's, dude. it's been fantastic. Leaps and bounds, bro. It's been it's been so Kenny was holding you back? Oh yeah. I don't want to say that Hollywood, right. okay. but you all know, right. all I mean right. it's just checking. It happens. Watson Jimmy. Watson, no, I'm kidding. Watson was a part of some epic shows and that still get brought up to this day. It's it's, it's all good. <laughs> there were some moments with like Mark Pellegrino and Tony that, that can't be replicated. Just yeah. impossible. <laughs> There's a couple times I was so freaking mad I just left. Yep. Yeah, he walked out on a few shows. That was great too. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this show. Daniel Blair, Hobo Nick, Jim Hollywood Holly, Kenny Watson, and Steve. What number are you on right now? Show? Yeah. Uh, 223. Okay. Yeah, 223. Uh, hey, Vortex Racing, a thousand different gear choices. Vortex V3 Motocross Bar, 29% stronger than competition. Uh, Yoshimura Suzuki uses Vortex, so Blake Baggett and James Stewart, your uh, 2015 Monster Cup Energy winner. He uses Yoshimura uh, Sprockets, and Babbitt's Kawasaki uses uh, uh, Vortex as well in the uh, in the Arena Cross Series. VortexRacing.com. Email Jake at Vortex Racing for 40% off. Do you use Vortex, Blair? No. You're lucky you won. You're lucky you won without Vortex. Uh, I don't know if this, this guy on the line may use Vortex, but he's brought to you by Vortex Racing. He is uh, out there all summer on the 125 two-stroke, uh, making two-stroke people proud, and we're happy to have him on the show. Much talk about him over the, the last couple months about him on the show. And Garrett Stanky, what's up, man? How are you? 
Hey, I'm good, man. How are you guys? We're good. Yeah, do you use Vortex Racing at all? Um, you know, I do. I actually uh, bought an ignition off them full price. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, wow. Different Vortex, but yeah, still, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not too familiar with Vortex, Vertex, same old thing. Yeah, yeah same thing. Hey, listen, listen. Bowers uses Vortex when he raced for Babbitts, and he won. So, uh, hey, Jared. By the way, uh, congrats on the uh, Vegas uh, win. Was it your first career main event win? I think I was there. We were doing yeah, our webcast. It was. Um, that's awesome. Um, it was my first uh, overall win. Uh, my second main event win. Yeah. That was awesome. What a night, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, a lot of action there. Like, seriously, I, th- I seriously thought about retiring from Supercross and following the ArenaCross series because that was awesome. It's like that every weekend, <laughs> dude, dude. Dude, it's fun. It's, it's a whole... It's total carnage every dude, single weekend, uh, and it's absolutely a blast. Okay, so Regal cleaned out uh, Gurky on another lane. Canari hit a tractor. Everybody wants oh. to fight. Oh, I mean, earlier in the, oh, yeah, yeah, the no, year? No, no, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just in the ArenaCross. Like, oh, this is, yeah. This is phenomenal stuff. Dude, it is, honestly... <laughs> The most exciting racing. It's when I went there four years ago and kind of went away from Supercross to Arena Cross. Dude, I fell in love with. Yeah, it's it's cool. The people are cool. The vibe there, just the way everyone kind of gets along. Now that yep. someone's gone, but uh, <laughs> Blair Ghost ride his bike at Kyle White. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few of those. Did you just but, take a <laughs> shot at Bowers, kind of? No. You said now that someone's gone. And he just left Arena Cross, so I'm thinking I'm putting two and two together. Talking about Kyle White, the guy Ghost rode my bike into. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hey, but anyways, yeah, great job at that that final Arena Cross. But I wanted to get you on to talk about the uh, the Nationals. Uh, 125, two-stroke. I saw you, Nadilla, you were doing heel clickers out of gravity cavity. So despite eating rocks all moto long, how's it been going? Um, You know, I'm having an absolute blast out there. Uh, I couldn't be having a better time of my life. Um, it's it's absolutely a blessing to be out there, honestly. And how did it come together? Like, how did you be like, hey, uh, I want to do the Nationals. I'm going to do them on a 125. Yeah, you started on a Yamaha. Now you have some KTM help. But what what made you decide to do it? Um, you know, it was me and Mike Visor photo- photography uh, at Las Vegas. We were sitting there talking uh, in my van. And he showed me a picture of a, a kid, uh, Jeremy White from Thermotech Racing. Uh, showed me a picture of his 125, and I was like, dude, that thing's freaking sweet. And he was like, do you think you could rip it up? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I could totally rip that thing. And he's like, dude, we could get Jeremy to back you. We could, you know, sponsor you for these three rounds. And mm-hmm. I talked to Jeremy, and Jeremy uh, wanted to sponsor me all the way through Redbud. And, uh, you know, after Redbud, things opened up more for me through, uh, you know, Verb Moto, selling the T-shirts. That's mm-hmm. what... Uh, got me to continue this uh, season throughout the outdoors. Yeah, that's good. What uh, What's it like racing against two of the Fs? Like, what? Like, is there anything where you're have an advantage? Is there any part where you're like, okay, this is sweet? Uh, and I know the disadvantage would be many things, uh, but where do you think it helps you, if at all, anywhere? The only advantage I have is the fans on my side. <laughs> 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 that, that's the only advantage. Yeah. And disadvantages everywhere else on the track. <laughs> everywhere, I get so frustrated coming out of a corner, being on a on a dude that I'm about to pass, mm-hmm. pulls me by, by about five bike lengths coming out of the corner, and it takes me about two more corners to get back up to him. And then, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's frustrating, but it's fun as well, knowing that I pass a lot of these guys on a 125 two stroke. Yeah, 
have hair flapping out of the back of my helmet looking like a chick. That, that doesn't make too happy either. Uh, 702-586-PULP. we got a question for Jared Stanky, uh, to smoking uh, his way across America in the Nationals. Now, I've been talking about you here on the show, and, like, I, okay, look, I used to race and whatever. I wasn't very good, but I was decent. And I've seen two-stroke guys come and go in the Nationals. And to me, my one thing about you is, like, don't you want to give yourself a chance to do better because you're on such a disadvantage, especially on a, on a 125 two-stroke. I mean, wouldn't you agree that's a bigger disadvantage, Watson, than on a versus a 250 two-stroke versus a 450? Definitely. I mean, I think the 125, yeah. you're, at a worse, you're at a worse disadvantage. Definitely, but I get what he's doing. I mean, he doesn't have anything, and he might as well, if someone's going to support him, however he needs to get to the race. I, I know, think. but and, and if he but, and if he does throw it in the top twenty and score points, that's a hell of a that's yeah. a hell of a ride, man. Twenty first, yeah. yeah. How that's pissed were one, one out spot? How yeah. pissed were you, Jared? Too that dude at uh, that Cody Gregg at Bud's Creek in the mud got thirteenth and stole your two strokes thunder. He was on a two fifty oh, though, yeah, right? Yeah. I was so pumped for that dude. You know, I mean, to see a two stroke in the top twenty is yeah. unbelievable, and then thirteenth. That that was an awesome ride for the dude. I know, and it, it, dude, it took Dunge like five laps to get him. <laughs> like I was like going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, but he didn't have a front fender. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, no, he crashed and all that stuff. But I'm just like, "Oh," uh, but you know, to me, like I'm just like, doesn't the guy want to? God, it's got to be so frustrating just eating rocks and, and like you said, coming up on dudes and having them yard you. Like as a racer, I would want to. You know, do better. That's my only thing. Yeah, but Jared, I mean, I, I think for you, I, I think you're learning. I, I think it's going to help you in that Amazonia Arena Cross Series. Like you, you, you know, think? You think it'll help? You, him? Absolutely. Anytime guys can go racing and stuff and, and, and race and, well, and learn me, how I'm, to pick different lines and make things work for you, it's going to. He's going to gain advantages when he gets back on that Amazonia Arena Cross. Look, series. you're a world, you're a World Supercross champion. I'm not going to argue with you, but Don't wouldn't you wouldn't you want to race? When you want to what? Don't argue with Holly. When you want to race the bike that you race in arena cross, a TDF. Yeah, but if but if he's not getting no support, uh, what's he supposed to do? Sit home and do I, nothing, or someone's right. going to say, "Hey, we're going to take I you have racing." Support. I I have support from Motorsport Hillsboro. You know, they give me bikes. They give me uh, every, pretty much everything I need. Um, it's just funding. I don't have the funds to to race the outdoor nationals. I don't have part a parts deal. You know, I pay for all my own parts. Um, you know. The only way I've been making it to these races is is through Vermoto selling the two stinking T-shirts. That's the only yeah. way that this the last three or three races have been possible for me to do. So are those things selling way. good? Like are they are they um, are they making enough money for for to pay your expenses, or is Vermoto making it up? Um, no, we um, the first check they cut me, they cut me one for three thousand seventy dollars, which means they sold three hundred and seven T-shirts. Nice, that's bitching. And then they just cut me another one for seven hundred and eighty dollars, which means they sold another seventy-eight T-shirts. Um, they're uh, continuing selling them until August thirty-first, and hopefully we can get a few more in there. And uh, yeah, the last check. I'm surprised. Check, that's a lot. Um, Good job. I won't need too much of it to get me home. So um, I plan on donating it to a great friend of mine who was uh, in a recent accident, but we'll, uh, we'll talk about that later. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. The fans have stepped up. But, and, and you must meet some of these dudes at the races, and they must just they love you, don't you? Because two-stroke fans are out there in the weeds and looking for a hero. Dude, and, you should and, come and, to our race in Michigan the week after uh, Yeah, yeah I was going to say, are you going up there? Twelve grand on the line. Oh, I'm going to go race Mexico, man. That's that's my race there. <laughs> yeah, the beer's better there, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, um, knowing knowing what I know of you, that tequila is probably a little bit better in Mexico than. Um, Vortex Racing, you bringing you uh, Jared Stanky. Daniel, um, I talked to you in Vegas the day after the arena cross, and I was like, hey, Stanky, that Stanky guy, like, I was asking you a little bit about him. He won the overall, and it was kind of lost in the Hayes uh, Regal thing and all that, you know? It was lost a little bit in that, 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 that Jared won, but you were like, dude, everybody's happy for him. Like, everybody was so pumped that he, that he won. Yeah, everyone was. I mean, Jared's... Uh He's a lovable creature, I'd say. Right, Jared? Did I say Garrett yeah. at the beginning of the show? Yeah, you've said Garrett about 20 times. I did? It's Jared. His parents just spelled it with a G. Jared. Like, okay. Well, you know what? Off. Yeah. I don't know. I just I hate two strokes so much. I'm so full of rage. I, I can't know. get his name you right. I just right, okay. hate on him, even his <laughs> name. But right. No, so Jared, dude, Arena Cross, like you said, it's kind of like this big family. And uh, everybody loves Jared, dude. He's, yeah. He's um, he's a pretty, pretty all right guy. And um, it was cool because, yeah, you, you said it. The Hayes Regal thing took over the night big time, yeah. and it kind of got and lost. Rightfully so. Rightfully it pretty, so. It's pretty, a championship, yeah. and dude, the way it ended was, I mean, yeah. unbelievable. So the it kind of got. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of got lost in the night, but Jared was able to grab his first overall that night and doing yeah. it straight up. Like, I mean, Gavin Faith had won a lot of races last year, and he sat behind Jared the whole moto and couldn't do nothing. It was, yeah. it was cool to see that he earned it with. You know, a bad dude yeah. right on him, and he went. Well, I mean, I forget what you went. It was like three one or four one for the overall, 4-1. but four one. But what was cool about it, and this is something that me and Jared have talked about is the year before, he kind of struggled in the beginning of the year, and at the very end, the last night of the series, he got second overall to Bowers. Which, to be honest, in Arena Cross, that's like getting win. Bowers is <laughs> like pretty, pretty dominant. Yeah. So it was like, dude, Jared ended the year, so we're gonna come back next year, and he's gonna take the momentum. Well, the same kind of thing happened. Just a slower start. Building and then boom, Spokane. He gets his first win, and then all of a sudden it was like yeah. he went from being like, "Hey, I'm kind of with the front guys, but a little back," to tangling with them in every moto yeah. from then on out. And then to close it off with a win and end like that, I mean, it was a good ending to the season. And Jared was my teammate last year, so for uh, dude, I was like, dude, I was so st- I was damn near in tears because it was like to see what he had accomplished was awesome. And now it's all about coming in next year. Like riding good, right, Jared? Is that the plan? Or are we going to yeah, start 20, like a complete, 2016 yeah, arena cross yeah. attack? Or are we going to start like ride, a squirrel like the, the for the first half of the series dog, again? The Rottweiler, not the stank pup. That's what I call him. <laughs> Everyone calls him stank dog, but yeah. when he's riding like a little pussy, I call him stank puppy. Mm, okay. And then yeah. when he's riding like a man, he's stank Rottweiler. What number? What, what did he end up in the series overall in the arena cross? Uh, ninth overall. Ninth. And you were what was your? You were eight last year, right? Yeah, eighth last year. Yeah, but the problem was he DNF Fresno. Well, kind of got his bike. A lot grenaded. of people, a lot of people have DNF'd in Fresno. <laughs> like literally, he, did, he yeah. grenaded his bike See in the Fresno Smooth. Yeah, so dude, he, he grenaded his bike in the first main, and then we did a little plastic swap, and he rode my bike in the second main to get some points, and they're like, "No, bud." So, no, no. so he went like he lost, dude. He was like in sixth in points, like right on fourth, fit, and then he went to back to tenth, and then Vegas got him. Uh, Benny's so. on the line. He wants to talk to, to Jared. Benny, what's going on? Uh, what you want to talk to uh, Jared Stanky? Yeah, I just wanted to give him props. I was at the Utah National, and it was hot. It's toward the end of the series. I'm sure dudes, especially at the back of the pack, were kind of over it. But, dude, he was motoring both motos 30-plus-2, so he was going for it. So kudos to him for sticking it out and just, yeah, riding the whole race. So good job. Hey, thanks, man. You know, got to give it my hardest every time out there, whether, uh, whether it's hot, cold, muddy, or dry, 100% every time. Yeah, it's nice. Um, no, it was, good, it was a good job. It was uh, like 21st, right? So, goddamn, 20, 21st. Uh, that, that Almost kinda, got milk dead. 
And at elevation, right. that was my thing. Is like I when I saw the schedule, I'm like, man, Utah's gonna hurt him yeah. bad. Yeah. And then that was the best one. And I think dude, I don't know if it was just a track, but that track reminded me kind of a NorCal track. It was just beat up, and Jared's used to riding on just right. those crap conditions. Yeah. And he, dude, I, mean, uh, I guarantee that track didn't probably phase you as like some of the other ones because it seemed kind of familiar, at least looking. Nope. It, it was it was a normal, classic Northern California track. <laughs> Hardback, no water. Um, it's like riverfront on a hey, uh, practice night. Jared, yeah. what did you – you rode Yamahas in the beginning and KTMs. Obviously, there's not a lot of changes over those bikes over the years. But, uh, and you know, you can give us a political correct answer that you love the KTM. But what's the difference between the two bikes? What do you like better or worse about the two 125 two-strokes you rode? Um, all around the KTM is better. It, it feels exactly like the KTM 250F, like body-wise mm-hmm. and the way, it, the way it rides. Just It's just a lighter bike. Um, I'd say everything's better about, better about it. It's got way more bottom ends. It's uh, faster on the top end. You know, it's it's just a more updated version, I would say, than the Yamaha. Cool. Yeah. Hey, Jared, I got a question. You, you talk about your struggle, uh, you know, in the beginning of the season. How can you fix that for that 2016 start? Stop hanging out um, with Blair. That's best, yeah, um, you know, as long as I can get off Blair's program of the macaroni cheese and cheese pizza before preseason. <laughs> the night I before the Super Coast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I just, my preseason, I need to work a little bit harder, you know, right. mentally be stronger coming into the season and, uh, you know, prepare prepare harder. Uh, knowing the the industry that I do, I'm sure a bunch of people have told you, Jared, that I'm doing nothing but talking shit on you. I'm sure you've heard that. And I want to be. Hey, I just want to know what lobster claw boy or whatever, whatever it is. I want to know what that means. It just means like a sideshow. Like to me, as a racer, you're, you're judging on cho- choosing a two-stroke means you're saying to everybody, "Look at me! I don't care how I do. I'm gonna eat rocks all moto, and I love it." So, like a sideshow. So, lobster claw boy was back in the day, and in, in the in the circuses, the freak shows and stuff. Yeah, so, look up, look up, Jim Rose. Jim, uh, Jim oh, Rose, yeah, Jim yeah. Rose, right? Yeah. But so that's all I mean. I think like, it's bullshit. Like, uh, I don't think you're a circus. I don't nope. think you're a sideshow. <laughs> I'm saying it like as a racer, you're not giving yourself the best chance with the two-stroke. That's what I mean. Nothing uh, personal not. against you. Nothing. I don't know you. You seem like a good dude, and I'm happy you're out there and everything. Why else, you call him Lobster Boy then? He ain't a sideshow. I was show. saying a sideshow. He's not a sideshow. Okay, Jared, dude, Jared's sensitive. Dude. Hey. He's called yeah. me like hey. at least three times. Like, oh, <laughs> lobster, like dude, lobster. just why is Matt? Well, look, if I was such a dick, I wouldn't invite him on the well, show. Yeah, yeah, but the reason yeah. being, if he's on a, a 250F like everybody else, no, no one's going to support him. No he's one will be gonna, talking about yeah, him. Yeah, he, he can't get the uh, sales why, of the why, T-shirts. Why not? To, Maybe he can get do to better. the next. Well, he okay, got, how about here's an example. He got 21st on a, on a 125. Could he not have gotten 15th on a 250F? He could have, and who cares? Well, 15th is six points. Here's one statement: Who finished 20th? Last weekend, I'll tell you right now, it was uh, yeah, <laughs> no idea. Lob- we know who finished uh, 21st, the bearded woman. <laughs> uh, no, you have a point, you have a point, Jared. You're absolutely right. Yeah. My, my thought is this, dude, Jared's he's he's kind of a rogue dude, does his own program, relies on like a help. rogue shark, like a rogue shark, yeah. but he relies on support from fans, friends, sponsors to even continue to race. So, say Arena Cross next year. He wants to put together a better program, dude. He has way more support now, even though he'll be but back you, on. Don't his... you feel like those are two-stroke weirdo support dudes? Yep. That doesn't mean they're not with it, dude. In reality, I mean, they're going to be across... with. They're going to be with Jared on a two-stroke. As soon as he switches to a four-stroke, because he wants to do better. Well, they're not going to be like, I... "Hey, stank dog." Hey, you know who beat him? This is who beat. This is who beat him. 
Okay. These are the only guys that beat him, and I'm only going to go to the 15th. Okay, Alex Fry, who's a factor KTM yep. supported guy. Yeah, Orange Crew. Okay, or whatever they call Chris, it. Chris, Chris Allridge. Mitch Payton boy. Yep. Okay, Zach Williams. Two digit dude. Yeah, privateer. Okay, Justin Starling. Seventy-seven. I mean, I mean, dude, that's those are legit guys. Yeah, yeah. Think how good Jared could have done on a two-stroke. On a I, my thought is, is if Jared rode a four-stroke all year and got fifteenth to sixteenth every moto, he'd have a national number. He'd have a national to... number. Some and, and people would notice, but he would not have even close the response he's had that will help him in my the only, future. I don't want exactly. to. I don't want to get into this on the, with Jared on the line. But my only point is, <laughs> is like, okay, Steve, you're fucking wrong, dude. The only. <laughs> You're so fucking wrong let's in this take analogy. A let's take a vote. Here's it don't matter. He's fucking stubborn. This is his platform. He'll yeah, say no, the way it, it is. It is absolutely. It's my platform, so fuck off. But uh, <laughs> here's the thing. My only thing is fans love it. He's selling T-shirts. Okay? Why are you such and, a fucking hater? Can, you, can I finish or no? <laughs> the only thing is, is like, like he has to pay bills. He wants to make a living as a professional motocross racer. He does. He, he wins arena crosses. This on, is a fucking on a four stroke. Thank you on a four stroke. Yeah, this is a hobby. This is something he's Out, going to do for the weekend to keep riding. Outdoors, it's all for fun for him. Exactly. Yes, but his support is going to go off results. He's going to get results from winning Not Las Vegas. Las oh, Vegas. so you, you're telling me he's in the phone's going to ring, getting fifteenth every weekend? Winning Vegas Hell on no. a four stroke will get him. Will get him the phone ringing. And if he goes to his bank, he can't just empty the envelope and go. Look, I got all this fan support on on, on message boards. Please pay my mortgage. Winning That's all Vegas Arena Cross got him eleven followers on Instagram. Riding that two stroke got Come about eleven k. Eleven followers dude, from winning Vegas. Jared, am I right, dude? We, me and him had a yeah. we had an Instagram battle right. all year. We were dude back and forth. Dead even. Dead even. Like within three all year. You're, grown, you're, grown, you're grown man, right? Yeah, arguing about Instagram. Yeah, we okay, and we can really. just checking. <laughs> yeah, well, we're we have to battle about. We're that. dirt bike riders. We're childish. <laughs> Instagram followers. Uh. Hey, so listen. He all of a sudden. How's your goes, Instagram, Holly? <laughs> are you? At, Zero. Hey, ten, ten K. Hey, why don't you show Jim? Ch- right ch- show, show, have you seen the iPhone Seven? <laughs> show him, Jim. Show him your yeah, iPhone. Busting my balls again, man. No, no, you got to see Jim's new phone. You're gonna love it. Hey, Here, here's here's the. <laughs> you should have seen Jim's Look at Bobo Nick. Yeah. Here's the here's the deciding here's the, here's the reality of it. Everybody, everybody, get control. Here's the reality of it. If it wasn't for the two stroke, he wouldn't even be there this year at all. So it's not really a choice. He had no choice. He so she stay home, sideshow, stay home, Steve, instead of going racing. Uh, lobster he, boy at home hey, doing nothing, or lobster hey, boy at the should, circuit. Hey, how about get, this? Steve? How, about, how about this? Get on the 250F and practice your balls off in arena cross, so that you can come out and get the number one plate. How about yeah, that? That's the plan. Because that's riding one. Did you hear what he said? He's racing. He's riding. He's nothing's get, better than lining up on the green. Riding a 125 at Redbud does nothing to help you win the damn arena cross goal. I, I got. But, I got to disagree with you. The, re- the reason why the supercross champion. Well, I'm not. The reason why is because you know when you ride a four stroke, you get lazy going into the corners. With Jared riding that 125 in the outdoors, he's got to drive damn it, into that corner. Goddamn it! Got to turn the but line. But that's, that's, but that's not the most important point because if Jared wasn't doing this, it is a good point. If he wasn't doing this right now on a two stroke, you know what he'd be doing? Sitting at home, hanging out with me, crashing into beginners and breaking be, his feet. Why wouldn't he be doing arena crosses practice? During the summer? Uh, sure. Dude. No, anyway, no, no, he'd be no. doing, Jared, Jared, what would you be doing at home right now with no outdoors? Look, Nothing. Look, I wanted to get Jared on the show. Clearly, uh, uh, you know, uh, if I was this guy that hates him and, and hates two strokes, I would, would never have him on the show. I wouldn't then why'd you platform. fucking call him a sideshow? 
Lobster Boy. <laughs> lobster Boy. That's a straight I criticism. Just, That's straight criticism. I don't. I feel like having lobster claws for hands would be very useful. And many times, many opportunities. Jerk off. Hey, uh, uh, Jared. So you got Indiana, and then Mexico, and then kind of start arena cross prep a little bit, right? Are you going to stay on a KTM for arena cross? Or yeah, one twenty-five KTM. What's your deal? Um, yeah, you know, I, I plan on still uh, riding for Motorsport Hillsboro and hopefully motorsport.com. Yep. Uh, you know, I'll have uh, the 2016 KTM 250S from Motorsport Hillsboro. Who's going to be your teammate next year? Oh, man. Not you. It was, it was supposed to be uh, Daniel Blair, but we don't know that yet now. Well, Hey, Jared, what about uh, October 17th, the Monster Energy Cup? Well, am I going to see you there? Um... You know, I don't. I don't really do races that cost me to race. Um, so what, what's it? What's it? Co- what's it cost you from Northern California to get down to uh, Sam Boyd Stadium and race that race? Roughly five hundred bucks. Seven fifty, probably total. I'll give um, you. I'll give you five hundred bucks. You come down October seventeenth. I got two fifty. Uh, I'll give you. Daniel's got two fifty. There you go. Hundred in. That's eight fifty. There yeah. you go. See, that's how it works. And because Steve, I, I feel bad in? about lobster claws, I will I will throw in two fifty. There you Look, go. The two stroke just got him all that money. Eleven hundred bucks. No, you have, riding you, a two stroke. you have to ride a four stroke in my for my two fifty. <laughs> and I agree oh, yeah, too. No, yeah, me too. I, I, I want to see you on a four stroke because it's getting too close about, to arena about, cross starting, and I want you on that. This has to has to supply the bike for it. Ooh, uh, Watson Project eighty eight. <laughs> what am I going to give him? Ah, you know bikes. You know people with bikes. Yeah, he don't got a 450. He's got two 125s right now and a 250 that's got to go back to the shop. How about give me some time? I'll work right, <laughs> What kind of bike do you want, hey. Stank Dog? You want a, you want a KTM? Get, give me a CRF 150 with small wheels. <laughs> <laughs> probably rip on it. Uh, well, hey, let's try to like, – seriously, let's try to – I'm in for 500. I'm in for 250. That's a needs to match Holly because your bike will be a Pulp MX bike. Yeah. With, and with Lobster Boy. Okay, with graphics. <laughs> Lobster Boy, yeah. okay, Pulp MX bike. 500 bucks from Pulp MX. I'll, ta- ha- I'll take it out of You have to wear Gibbs Lobster Claws. Right, so that's 1350 yeah. in funding, and Kenny will get you a bike. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> no, no, I'll work on it. I can, I can probably figure something out. There you Sounds go, Stank. Like I'm gonna have a factory contract. Oh, yep, Stank Dog, you're in. Uh, you're in for just because Cup. you rode a 125. See, lobster That's boy. That's what I'm saying. I fucking kook. Hey, Listen, I, hey, you're I, such I, a fucking dumbass. <laughs> you I, just ate your fucking words so bad. Hey, now he's giving the guy money. Yeah, he's just turning around real quick. He's paid the fucking. Whatever. I mean, whatever, dude. I think that says a lot for my character and being Stank yep. Dog on the show. Say it. Say yeah. like the Fonz would say. You can't even say I was. I can't say that word. <laughs> I'm not. Hey, Stank Dog. Uh, all right, we'll let you go. Thank you for one, coming on. One question. Vor- Vortex bringing you Stank Dog. What? One question for Jared. And I want a straight answer. Tell me what you really think. If all those dudes, Webb, Martin, all of them, were all on two strokes with the same power band as you, what place would you get at an outdoor national if they were all on 125s? Reality. Real, real answer. Top five. Oh, God. Boom. There we go. Uh, well, hey, talking about I that, agree. there was yeah. one guy that used to race that 125 against all those dudes. He was pretty JS7, good. and he yeah. used to fucking put the wood And he's going to win the Monster Cup on October 17th. On a 125? Anything he wants. <laughs> uh, hey, Jared, thanks again, man. Appreciate it. For reals, though, we'll, we'll all do that. Let's stay in touch yeah. and figure it out, and and, uh, and we'll put you on a Pulp MX graphics with uh, Jim Hollywood Holly support, and uh, we can try to make something happen. Thank you for coming on. 
Hey, thank you guys. Uh, sounds good. We'll stay in touch about the Monster Cup. Yeah. Me. All right. Sounds good, man. Thank you. All right, thank you guys. All right, see you. Hey, Jeremy, are you going to be able? Are you going to be able to get in my entry? Yeah, I think oh, I yeah. can work some magic. Okay. Hey, we need a lobster Dude, claw butt patch we'll call, too. We'll call Prater. Yeah, Prater, Prater will get him in. Dude, Prater. Prater's on hey, all of our cell and the Feld guys yeah. love Jared from Arena Cross. He's yeah, no, he, and he'll be Arena oh, Cross I mean, hey, the Vegas. Nobody, winner. nobody loves crossover more than Feld. Like, can we get the, the Arena Cross dudes and all that? So. Hey, you talk about crossover, something I was impressed with. It, Look, uh, Andy Boyer just, just hit me up. He said, oh, we, we, can get, we, can, we can get him in the moment. Oh, yeah, what about crossover? Caitlyn Jenner? What about no, no, not, oh. Ka- not, not Caitlyn. She, but, she uh, yeah. Jake uh, Gagne. I mean, the road uh, racer. Dude. Yeah, the yeah. road racer. I yeah. mean, uh, coming 20 in. 22nd. Yeah, 22nd first, first motor. I mean, that's Jimmy, pretty good for do you a, think road a road Do you think a guy in today's field could hop on a road, a GSX, or like a 1,000? Sure. And go out and compete like he did? I don't think so. I mean, it's, Talk it's, to this guy. JMB! Boom! <laughs> boom! JMB! No. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, if you're talking about John Michelle Bale. No, no, yeah. no. I'm talking I, about the class You're, you're right talking now. about today's class. No, I'm talking class. about one of the, whoever the yeah. greatest rider is, what yeah. JMB was. So Ryan right. Dungey can get on a road race bike and be competitive right off the bat. I don't think so. <laughs> That's like Tedesco. What were you saying? About uh, Ivan, yeah. yeah. Tedesco told me, you know that uh, Olympic speed skating where they do this crap. They yeah. go around the corners. Apollo Ono. Right. He said four years of training, he could be in the Olympics winning. <laughs> uh, first of all, he's <laughs> an athlete. Hey, when we had Ivan on the show, he did not deny it. He said he would. No, he, he said was, I'm a fucking athlete. Yeah, yeah. If I put dedicate myself for four years, I can do it. Well, Mathis, being Canadian and a hockey fan, I, I laced up a set of skates. I thought I could do that until I knocked myself out and hit the wall oh, <laughs> back yeah. when I was riding. Yeah, too. yeah you were I mean, to... I, I thought I could, you know, skate. I get up on him and I wanted to spray the yeah. ice, and it didn't spray. And I, man, I hit that wall. <laughs> Where'd you go? Myself you go to the Bank of Plaza. Yeah, you can do I was it. there, in the dude. Valley. I saw you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Watson, Watson's got a hockey buddy here in Vegas. We met him. Hey, dude, night. I was at the food court watching you. <laughs> um, all right, everybody, take a second commercial break. Remember the food court? Uh, that was right no, there. More, yeah. no more guests on the phone tonight, but we'll take your phone calls at 702-586-PULP. And uh, we got some X-Brand segments and, and BTO sports segments and race tech emails and uh, more talk about uh, motocross nations and Utah. We'll talk a little bit about Utah. Hey, let's Much talk more. about this. Let's get, let's get, a, let's get a, a FundMe account going on the Pulp site for a Stank Thank Dog. You. There you go. Let's get a FundMe account going. But, so we could get him a hotel, get him a flight, get him everything dialed. Okay, we need to figure out what he's going to race. I, I'll take care of you once again. No, kid. but but maybe you should ride a two-stroke. Yeah, lobster claws, man. Because that's what he is. We got yeah, a lot of lobster claw I, fans. I, I, at I think Cup. he's given away too much on on the the design of the monster. Yeah, he's too long straightaways. I think. Well, the track, so. the tracks. Hey, but, but the other thing I want to go before we go to break, real yeah, quick, is yeah. there's a reason why I, I don't think Dungey and, and and the top riders can make that transition. It's easier for the road race guys because you got to remember the road race guys practice on motocross bikes yeah. and they got a lot of seat time on a motocross bike. So that transition awesome. is a lot easier than going from the dirt JMB. to the street. JMB. Well, he did it. I mean, you're talking about yeah, one guy. One guy. That's why Kenny yeah. Roberts back in the day was so gnarly because he could yeah. do all. Well, did you ever do superbikers? Yeah. And who won that? Motocrossers. Yeah, motocrossers, all the time. Yeah. Thank you. Boom. Commercial but, but... break. Here we go. Thank you. <laughs> Commercial break. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. 
We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at Fly Racing USA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Don't miss the Edge of Summer MX event at Soaring Eagle Casino Resort August 28th, 29th, and 30th. It all goes down the weekend following the Indiana Pro National. Gates open at 6 a.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and racing classes include... ATV Amateur and Pro Classes Friday, Pro and Amateur Motocross Classes Saturday, and the Amateur Motocross continues into Sunday. Enter to compete on the Mark Barnett built track or just show up to enjoy the action. Come see the all-time winningest motocross racer Ricky Carmichael and freestyle legend and business partner Terry Hart. Day passes begin at $10 for adults, children 5 and under are free, and weekend packages are available. Visit RedBudMX.com for more details. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? I definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Racetech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Racetech? Omaha Zone. Cody Gilmore uses Racetech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Racetech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Racetech suspension. Check it out, bro. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. 
from Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. Combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Giganoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each plus applicable service fees, these exclusive passes include the best seats in the house as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus! The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. 
For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience, We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and cycle trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. 
Today, Don's Vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is Factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Again, last time well, I was on the show, Adele. You, you picked know, Adele. I, I, I like everything, you know. I, I mean, I went to I went to the Rose Bowl with my wife and I Kenny Chesney concert. You know, it was good. I, I, I you know, I'll do anything. Clearly, yes. you, yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, Jim, you get to uh, you get to pick your song, uh, Pussycat Dolls. Hey, how's the Grand Canyon today? Talking about doing something. Yeah, I went to uh, I was the the Grand Canyon and uh, and uh, uh, Zion. You know, I've never ne- never got a chance to. <clears throat> Excuse me, do that. So I had fun. That a boy. Always doing something, Hollywood. Nitro Circus coming back after an enormous sellout tour in 2014, the world's greatest action sports show. 
He's coming back to North America in October with a mind-blowing uh, new show. Travis Pastrana, 40 of the world's most extreme athletes. They're on tour really shortly, starting uh, while well, they went to Columbus already. They're going, they went to D.C., but they're coming to <laughs> Philly. Boston, Toronto, Ontario, Montreal. Like I said, check the NitroCircus.com for all tickles, tickets, and details. Uh, 25 cities across uh, North America. And I saw this thing in Vegas, uh, what, three, four years ago. It's insane what these guys do. Pastrana, Josh Ian, Adam Jones, Bilko, Sinclair, Camp Sinclair, and more. So, Nitro Circus, check it out. We're gonna have some. We're gonna give away some tickets uh, for Mike Nitro at some point, and uh, we're gonna give away a set of hot cams too, courtesy of Hot Cams. Uh, the folks down there uh, unleash the power within. Just email contest at pulpamexshow.com to enter. We'll do a random draw. You can win a set of cams, hot cams. Use hot cams, boy. Nope. You should. I don't know. No, I use uh, Williams Motorworks. Well, you cams. should use hot cams. Okay. Okay. Hot cams Inc. Unleash the power within. So you want me to quit racing, and now you're trying to get me sponsors for next year? Is that what's going on? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, during the commercial break, we're talking a little bit about Stank Dog and stuff. And yeah, I mean, we got we to buck up, boys. Get no him problem. up there. So. He's gonna, dude, he's going to make more money than the guy who gets fifth. Yeah. No, I can't wait. inside of MX Sports. Will he race with Lobster Claws? On his hands. If you make them. you got to make them like custom to kind of go almost like a hand guard, mm-hmm. some red. Yeah. He would do it. Look, I don't want to sound like a dick. I had him on the show. I could, If I was a real big dick and hated the dude and hated two strokes, I'd never invite him on. Well, it's clear you don't dislike him. No. You just don't. I, I get it. Race Tech. Racetech.com. Uh, use Pulpmex 20. Pulpmex 15 to save 10% at Race Tech. Besides their uh, motorcycle suspension company going on, they got the motor department open. Own mobile dyno dealer and center pricing available on Race Tech. And uh, Michael Lessie uses Race Tech suspension. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech suspension. Ben LeMay uses Race Tech suspension. Race Tech, privateer proven. Uh, great guys down there. Please get your suspension service. Come on. Here's some emails sponsored by Race Tech. Brandon says, uh, Mathis, will. Slash should Jeremy Martin give Cooper Webb his overall win bonus he gets from Yamaha for his win at Utah. I know Martin ended up finishing eight seconds ahead of Webb and Martin was probably faster than Webb, but there's no denying Webb pulled over, gave up the chance to get the overall, and handed it to Martin on a silver platter. If Webb wanted to make a life hard for Martin, he could have battled him for position and uh, and all that. First of all, I mean, we kind of think Martin would have passed Webb, right? We kind of think that. No Martin's, Martin's lap times were good. He was on it. Well, he's n- gnarly at the end of motos, too. I mean, he just keeps going yeah. and going. Holly, you're a former racer. Any problems with Plessinger moved over? Webb made it easy. He said he stalled it. He didn't. He, he made it easy. Any problems with any of that? No, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've done it in the past when uh, Glover was going for a championship. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just... But- it's team tactics, and, uh, you know, it happens. I mean, it, yeah. it's part of the sport. I mean, look at other sports. Things happen, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, it's you a benefit know. of having a team. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, football, you know, look at all that. Baseball, you know, uh-huh. you, you hit a guy on the mound, a pitcher, you know. You, your pitcher gets up, he better hit the next guy. I mean, it's just <laughs> right. part, of, part of what yeah. how it goes. Uh, Todd sent this in for Pookie. Uh, dear Pookie, I bet I speak for many Pulp fans when I say we need you after last Monday's ramble about how no one tells him what a great job he does and his new podcast, NHL podcast, to kick off. I feel Steve slipping away from us moto jerkies. Maybe take Steve to Manitoba to relive his glory days from his four titles or buy him a crap load of poutine and cheesies. Maybe wearing a fairy or rollerball jersey around the house will keep Steve's spirits high. Something needs to be done because we just slipping away to NASCAR. Us moto nerds can't afford to lose Steve. Please help us. Too late. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Tyler sent this in. 
Hey, fellas. Uh, Steve, I love the show, and I've been a long-time listener. I don't think I've ever heard anyone finding ways to fit the rain and mud with certain hydrophobic product sprays. I know for decades WD-40 has been used to reduce sticking, but why do factory teams not use a spray like Never Wet, which is a chemical that resists water and can make jerseys stay dry even when submerged in a fountain of chocolate? Just a thought. Stay thinking outside the box. Gibbs, stay killing it, bro. Wow. So um, what about that? Like, well, well, Rain-X on goggles doesn't work. People have tried that. It doesn't doesn't work. Um, why doesn't it work, Kenny? Do you remember? Do you ever try with Utopia days? You busy eating? Okay. <laughs> Please come back to the show when you're done. Um, I don't know. What is this stuff he's talking about? Like, uh, never wet. I'm, yeah, I'm I've not never familiar heard with it. it but you guys I, know? No? I've seen it. It's like uh, it's like this stuff that you can spray on, like, clothes or shoes or anything. And it just, like, like they showed, like, a shoe getting sprayed with this never wet stuff. And they, was it like, the guy with the beard? Like, the, the infomercial guy with the beard? No, it oh. wasn't that guy. But oh, they, yeah. like, sprayed, like, uh, like mustard and ketchup on it and then, like, picked the shoe up and tilted it over and it just fell right off of it. Oh, wow. There's a... Oh, now you're back on the show? Can you put your mic up, though? <laughs> Kenny's out. Welcome back. Dude, you're an idiot. <laughs> I threw it to you. You just went, no, no, no. Now you want back in. I, I can't. He keep... swallowed his food. Dude, if it's I had a having... car, I would leave. <laughs> you did. Um, you did leave but there's, there's, there's a In the middle of the show, he would get up and leave, Holly. There's, wow. a, there's yeah. a company, and I don't know the name of it. I forgot it. I had uh, Justin, my friend Justin up in Oakland. Um it's like a, a two-part chemical where you mix it together, and um, he he coated his fenders all underneath the fenders, underneath the bike with it, and mud would never stick to it. And I was asking, you know, my team, hey, why don't we try this, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And they said, you know, they have tried it, and it didn't work. Right. So, oh, but okay. I don't, I don't um, Kyle sent this in. This is one of the most exciting events we've had in a long time, this Legends race. There's very little info to forecast this event, given the most recent legend retired three years ago. Is it truly a surprise and great? It is truly a surprise and great to see riders compete whose careers don't even overlap. There's so many unknown factors. Also, anyways, could we get J-Law on? How would it be if he was in the uh, Legends race? Thanks, Kyle. Um, I think this Legends thing is cool if you want to talk about it. Well, let's get JT on the line uh, and talk about it a little bit because he's actually racing this thing. But, I mean, my money's on Tim Ferry. Carmichael. Wouldn't it be Renard who just raced Loretta? Seriously, Renard just raced 320s or 620s at Loretta's. Here's my debate. Nah, not, Ricky not. Carmichael would not agree to do it if he didn't think he was going to win. And if he thinks he's going to win, he'll wax him. Well, Sorry. He's We've heard old. different things. I heard 15-minute moto. I heard five-lap moto. Watson said he heard bracket racing. If it's bracket racing and it's two laps, that's got RC all over it. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope they don't do bracket racing. I want, I, if I was a fan, I want to see all of them on the track at the same time. I don't want to see head-to-head if, racing. If it's 15, that's not that long. I, I think yeah. they could hang with that. Ricky, 10 plus 2. How's that? <laughs> sure. That's like... What are lap times? Two something? Yeah, two. What are you saying? Ten lap? Oh, ten minutes plus two laps. Yeah, ten, so that'd be minutes plus six, laps. seven lapper. Yeah. Uh, Huck's on the line. I forgot a question for Jim Hawley. Huck, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, uh, Jim, I'm glad you're on tonight. I've been hoping to catch up with you eventually because I was browsing Fast House's uh, website a while back, and you came up as one of the legends of Indian Dunes back in the day in the 70s. So I was curious if you ever raced with uh, Johnny Welcho. And then oh. if you did race with Johnny, did you have any, like, really good Indian Doom story? Like, what's your best 
Indian Dune stories from oh. uh, like the 1970s or 80s. Well, yeah, Johnny, I mean, he, he's actually, I'm doing a subdivision, and, and Johnny's been giving me some bids on <laughs> it in doing L.A. doing a subdivision. So, uh, you know, uh, no, Johnny's a great guy. But I, I don't have a, a racing story, but I got a traveling story. We were privateers, and we were riding the Nationals, and uh, Johnny's van had overheated. And uh, we were coming into uh, Greeley, Colorado, and it was kind of like a downhill thing. And it smelled so bad in the van because we all had to, like, pee in, in the, uh, you know, water cups and, and do whatever we could to get this, you know, his van nursed in. And lo and behold, I had the side door open, and we're coming down, and, and he's breaking, and the, the trailer hitch broke, and there goes our trailer out, <laughs> out across the uh, medium of the highway. So lucky we didn't kill anybody, but uh, we had a good time in, in Greeley at the Kmart, you know. Picked up a few gals, had a good time. You know, it was great. <laughs> a but, lot uh, of Jimmy stories yeah. circle around to that. But a lot of people don't yeah. know Johnny. He's missing half of his thumb. He got that thing cut off, uh, you know, and, and when he was riding mini bikes and he knew right. doing. So I mean, his his thumbs like just a nub right there. Worse on your finger. He's Worse than my finger. He's a legend and uh, he's a mentor for uh, a lot of guys, kids that grew up in the Valencia area for sure. He was, I think, he got hurt racing internationally back when i was probably around 10 or 11 years old but uh hey uh, holly if you were racing today would you wear a kidney belt absolutely what happened to kidney belts why is nobody running kidney belts that's all someone runs a kidney belt someone runs one trey underneath baggett didn't blake baggett baggett i think baggett runs one yeah underneath his jersey but yeah they're back kidney belts are sort of well, anyway. <laughs> hopefully, I mean, the, 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 the guys out there now, you know, when they get my age, 55, and pushing 60 or whatever, they don't have kidney problems on, on dialysis. I you mean. never wore the O'Neill chest pro ever. The, well, the that, full plastic one, front well, and back. That's because in, in, uh, I, I, got my, uh, I got knocked out and my chin split open in uh, Kenworthy, Ohio. Something happened to my front end and it broke, and the chest protector came up when I got off the bike and knocked me out. And, <laughs> right. Yeah, so I said I'm never wearing that again. But a funny story, and I'll bring it into the thing next time. So that that for Christmas we, we were yeah. Dave Bush was doing our autograph stock for Yamaha, and and uh, I'm out there. I go, you got everything? And they go, yeah. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll be back. I just had on a pair of boots, that chest protector, and a helmet, and I was naked. And did a big whip, and I put two Jim O'Neill. Well, I finally got the balls enough to wear the chest protector again. <laughs> but you know, he always said, "Oh, you gotta wear it." You know, yeah, you're, yeah. On, you're on the covers and not a I go, you know what, Jim? Help me. I'll help the you. The thing kind of was a turtle shell. But, but yeah, it, it was. was. It, it, it didn't knock me out. I mean, I still got the yeah. scars underneath. But it, it, it I'll never uh, forget that because. You know, and back, this is how, how the sport has grown, you know, with the Asterix Mobile Medical Unit. Kenny was around in those days. So was I, Jim. Well, I know you were, but... 96. But, but well, this is even before. This is in the, in the early 80s. Uh, Watson wasn't around then. Well, I, yeah, you were. And you doing stuff. You were around. No. Well, I, I was Watson the, played yeah. basketball with Johnny O, though, back in the day. Yeah. At Stan's house. Stan's house. Oh, no, yeah, at Johnny's but, house back in... Right. in but I was at Indian News. At the, the first time I went there was like the last month it was open. And I remember you... I was a little guy, and you – there was a band playing. There was a bunch of people partying, and I remember you on the stage with some chick just picking some chick up. Do you remember the like the last yeah, – yeah, What happened to that on Jesus. the podium? What happened to this Dude, on we the podium? we were just talking about that. Nobody picks up the gal and gives her a big kiss, that monster energy <laughs> chick. I mean, you got eight. I mean, I would twist the throttle hard today to get up on that podium just so I could yeah. grab well, one of those Jimmy, girls. You remember, <laughs> Jimmy, do you remember the last race there? Yeah. That's the what wet I was talking about. Yes, yeah, of course. I was a flyer. Jerry Ireland Haas, my old mechanic, and he got up and he was a big boy and he had boobs, you know, for a man boobs. And 
It was incredible. I mean, we had good days. Thanks, Huck. Uh, Thanks, Huck, for calling. Thank you. Thanks, Huck. Thanks, guys. All right, see ya. Uh, <laughs> some guys, some good uh, hey, uh, well, let's ask this guy, maybe. He'll know. JT, welcome to the show. What's up? Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. Sounds so stoked to be here. Fly gear, best out there, oh, bro. Pumped. How's everything going at Fly Racing? Good? Uh, I would say, you know, good to quite good. <laughs> good to quite good. <laughs> Legends Race, you know anything more about this format? I have no idea. Okay. If I you know it's one moto. That's about it. If Oh, okay, because Kenny said something about bracket racing. So. No, I take no, that no, back. No, 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 it's one moto. It's oh, okay. good. All right. Um. If you get on the podium, will you make out with Trophy Girl like in the old days? I don't think so. I bet there will be no trophy trophy presentation whatsoever. Okay. All right. They'll probably shoo us off. <laughs> <laughs> got to get rolling. Got to get that uh, gate down for the first Let's finish moto. this last email. Sorry for the Race Tech email segment. Greg sent this in. Steve, about nine years ago, my son Mike was paralyzed in a motocross crash. Long story short, the local track had a benefit race with an auction to help pay for expenses. Jerseys were donated by DV. Jimmy Albertson and Travis Pastrana. David Bailey called my son several times, and I felt like it was time to thank those guys for everything they did. I truly believe the support offered by the moto community made a difference in how Mike looked at life since his injury. I also don't think the general public may be aware of what these guys do behind the scenes. Thanks for the sounding board, and the show is fantastic. Great guest host, great host. And, of course, Steve, you are fantastic. Uh, so thanks, Greg. Nice email. Get a lot of complaints on the show a lot. Greg nice when you get those. Yeah. Nice when you get a good one. So thanks, Greg. I appreciate you. Uh, Sending it in. Um, JT, uh, okay, so how's the Legends and Heroes practice going? It's going all right. I've only ridden uh, twice. I'm going to ride tomorrow and then probably Thursday night. And then uh, it's go time. It's so go time. I don't think there's been much in the way of real pre- preparation other than my normal you know, mm-hmm. training stuff that I've been doing. Emig, Ferry, Wyndham, Ricky, Stanton, Renard, you, DeHoop, Cooper, and who else? Oh, uh, Junior. Junior Jackson. Junior Jackson. What about Langston? Yeah. Is he not in? Langston, Langston's in? not in. They won't let him do it because he's got to work. TV. Yeah, yeah they're, they they're not going to let him do it. Right. So, so no Langston. But um, should be interesting. Should be in, should, should be great to see. Should be cool to see. I think. Um, and so yeah, your prep's going okay. It's not. Could be better. Uh, I wouldn't say. Yeah, I would say minimal. <laughs> minimal. I uh, think I'm in pretty good shape. Like probably. Physical shape, probably one of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the best, but I don't – my riding – I mean, I'm already a deficit from these guys talent-wise, so right. I haven't really been riding that much either. Right. Have you talked to Ricky about this much, Watson? What's Is he – I haven't talked to Ricky, now. No. He's excited about this or what? No, but what I did hear, mm-hmm. and it wasn't from Ricky, was it was going to be a four- to six-lap race, and everyone was going to cruise the first four and then go for it, the last two to make it interesting. Okay. Well, well, that'll be good. Th- that'll give me a chance. That's what they're. That's what people are saying. So I would, right. I'd turn it up lap three cool. and just. Sorry guys. JT's got Brayton's bike for this, like so, which could be actually be bad because it could be really super stiff. JT and you know what I mean setup wise, like maybe maybe it's really fast, so it's like yanking your arms out or whatever. You know what I mean? It's not not necessarily. You're gonna take the screwdriver and back it all the way out. <laughs> Everything gets backed <laughs> out, right? Yep. Hey, all what right. number are you running, uh, JT? Thirty-one. Uh, Thirty-one. Okay. Yeah. He's even getting John Knowles to build him goggles. Wow! Yeah, he's taking it serious. Johnny Knowles. And I th- will you be in fly or is this up in? Like, what, what's your gear of choice? Fly? I mean, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I think you should break out the old Coca Cola gear. Yeah, yeah. Subway Coca Cola, do it. Throwback. Maybe, maybe if you did that, maybe Chuck Schultz would give you a little bit of money. Yeah, right. 
Speaking can't, about can't Subway. Bleed, uh, yeah. Can't get blood out of a rock. <laughs> Seven Deuce Deuce, where's he at? I didn't see him in Utah. He's broke his wrist oh. at a re- at Santa Clara, but then he had a problems and he re- had to re-break it, oh, uh, um, or they had to re they had to re-break it or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had issues with uh with the wrist. So bummer for Seven Deuce Deuce. Nice. We're gonna try to get him in here one of these upcoming weeks because he's. How bad would that suck to go to the doctor and the doctor tells you, "Hey, uh, sorry, this didn't go real well. We're gonna re-break it." Yeah, yeah, it didn't didn't work out. Our, our fix didn't work, right? And it's not like wrist is a super important to race supercross or anything. Right? No, it's completely overrated. Right. Trying to get JT to do the Soaring Edge race. It's not going to work, though. It's not happening, Watson. But oh, soaring the, Edge? The Soaring, soaring Eagle. Soaring Eagle. Edge of, uh, Edge of Summer. Race. It's not going to happen. He doesn't, he doesn't like money, I guess. So. No, I'm terrible. <laughs> no, I'm terrible. terrible. But JT, you know there's a vet pro you could ride. Yeah, they pay money there. I would get smoked in that, too. Not, not a very good attitude, buddy. We'll, have, we'll we'll reassess after this weekend. All right. Jerk off. Okay. Um, hey, let's talk a little bit about Utah. Uh, JC, Jason Thomas online, flyracing.com. 2016 stuff out now, including the sector boot, which is exciting, um, and uh, and much more going on. Um, I just got to say, uh, JT, I thought who was wearing – I still like that orange camo stuff the best, by the way. That's still my number one. Shorty was wearing it this weekend, I believe. Yep. Yeah, yep. still, still the best stuff, uh, the 2016, in my opinion. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about Utah. So we we spoke about the 250 class a little bit and some of the team tactics that happened uh, in Utah, and we're all fine with that. Cooper Webb, Aaron Plessinger, making Jeremy Martin's life easier. But um, going, into, going into Indiana, it's two points. Um, Holly, uh, I'll start with you. Who do you like? Who do you think? Like, Obviously, we just talked about with Ryan Dungey. Like, if you win 1-1, you win. So almost two points doesn't matter all that much, but no, I mean you, you got to look at it and you got to have the mindset going in that I, I need to win this thing, and that's it. If I win this thing, I'm going to become the champion, uh, you know. But uh, I, I think a l- little bit of the momentum has got to be in the Star Racing Yamaha camp yeah. because of that that performance that uh, you know Jeremy Martin put in the first one. I mean, it's very easy, and I've done it, uh, Daniel. You've done it. You know, we're sitting in fourth or fifth place, and we're we're okay with that. But he kept charging, mm-hmm. and then the mistake uh, by uh, R.J. Hampshire crashing right there. If he didn't keep that pressure on, that would have been a couple more points yeah. behind. So, I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, everybody always says you win your championships on your bad day, and his was a bad day, and he still got the overall. But he had a little help yeah. from his teammate. Yeah, don't, can't you just see, like, Webb taking off and then just letting Mayor Martin get him in first and then Marvin's third? or You know what I mean? Because Webb can – can beat these dudes straight up on the day. We've seen that over yep. and over. Okay. And there's nothing wrong and, with and it. I think and you the, might yeah. you might see it this weekend. I yeah. mean, he might just uh, you know just the gate drops and he's going to hammer and just run away and say, "I don't want to be involved in this championship." Yeah, it's yeah. between you guys and second yeah. and third. You guys hammer it out because I'm pissed off because I didn't win the week before. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe so. Right? It's, I don't know if he can. I, I think he wanted to do that this past weekend, and Martin was too fast in the second moto. We'll yeah, see. it's hard to say. I mean, I was there, and, and I'm glad I went because it was a nice mm-hmm. treat for me to see some good racing and, and, and uh, you know, and, and to watch, uh, you know, that 450 was good with uh, Kenny, you know, leading it out there and Dungey mm-hmm. and stuff. Those guys put on a good show. And Brock Tickle, you know, I was very pleasantly surprised as well as Kenny Watson with that third. And yeah, I just great. wish he would have backed it up the second moto. You know, I'm, I'm a big uh, Brock Tickle fan. I think he's, uh, he's well, a great rider. And he's just he, – I, I look at Brock Tickle and I look a lot of myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's – Right that, under the top. Just right dude, there. Yeah. And you right. get a podium every once in a while. And, you, and you're, you're a great – he's a good-looking guy. He's a great ambassador for the sport. You know, just to really – you never really hear anything bad about 
bottom. And uh, X-Brand goggles. Where's X-Brand goggles, There you too? go. There you go. Uh, Watson, you said he wasn't a little under the weather with that second motor, right? A I little... wouldn't say under the weather. Yeah, he just got like... really bad cramps, stomach yeah. cramps. And he just had really, you know, he thought he was going to shit his pants. And he was just, you know, huh. struggling that. And he just, you know, he didn't use that for an excuse. He, he got a bad start, and that didn't help him. Right. 702-586-PULP. You got a question for uh, Daniel Blair, Hobo Nick, Jim Hawley, Kenny Watson, or Jason Thomas on the line. Uh, hey, let's do the BTOsports.com Gabby Gibbs segment. Let's do it. BTOsports.com Gabby Gibbs. 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 the nation's leading retailer. Anything you need for your bike or body. Use the code PULPMX when you're checking out to save big. BTOsports.com. They've got everything you need, player, for your next comeback. Whenever your next comeback is to racing, they got everything you need. So okay, uh, use Paul Pulpamex too to save yourself money. Sounds good. Um, all right, this is a question submitted to at Pulpamex Show on Twitter. Uh, Devin Gibbs over there goes through the best ones, uh, kind of puts them aside, and uh, and and we got everybody in the studio. If you really think about it, tonight we have a former factory rider, world supercross champion. We have a man who was a mechanic and privateer, a privateer mechanic, top privateer mechanic, then built eighteen teams. Or three, anyways, from scratch. Three? Yeah. Okay. Daniel Blair, Geico Honda rider, arena cross champion, arena cross competitor forever. Hobo Nick walked across America for, for goddamn sake. I mean, there's nothing more than you can say about that. And JT, uh, you were a top privateer for 20 years. So and really, then we got you. Former factory mechanic, summer cross champion, Mount Morris oh, champion, really? four Manitoba title. <laughs> <laughs> I just off the top of my head. Two-time East Coast four-stroke champion. Mechanic, cover boy, the cover the the Nellis uh, press, <laughs> cover boy there. What did you say, JT? Media mogul. Media mogul. I'm just saying, like any question that Gibbs throws at us right now from our listeners, we have somebody on the line or in this room that could handle this. So Got let's. Uh, oh, I got to turn your mic back on. Sorry, elbow, because you want it. All right, Gibbs, let's do it. All right, Jesse wants to know, Mathis, who are the Canadians that will be racing Indiana National? Oh, they mm. are coming. The Canadians they are coming. Are coming. Let me tell you. Uh, Benoit? Practice of practice is going to be incredible. Fuck you. Okay, there's only one of them I think that won't make the motos. They, uh, they will you. all make the motos. That's JT trying to, uh, trying to really insult me. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you. Colton Fasciati is coming. Okay? Good. You ready for that? You ready for Colton? You ready oh, yeah. for, to make it rain? Yep. 12th. Probably. That's my pick. Uh, what, a kill switch? Uh Kevin Benoit is coming. What's he riding? He's riding a 450. He's the MX2 champion in Canada on a two-stroke, by the way. Stank Dog would have loved that. He's coming. 16th. Is he riding a two-stroke? No. Oh. He's riding a 450. Because yeah, you know why? Because he wants to do good. Okay. Because All he right. wants to do good. Okay? <laughs> JT, pipe down. Uh, uh, Jeremy Medaglia is coming. Number two MX2 rider. He's coming. He's bringing on a what? heat. To VDF. To VDF. Tyler Medaglia is coming. Husky, 450. Finished number four, I think, this year in Canada. Lame. Um, Kyle Keast is coming. Canadian veteran. Warhorse. Yeah. Love Keast. Warhorse. Keast is coming. Um, did I miss everybody? I thought Cole Did Thompson you call was... him a warhorse? Yeah. Uh, right. I thought Thompson, I thought Thompson <laughs> was coming, but he's not. Is Keast riding Tom... both classes? Yeah, probably, right? And the legends. Am race? I missing anybody? Did I get everybody? Is this just Canadians or anyone from the Canadian? Yeah, what about series? like no, no, Gerke? No, I don't, no, no, no Gerke, none of that. By the way. What about Noof, Noof Beginnings? <laughs> Noof is coming <laughs> for his 84th comeback. He's going to join Blair in the category for most comebacks. Um, so I think I got it. I think four or five Canadians. And let me tell you, for fantasy moto people, 
This is going to really screw up the or jack up the, the, the standings. So, and JT, pipe down when you say they got to make the motos. The only guy that won't make the motos or is in fight is Keast. I think Keast will be in tough to make the motos. He didn't have a great year this year. Those other guys are, are shoe-ins for, for top 40. So, lots of Canadians coming this weekend. Good to see it. And if Rollerball was there. I'd come out of retirement. Oh, Me and Rollerball. What I would give to see a Holly <laughs> Rollerball battle once again. When we get done with the show, I'm going to actually give him a call tonight, and uh, hopefully he's not out out in, in the field on the oil rigs. And uh, God, he, I'd love to have him come in. I, I'd, I'd love to see Ross come down. How would I be able to do the show if you and Ross yeah. were sitting in studio? How would I even like be able to function? <laughs> oh man, we have, you have a, a uh, you have a jerk off mic, so you'd be fine. <laughs> it, it would be incredible. It would be it would be it would be gnarly. Um, so yeah, Canadians are coming this weekend. So looking forward to uh, to seeing it. So all right, next question. All right, at D-Day 101 wants to know, uh, when there's a restart like we saw this week, who gets the whole shot award money? The rider before or after the, the restart? The second one. Yeah. The first one doesn't count. And, dude, all. how so. pissed would you be? Like, J-Mart was gone. Like, it, it was, was over, gone, you yeah. know, but I don't know. Right. Well, that, that, oh, speaking uh, of red flag, that was uh, that was uh, uh, Kevin uh, or Tevin Tapia that Tapia. went down on there. And speaking stuff. of red flags. My buddy raced pro against you in Winnipeg Arena Cross in 86 or 87. I raced the 80s that night. It was the one that went out of the arena. Remember they went yeah, out of the right. arena for a little bit? Yeah. You went down with him and another guy sure. on, the, on the exit sure. in the main event. Yep. Or I don't know if it was main or heat or something. Yeah. They were getting up, and you're like, stay down. Exactly. Stay down. Yep. And you guys all, he flopped dead. Red flag. Because there was nowhere to go on the track. You know where I got that from? Hmm. Jojo Keller in Australia. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Jojo Keller and me, a bunch of guys went down. I'm trying to get up, frankly. Yeah. Jojo's pulling me down. Stay down, Holly. We'll get a red flag. Yep. Really? And we got a red flag. And this so one, I figured I'd, I'd do it up in Canada. And this worked this time, too, because yeah. there was nowhere to go on the track, and you guys no, were just laying we there. blocked the whole way. I mean, they, they got to throw the red flag. You were yelling, stay down. Stay down, yeah. <laughs> Michael Leffy did that in Germany. Did he? Actually, Ghost rode his bike into the pack. To take everybody down. Well, I, 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 no, I, I, no way. I wouldn't do that. But. Are you kidding? No way. That's oh. not the Michael Lessie we know. No. <laughs> By the way, speaking of the Canadian series, I got a video tonight, and JT, I sent it to you. Uh, Gerke and Fasciati went down on the first turn this past weekend. There was a the tight battle. Uh, Fasciati went 1-1. Gerke had to go 3-4. But Gerke got it. He won the title. And they went, Gerke and Fasciati went down the first turn, and there's video of Matt reaching over and hitting Colton's kill switch. Right, JT? That's what it is. That's what it looks like, right? Uh, it's it's going it, no, to be on the internet tomorrow, so you may as well talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it certainly looks that way. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see. I'll show you the video on my phone, but. Well, I, I got uh, JT. I got one. Uh, I remember Gerke, uh, uh, Juice Lansu when he was riding the kid from Estonia over here? Oh yeah, Juice Blues. Yeah, him and Willie Amaridio, uh They got into it on an REM on a Saturday, and Juice reached over and held his kill button so he couldn't get his bike started, and he started his and took off. <laughs> I'm just Did saying. You teach like, him that? No, I didn't teach that. I'm just. Uh, it was I'm, funny when this, I heard it. This video will go up on the internet, so I'm uh, talking. I'm not talking out of turn, but it doesn't look good for Matt. I don't know what the deal was, but it's, not, it certainly does not look good. Uh, <laughs> right. I'll have to wait and see it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next uh, question. Kyle wants to know what was Shane McElrath fined for? I would think cutting the track. He he said something on Twitter today. Uh, did anybody else get an email from MX Sports? For sure, it's cutting the track, and guys do that a lot. So I got fined. 
JT got fined $100 for cutting Unadilla. It wasn't even him? He said he didn't do it. Prove it. And they sent him a photo of Weimer. Said, this is what you did. <laughs> it sounds like he's making that story up, but he's not. Seems legit. <laughs> you cut the truck. No, I didn't. Here's, a, here's proof. A photo of Weimer. <laughs> so, I would think cutting the track. Yeah. Gibbs. So. Oh, yeah. I, told, I got like 24th in the moto. I'm like, if I'm going to cut the track, listen, I'm going to do some real damage here. Yeah, I'm getting eighth. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> uh, I guess Jason Anderson cut it at Unadilla, got docked three spots. The guys I talked to said he was, like, he made up a, more than three spots lap after lap he was doing this. Speaking of Jason Anderson, see when he took out Bogle? Yeah. What you think? I, I no, thought, that, I, I I thought, thought it was okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm okay he with clearly, that. He clearly had the pass on him. The and, line's and, met. And out of the corner of your eye, if you're Bogle and you see a guy like that, you better turn the throttle off. If you go to run it in there, you guys are going to come together. Kind of. I thought it was fine, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah, I was, was okay with it. I'm sure Bogle was pissed, right? Oh, but, absolutely. Yeah, I, was, I was pretty pissed about it, to be honest. I had Bogle fantasy? in my fantasy, and I was oh. like, dude, what? Eric, I actually uh, wrote Anderson on Twitter and was like. No, just Eric, sorry. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> Eric, what's going yeah. on, man? Um, the video's already up. Uh, Guaranteed MX has uh, on his Periscope. Oh. thing. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Guaranteed MX uh, Periscope. Check it out. What do you so, think is going to happen, though? Nothing. Like, if they nothing. see that video. Nothing. Nothing. It's past 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Fasciati won. And so Matt's, yeah. Matt's the one who tried to stop Fasciati from winning, but it didn't matter. You know, Fasciati still won the race. Or, well, sorry, sense. I don't know if he won that moto, but he went one, the overall. Though. All right, thanks. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, so it was yeah. close on the points, right? Four yeah, points. Yeah, Matty won that moto. Oh, Matty won the moto. Fasciati won the overall, though, right? For the uh, championship, yeah. how yeah. how wasn't it? It, ended up... it got down to six or eight or something. Yeah. So, um, all right. Next I question. think if they would have seen that video within thirty minutes, maybe they could have done something. But yeah, but all all he had to do when he got up in dead last, he would have been in twelfth because there's no one on the line. So JT, someone in the chat room said you're going to cut the track this Saturday. They think <laughs> I'm I'm completely up for it. <laughs> Anything is game. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to find me? I didn't sign up, or do I get purse money? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next question. Uh, all right, Matt wants to know any updates for the new 250 factory support team. Suzuki? Yeah, Suzuki. I heard this weekend that... Let's get something straight. It's not yeah. a factory Suzuki support People team. People are getting a little on hand. Don't, don't yell at me. I didn't write the question. Uh, well, let's get it straight. Suzuki is... Just because you didn't get a they shirt. Get, they want to get more involved in the lights class, and they're going to be supporting... Which, being more involved, we're giving away one bike. <laughs> Well, whatever it is, <laughs> one bike's better than none bike. Absolutely. Up contingency. So what they're doing is they're just trying to spread it out to get more bikes on the track. So what they're doing is that they're, they're going to give some a few people some support. Yeah. And one's an existing, I don't know if you really call it a team. I heard it's a rider. Dirt Candy team. That's I, what I don't I know if that's true. Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah. I heard. Right. But uh, you call that, a, you know, that's a team, that's a rider, whatever you want to call it. They L- are getting Like support. you said, Watson, anything that uh, Suzuki does in the 50 class is better than what they're doing but now. But Ronnie Stewart, he's a 450 guy. Yeah. So, so how is he? He's going to drop down with. I don't know. I, I, that's what I'm or thinking. Like, how is that going to work? Somebody. Someone said to Loretta's that Bichelia is going to do whatever that deal is. Dirt Candy? No, you, Suzuki 250 team, like whatever. That it's not a factory supported yeah, yeah, team. No, it's whatever. nothing. It's yeah. just. Okay. 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 Got through uh, Kenny. Pat Alexander. Yeah. Heading that up. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. You and I were. I was on the phone today, and there's someone who may want me to manage yeah. next year. Crazy. And, and, and manage a team. Can you believe and, that? And this you is, said this is for real. You said that I would be an idiot to do. No, it. I said, is this was that guy drunk? 
So <laughs> he's all black at ACDC. So like, I'm like, JT, I, could, I, I was like, be... I was mind boggled. Did you see the look on Steve's face? He's all, who, me? <laughs> I could be the next Roger DeCosta. <laughs> I could step in and take a program to the top. So you're exactly. coaching the You're more Mr. Rogers than Roger DeCoster. Dude, there you go. I'm ready. And let me tell you, my team will, will be tight. It'll be run tight. You could start at Monster Cup. Snake Dog. First rider. Everyone gets lobster claws. Yep. What the hell happened? All right, next question. All right. Uh, Jesse wants to know what team do you guys think Bogle will sign with? I thought Cowie. Now, I heard that Han's going back. Jim, you heard the same thing. That's so, what I heard, yeah. So Han's going – so three – Three guys, or yeah. you know, where uh-huh. else can Bogle go? There's no room. Watson Tickle's probably going to get resigned, or do you not want to give it away? Uh, I okay. I, I I don't even know. We think Tickle's I mean, going back. I know that, yeah. that we, we the team wants him back. So like, where's the spot for Bogle? Geico's done. Honda, Honda doesn't want to do three guys. No. Uh, what about Yamaha Factory? Yamaha with like Reed. Yamaha. Yeah, but what's going on with that? Chad's obviously on a Yamaha. You can't fool us, Chad, with your throwback Thursday photos when you got 2016 gear on, um, and a and a and a uh, what a helmet? Uh, what's th- five 360 helmet? Uh, Cam, I don't know. I guess Yamaha maybe if they do it if they come back. You're, Yamaha, even though Yamaha effed you in '87, Holly. What do you know about this team? Yeah, I haven't heard much. Okay, but uh, I should have asked Keith. I, I sat kind of with him in the press box at Utah, yeah. but I, I just forgot to ask him. But uh, I heard that they want to make Monster a, a big, Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hear. And right. uh, you know, Chad's going to bring over his discount tire. Uh, yeah, America's tire. You, you know what money. else I heard today? Josh Hill is going to be the Monster Athlete Manager, like he's done with racing. Really? Huh. Did you hear that, Watson? No, I didn't hear that. But I talked to Josh a couple weeks ago, and he said he was trying to get this position. Yeah. And uh, huh? he, he didn't tell me what it was. Oh, okay, yeah. That's so he said he was trying dirt to. Dirt Shark moves up, and yep. Josh becomes a new Dirt Shark yep. in that in that category. So That's awesome. Let, for let's him. wait and see. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that, but that's what I heard. So, uh, All right, next question. All right, Kevin wants to know how many American riders will be on the gate at the USGP at Glen Helen? A lot, because no, too, not too many Euros will be there. All the monster dudes, because it's a monster race. So all the Mitch guys and. Uh, Dunge, Anderson, Purcell, Osborne, Davalos. How many guys usually line up on a gate at a, at a GP in Europe? Well, they've had as little as 18. Okay, so say 18 is that's team people. They won't have 18 going over. I guess 22. You 22 euros. You think that many? Um, How many did they have in Mexico last year? Uh, they had 18 in Russia. That's the lowest I've ever seen. They, well, wait. Uh, Mariano... Balbi got points, right, in Brazil? So that would have been... Shut up. She did. Really? Yeah, she got 20th or, t- or 19th. Oh, Am I man. right? Is anybody, no, they only paid a 15, though, I thought. Can anybody back me up on this? She, they were touting the press release as the first woman to score points at, at Grand Prix. Huh. But there was... She was, again, she was like two laps down or in 20th, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Is that... Uh, yeah. Are you going to go to that? I was thinking about it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Are you going to go on some? Mean, Hopefully the championship, I mean, it's almost decided anyhow, but I'd just like to see the American riders go over there and support it. I'd, I'd like to see James Stewart riding. Is he going to ride it? No. <laughs> he's got to focus on winning this Monster Cup. Okay. Wait, he's already got that one. Probably not too happy with FIM. He's not going to show up at that. <laughs> yeah. What's up? <laughs> but why not? Hey, guys. What's up? But, but why not? I, why not? Hey, and just ride around on a parade lap like this. Yeah, middle finger, yeah. middle yeah. fingers up. 
Why not? All right, John wants to know uh, if anybody knows that the Legend race will be televised or live streamed. And is I've, Timmy riding blue or is he riding green? Timmy's riding green. Are you going to ask that question about JT taking out Timmy? Yeah, that's next. Don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Timmy's riding green. I know nothing about the stream and all that kind of stuff. I, it'll be I, on. The, I would say maybe it's going to be streamed, but I don't think it'll. I, be on if live they showed TV. it all, they'll just show highlights of yeah, it. They'll yeah, show clips yeah, of exactly. it. Langston and Weigel, like, you know, yeah. you know, they have like they have like a profile. You know, like yeah. during the races, they'll yeah. have like a profile of a team or a rider. Right. Like last yeah. week, they did Teddy Parks. Yeah, right. And Josh, Kyle Chisholm. <laughs> they did. Or yeah. Kyle Cunningham. I'm sorry. Yeah. They'll do something like that. Uh, like, Greg's got a question on the line for Jim Hawley. Greg, what's up? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. First time call. I uh, um, I actually met uh, Hollywood at uh, the race out at Miller, and I I got to say it was just an absolute pleasure. My my daughter actually kind of laughed and said, "God, you acted like you know." Kennedy uh, meeting a hero, but you know, it took me back to the 80s. But oh, yeah. anyway, what I wanted to ask Holly is uh, um, I'm watching old races and stuff, you know, the bikes kind of look like pogo sticks and the suspension just looks so soft. And I know riding older bikes, you know, they they, uh, they bought them easily. And even when you bought them modern bikes, I mean, they're just not a metal stop hard hit. What is it like now for you to ride? new bikes compared to that. I mean, do you ever think like, wow, what I could have done, you know, how fast you could have gone around those tracks back then? I, I mean, I, I really enjoy riding now the new bikes. I, I think the technology and the, the progression of the motorcycles, uh, you know, makes it a lot easier to ride it. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about Juice Lansu earlier, and, uh, you know, I, I brought out an old 490 when I was helping him, and he rode that thing around, he says, Jesus, how do you ride this thing? The foot pegs were so narrow, the fork tubes hung down past the front axle and got caught in the ruts and stuff. And yeah. just, I, I mean, you, you take and ride an old 490 and you ride something new today, and it's just like night and day difference uh, as far as it goes. But the other thing, too, is like you were talking about, we, we talked a little bit about it earlier uh, off the air, but uh, the tracks, you, you notice uh, back then, they, they weren't maintained like they're maintained now. And I think they were a little bit uh, – that has a little bit to do with why you're seeing a lot of that pogoing and stuff. And the oils and things like that have changed over the years. You know, they're better oils. They used to break down a lot or, you know, get hotter. Um, so I, I think all in general, though, the new bikes are just a, a joy for me to ride. Well, that's good. Anyway, thank you so much. I'm glad that uh, I said it was the other day. And uh, anyway, it's quite a good timing to hear you, man. Yeah, thanks, cool. and nice meeting you out there and your daughter. I'm glad you guys uh, got a chance to meet you. And what a facility you guys have in Utah, that uh, Miller Motorsports. I mean, I was just uh, impressed with the pit area. Kenny, mm-hmm. I mean, did you like it? I mean, uh, that was the first time I've been there. I mean, yeah, the track, a little bit hard for the spectators to see, you know, to walk around. But I wish uh, Larry Miller would have moved that thing maybe about seven more miles at the base of that mountain. mountain there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's like we were talking about earlier. I think that the facility – the pits and all that is the right direction to go. I mean, with wash bays and keeping it a cleaner facility. And like, you know, Steve always says, how are you going to get a CFO of a company to walk through with this, you know, $1,000 shoes getting all muddy? That ain't going to happen. So uh, I think that that was good. When, you I, know. when I'm team manager, shit's going to change. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all in all, I think the, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, to go to a, a facility like that and build a, a motocross course. Like I said earlier on another show, I said, I think it'd be. I thought I love the direction. Like maybe someday you we could put a, a race 
like a, a track like that on the infield of like a, a super speedway, Talladega or something like that, and and race the same weekend, you know, as the you know the the nationwide cars or something like that, and just make it into a a full motorsports weekend where you could we could introduce you know new people to the sport that. You know, right. because if you're into racing, you'll watch, you know, lawnmower racing on TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, if you're into, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, I watch mud bogs. You know what I mean? I, whatever. <laughs> if people are competing, I watch it. Okay. Uh, thanks, Craig. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening. Hey, thank you. Great show. I love it, guys. All right. Good who, night. Who's your favorite co-host? Jim Ollie. Oh, he's gone. Oh, we lost him. I, uh, that was a good way out of that question. I think when the I think growing up, you were either a Jim Hawley fan or a rollerball fan. That's it. Uh, it was basically that way, and I was rollerball. <laughs> Apologize. All right, next question. All right, Todd wants to know, Steve, what will be the consequences from yourself if JT takes out Timmy this Saturday? JT, Uh-oh. you motherfucker. If, if you touch Timmy in any way. <laughs> I'm not even going to see him. Well, maybe he's a pretty bad starter. So maybe, I'll <laughs> maybe I'll see him. There, you will not be taking Timmy out. You will, you, no. will, you will move over if he comes up I on you. I owe that guy a ton for the minimal success I had in my career. I would never right. ever do something like that. Thank you. All right. Now we have that, have that handled. We're all good. All right. Cody wants to know, what is the latest on Zach Bell? Does he have another year with his Rockstar, Rockstar Husky deal? I don't know. No. no. I don't know. He, he gave an interview in Race Rex. He's got like a, he had like a brain issue. It's like a hemorrhage in his yeah. brain or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean – I, I, I have a little bit of something knowledge on not not what happened to him, but mm-hmm. I, I remember the, the weekend in Arlington when he was a rookie and he crashed yeah. and he came back to the semi. That same weekend, uh, my son was was a rookie at UNM playing baseball, and I, I uh, watched him get hit from uh, Oklahoma State with a 90 mile an hour fastball, and he got knocked out. <laughs> And he didn't play baseball for three weeks. Yeah, that was that's the yeah, NCAA yeah. rules, man. You're yep. shut down. You're not doing that. Right. And, and I think they need to take a little bit more direction on that when it. Yeah. Now he heard he said he was laid down on the ground because of the fact that he was worried about getting hit. He didn't want to get up this and that. Yeah. But I think if somebody gets knocked out like that right away, I, I think it, it, yeah, it, yeah, you, you need to take a couple weeks off. Yeah, yeah. Eddie, Kenny, Eddie people, Casillas would like to speak with you. People can hear you, Watson, when you whisper to Daniel Blair. So I'm just saying, like you can just say it on the air. <laughs> so what, dude? So I was going to ask Daniel. Yeah, he was shaking his head, and I'm yeah. like, so yeah. do you think he was out? Yeah, not this again. But yeah, Eddie Casillas says not, and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's a doctor. I mean, I, I it wasn't sure looked like it to all of us. Well, let's get something straight. He's not a doctor. He's not a, he's not a doctor. Oh, he's not. Oh, I thought he was. No, that's I, like saying Doc G's a doctor. Yeah, well, they're, they're Dr. therapists Phil. and stuff. Dr. Yeah. J, Dr. Dr. Pepper. Yeah, Dr. He's, he's, he's not a neurologist, and that's where he yeah. should have He should have went yeah. and got cleared from a neurologist before he – that's what Jared had to do when he got yeah. hit in the he head with 60, that. He had a 60 helmet, bro. They yeah. save lives. All right, next question. Well, hey, wait, wait, wait. You're talking about helmets. I was joking. No, no. Yeah. But Jared, my son – Yeah. He wore the same helmet that he got knocked out in. I go, Jared, didn't you get a new new baseball <laughs> yeah, helmet? Yeah. I go. He goes, no. I go, well, you go get one because those helmets are the most cheapest baseball helmets. Yeah, yeah, so not yeah. Only, not, There's no protection there. No. All right. Orion Suber wants to know, Steve, is Brock back with X-Brand? Brock is back with X-Brand. He's back with X-Brand. But I would just like everybody to know that this Brock Tickle thing, it's not gone well. I was very angry with Brock Tickle. And not just because of Brock Tickle, but I'm I'm stopping. I will not be X-Brand Goggle Guy next year. It's been a fun four years, five years, of dealing with riders week in and week out. 
I'm retiring. No, one, got, no got, one cares. I got one race left. <laughs> You'll be back. In Indiana this weekend. I hope, uh, it, I hope it rains. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just go out on a mutter. I would like to thank Brock Tickle for opening my eyes to, to the goggle world. Ouch. And pushing me out of the door. Ouch. And he's not the only one. Well, this has been a long time coming. I don't build Brock's goggles anymore. Brock is upset at me over what I said on the show. and So I don't even build his goggles anymore. But I'm retiring, everybody. You've been threatening for a while. Here he goes to hockey. Dude. You don't just play. There goes my hero, and and back out of it. So yeah, but you know what? On on, for I think Brock has every reason to be a little upset with you. You work for a company, okay? You work for X Brand. They pay you to support their athlete. Then you come on your show because you have a platform, and you start badgering the guy about whatever when he's your athlete. Well, he made a terrible. He made a terrible decision, and he's the first one to say that. But you don't have to say, oh, well, that. you know what? If he if he got better starts or if he didn't get roosted, if he was faster, that wouldn't happen. It's true, though. But you don't say that when that's your athlete. Here's your, my, here's your, my, your company pays here's my this comeback, guy. Here's my comeback. Are you, the Donald, you deserve, are you the Donald Trump of Moto? I don't know no, you means. deserve not to be his goggle guy. You need to go away then if that's the way you feel about your athletes. Here's, here's the thing. Going into the year, hey. Mathis is the radio media guy. He's the goggle guy. Will you sign this contract knowing that Steve Mathis is your goggle guy? Guess what his agent told me? You know what's awesome, dude? You'll know what's going on. You'll give him lots of interviews. You'll pump him up because you have this platform. You'll give him lots of press. And it's exactly what I did. So, And just like you should, why did you? Because he did good. Because he did good. No. His results were good, and he earned those interviews. Instead of no. you going to give interviews every week to Phil Nicoletti, to, to Andrew Short... To Kyle Chisholm, to guys that don't even aren't even in the top ten half the time you're giving interviews. Uh, to. Andrew Short's in the top ten pretty much every time. Phil Nicoletti's oh killing it, dude. Come on, you know what I'm saying. Go well, back and look at your podcast. Go back and listen to those pro circuit podcasts. They're time and so, time again. But what I'm Brock Tickle got plenty of show, press Mathis. from me because he deserved it. He should have got press from a lot of people. It's not like you did him a favor. It's well, like what, you, you were going to go. I you mean, you but, were going to go interview him if he got 17th. Brock didn't sign the deal. And go, oh, Steve. Mathis has a radio show? Okay. Jerk off. So why, like, okay, how about when him going to you saying, hey, I need product, and you never send him the product? Or he needs practice tear-offs. He didn't even have tear-offs during the week. He's wiping his goggles using the same pair of goggles. Yeah, that's not my department. Yeah. I mean, well, I, here's his goggle guy. Whose department is it? I'm race services. You're race, race services. services. Yep. So, hey, here's stuff to take home to practice in. Race services. He never once told me that. What's he practicing for? He never is told he me that. For, he what's never, he practicing he never, for? To race. You can turn this all around you want. I'll read on I want to thank everybody. Good, you need to go away. You need to stay behind the microphone. And and I'm done building goggles. Thank you, thank you. I suck at building goggles. We'll leave it at that. And there goes my hero. Apparently, (laughs) apparently Brock Tickle was 100 percent in the right to grab another brand. No, he wasn't right about that. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I wanted. But but if you're you're (laughs) going to sponsor someone and you're you work for a company, you don't say the guy's slow. He gets. Maybe if he got better starts. I, no one said he's slow. You, you said yeah. if maybe you should go faster. The, 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 That's the, what you said. The way you get out of having goggle issues in the mud is getting a good start, Jim. Right? right. I mean, yeah. That's exactly how you get out of it. When you get a bad start, dude, shit goes crazy at mud races. That's the worst thing you can do. So you need a good start at mud races. That's that's Jeff M. Don't try to justify key it. To the race. It's, it's, let's let's move down. on. Let's move on. It's, it's I don't even want to get. Brock's still in X brand goggles to answer the guy's question. 
He just wore another brand for one moto. Blame the goggle company. Fuck you and your show. Man. And and I'm I'm I've got one more race to go. One more race. Well, maybe the Monster Cup. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. See who's racing the Monster what about Cup. The GP. Uh, I don't know anybody's doing it. GP for X. I don't know. Yeah, because if you're not wearing X brands, you can't win if you don't race. Alex Martin won an X brands this year. Yeah, too bad he didn't have him around his kind neck of. because uh, <laughs> how about when he hit the podium in in, uh, in o- or San Francisco or Oakland, wherever we're at. O- Oakland. And, and, and he didn't even have Francisco. goggles around his neck. Yeah, because yeah. The, yeah. the, 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 the goggle guy was eating a hot dog. Creek. The, when you, when you, yeah, no. It, you know what's funny, though, is about these, a guy like Brock Tickle is no goggle company would pay him the amount of money that we paid him that would be on the line. Brock Tickle chose... Exactly, exactly. So, so why don't you treat him like that instead of talking shit on the guy? That's what I'm trying to get at. But, but, he, uh, uh, he made a terrible douchebag move. I big brought it up. deal. Okay, wait, wait. I brought it up on the air. Okay, because it's a bad move. The other great times that he did really well, I blew him up on the show and interviewed him. So you don't I, just get the good. And, so and, you have and, to get, bring the bad? You have to... You get you everything gotta, on the Pulp MX show. You get the whole cornucopia. Uh, the cornucopia. Of what? Cornucova? Cornucova. Um, and you get the whole Anna. And you know what? And you know what? And Michael Lessie, <laughs> yeah. three years ago at Southwick, Michael Lessie wore X brand roll offs. The whole moto, he got third or fourth. And the roll offs, he said, broke. He was pissed. He wore another brand for the second moto. You know what happened, though, to his roll offs? He ran out of film. Uh oh. They worked great. We're they not just, talking about Michael Lessie. No, We're no, talking no, about no. you bragging on What Brock I'm saying Tickle. is the Lessie thing, the three years ago, this Brock Tickle thing, a couple other things that have happened. And you want to be a team manager? You're oh. talking about a goggle issue, dude, that you couldn't even handle right. <laughs> oh, no, no. How are you going to be a team oh, manager? No, no, no. <laughs> if I was a team manager, Brock Tickle would have handled the goggle situation right. That's what happened. How, well, That's what you know what? Happened. When, when the riders have their own product, and he did... He did. He's the first one to say, I was heated. I made a mistake. My eyes were packed with mud. I was frustrated. Hey. No one else on that on that 40-man gate whose mud, eyes were packed with mud and was heated, who threw their goggles, He threw his goggles decision. on the second lap, Steve. Because he was roosted with mud. It, exactly. So he threw his goggles. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, no one else made that decision. Everyone else See, kept the cool how about head. the time when he told you, God, dude, my goggles keep fogging up, and you go... Huh, that's weird. They're anti-fog lenses. And he goes, hey, is there anything we could do to help the fog? You're all, hmm, I don't know. I'll look into it. No, I said I took the piece of foam out of the bottom of the nose. And it's still fogged. Was this Anaheim 1? I think it it was. No, No. this was an outdoor national. He was fogging. It was like his steam Mm. off his face in practice. He's like, dude, look through these things. Yeah, I never, I never got that out of him at all. But I did peel. Did the you phone. were right there? He just, I was standing right next to you. Look your word, things? your word was to, your exact words to him were, you know what? That's really weird because these are anti-fog yeah, lenses. I'll are. look into it. And but you know what I, I don't know what to tell you. No, you know what I did? I looked into it. I peeled the piece of foam from the bottom of the goggle to get better airflow. At Anaheim one? No, no, at the Nationals. I thought you said you didn't remember that. No, I don't remember looking through any goggles to no, say, "Hey, look I, at through these things." I never, I didn't do that. What the hell happened? All right. All right. Good job. He said thanks for sending him tear-offs, too, that he needed for practice. <laughs> Speaking of Brock, Tyler, you got a Brock Tickle question or a Brock Glover question? Uh, tickle. 
All right. Uh, Steve will answer for you. He's a favorite writer. When I'm a team manager, shit's going to be handled. <laughs> Let me tell you that. I like first, Brock Tickle. I like Brock Tickle. I'll have him on the show first, tomorrow. First, first he's, off, he's a nice guy. Steve, you, you should know not to say anything bad about Watson's writers. Wow. It's, he freaks out. Oh yeah. He's no, I don't freak him. out. When, <laughs> I don't freak out when it's not when it's not necessary. He if so, you if can't what, say anything bad about Roxon or Tickle. Thank you. Or criticize them, and I understand that because that's Watson's job. Hey, Steve. His job is to defend his writers. Steve, and shut make me off. Them... I don't want to listen to this guy. Shut me off. Wah, wah, wah. I, I can't. The only way you can shut off is you take your headsets off. I can talk. Shut off your mic. <laughs> Lame. My my other question, I didn't mean to offend you, Watson, but... He can't hear you. He's, he's off. He's, he's, mad. he's yeah, got his headset he, off. He's, he's very, not listening. His handling is very so, mature. So, sometimes your writers make mistakes, and, and sometimes other people make mistakes. It's, it is what it is. And my, my other question is, what was all the talk about their, the chances of there being any team tactic, tactics were pretty slim with Webb and and Martin, and obviously we all saw it, you know, the blatant, here you go, first place, buddy. Well, Bobby Reagan said there's no team tactics. He said he's going to let the riders work it out themselves, and that's kind of what they did. So Bobby didn't say anything to anybody, but he said let the riders did it, so whatever. Did, did they mean, say something at the riders meeting? They Somebody did, who yeah. said they said something at the riders yeah, meeting. Yeah, they told them. We, 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 I think what they mean is like rough riding or whatever. Oh. They, they said they yeah, won't yeah. stand for team tactics or whatever, right, but. Right. So. No, I just I just thought he could have made it look a little better than that. I mean, I raced I raced motocross for a lot of years. Um, he made it. it look a little bit, uh, <laughs> I don't you know, know not so yeah. like he might as well have just waved his hand. Yeah, know? I think. But, but speaking of that, okay. I, I don't know how, how how old are you? I am twenty six. You remember uh, back when uh, Bob Hanna and, and Brock Glover was going for a championship in Texas, and Keith McCarty put "Let Brock by." That was pretty blatant, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, it was blatant. I just thought that there was a lot of talk about Cooper's a hard ass. Cooper's out there for himself. Cooper's not going to let Martin by because they're not really they're not really friends. I understand they're on the same team, but it it just seemed a little bit. I think uh, Cooper's uh, hate for Marvin right now surpasses yeah. his, uh, his desire to help out Jeremy. That's what it is. You know, well, so. that's it. And maybe that's what it was. It was right. a point to, you know, a middle finger in the air. Here you go, Marvin. Have a good one. Tyler, what do you think about me hanging up my, my goggles and, and after this weekend <laughs> and not, not servicing goggles anymore at the races? I think you'd be a good team manager. A lot of people are. A lot of people are not going to like it because you're you're a little bit rudimentary, you know, and yeah. you're and you're thinking and the way you go about things. You goddamn right, Tyler. I'll, I'll straighten shit up. So, yep. <laughs> sometimes that's how you get shit done, and uh, some people aren't going to like it. But uh, on my team, everyone will fall in line, okay, including <laughs> including you, Kenny. When I hire you to be my B two B man. <laughs> Tell Kenny I'm sorry. He put his headset. I, I didn't mean to he, he put his, him. He put his headset back on. He's listening. All to I him. all I gotta say is, you know what? I might be overprotective of my guys, but you know what? I know what they do, and I know how much work they put in. And you know what? I'll have their back 100. percent Right. And, and, and if someone and if they I do something take wrong, that away for a minute, Watson. If those, they do something wrong, are, I'll be the first one to tell you you screwed up. So. You, but you didn't say that right now. I was, I did. I told you Brock was wrong for doing that. He was wrong for for doing that. I said that, okay. but you didn't want to, you know, let me talk because you were just like. Rawr, rawr. Well, I, was, I was in the middle of my retirement speech. 
Well, there goes my hair up. Right. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. So Thanks, man. Have a good one. Thank retire that retire that, bud. <laughs> uh Nick yeah, Nick, you there? Yeah, what's going on? What's up, man? Hey, all time show you guys got going on tonight. Oh, uh, we got some legends in the studio. Watson's on fire. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, me calling me an idiot. <laughs> good one. World Supercross champion, a guy who walked across America, and a guy who's uh, in a in a rock band. Oh wait, no, he's not. Not anymore. Well, I just wanted to be maybe the only one person out there that thinks that uh, track at Utah was awesome. I was there this weekend. Some great racing. <laughs> JT, would you like to talk really? to to Nick? JT's on the line still. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I didn't know uh, that. I, uh, I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Nice <laughs> Dude, you were there. You were at the race, and you thought the track was how far? Uh, there this year. Where were you at? Before. You you weren't there. Or you were sorry. Definitely I was not. there. Call, J- caller was there. JT was not. Okay, there. Okay, yes. yeah, I know JT wasn't. The caller was there. Well, yeah. uh, I don't know what you were watching, but I don't. Uh, maybe Did you, you see were, the racing, Watson? I, I you know, I was. I didn't know what you were smoking. You oh, yeah, I watched. Time, I, I watched. I watched the racing. Yeah, I did. It was like watching racing on moon dust with water. You on know it. what it was? I I got some deja vu watching that. It reminded me of the World Mini, a created, exactly. fabricated track shouldn't be there. That's my opinion. I, you know, they did the best they could with that, what yeah. they had. Nick, I mean, Nick, you're from Utah, right? Uh, I just moved out to Salt Lake City. So, yeah, so, I'm probably a little yeah, biased. You're biased. Yeah, you're biased. I mean, biased, that's but, fine. That's fine. But. I mean, I remember the, I mean, the, 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 the racing was good, though, don't you think? Uh, I thought the two video racing was great. 250s were good. Yeah, yeah. I, I But you can put those guys in a dirt oval and the racing's going to yeah. be good. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Uh, you know, it's kind of like the Elsinore deal. Like, some people, oh, the Elsinore track was awesome. Dead on. Who said that? El- Whoever me, said that? To the me, dudes that ride Elsinore that live there. Dude, <laughs> they said it was to awesome. To me, Elsinore, Paula, and this one are all fake tracks. No, Paula's good. Paula's I a good track. I still think I watch it, and I'm like, I can't even – I don't even know – it takes me a while to figure out what it is because it all looks the same to me. It's fake. It's like create. It's created. JT, JT, back me up. Paula's good. It might have good dirt. I would say Paula's the best at all three. Yeah, it might have good dirt and be a little better. But it's a thing. It's a fake. It's not a real outdoor national track. It's a fake man-made out of flat ground track. And to me, it's just like. Do you, do you still remember? I remember last year after the race we were talking about it. Do you still think they used, uh, they wasted dirt like they did in the past? Remember they had that big. That big jump last year, and there was all that dirt that they could have moved around and made other obstacles. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that they did a better job this year? I don't know. Yeah, maybe, huh? You're, I never thought about it until right now. Good point. They moved. This wasn't there. It was. Yeah. It wasn't there. Yeah. All right. Thank, hey, so thanks, Nick. One, thanks. one more. One more question. Uh, okay. So when you got guys like Barsha and uh, Kenny's boy over there coming off the track and complaining about how gnarly and rough it is, what do you think about like the old? The other guy was calling, send him out on a 490 to do a 30-minute moto and see what they think. Well, the track wouldn't Going be the back same. Going a normal bike. The track, that would, the track that they rode would never be like that because the times were different and the tracks were built for different, you know. You know, everything, everything changes in time. So back then when those guys were racing 490s, the tracks were gnarly, but you'd put those guys on the track that the 490s rode, it would be nothing. What, is, what, what, what does Holly think of that? Like, how much well, different I, on tracks nowadays? They develop I, differently. Well, they do. I mean, yeah. you, you take the, the torque and the power of the four-stroke, the holes get a lot deeper and things like that that you wouldn't have with a two-stroke. But, yeah, <laughs> back in our day, yeah, the tracks were rough. The, the bikes weren't at the level. But, I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, all in all, I, I think that that track 
is suited for what the four strokes, how they tore it up. Yeah. I and mean, that's the bottom line. Do you think back in the day there was more flat turns, flat corners, than tracks with burps? Yeah. 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 Hey, Nick, thanks for calling, man. That's Thank why you. I think if yeah, you put a 450 on one of those tracks back in the day, it'd be a lot better for traction and stuff like that in the corners. I can't believe none of you have any like thoughts, prayers, anything about my going to my no last round as a Chicago guy. Okay. <laughs> any prayers, Steve? Something like just um, you know, Steve. I, I call a go- I call a goggle guy John Knowles, and Hedgy. No, oh, I'll, I'll put him in this order: John Knowles, yeah. everyone else, Kuzo, Hedgy. Those that's my podium for the top three goggle guys. Okay. Those guys are goggle guys. You can't consider yourself a goggle guy when you walk by and go, here are your goggles, and you come back at the end of the day. Holly, those guys, those me, guys are at the line. They're in the mechanics area with spare goggles. You drop them off, and you pick them up. That's what you did. So you can't consider yourself a rider. You're, you're not rider service, right? You weren't rider service. Steve, you got a question about Brock Tickle? Exactly. You're hurting my feelings. What the yeah, hell g'day. Uh, Steve here from uh, Australia. Listen to uh, every show you've, uh, you've oh. done. Oh, thank you. Um, I just wanted to uh, quickly chime in on this one and put a bit of a different spin to it. Okay. Um, just say uh, you got uh, you got Roxon. He's not uh, too happy with how Suzuki's handling, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to just decide that he's going to go back to KTM just as a one-off week. And then, oh, no, yeah, sorry, I'm going to go back to Suzuki again. And well, that's a little that extreme. Are you saying that Kenny wouldn't be pissed off about it? That, it's a that, little extreme. That, that wouldn't. That, you, can, you can't compare the two. I that's see like, what you're saying, Steve. I know so what you're saying. But, but. It's like comparing apples to oranges. I think it's, I know it's, uh, you're saying apples to apples, but it's just a bigger, a bigger version of the same thing. He's like under contract for those goggles. Do you think Surely it's easy to bite your tongue and just go for the rest of the year and, uh, well, you're talking about millions of dollars to, the end of the year. to under a $10,000. Hey, Steve, do you think I was wrong to bring it up on the air? I don't think you were wrong to bring it up on the air. I don't think you were wrong for bringing At it up all, on no. the air either. I think oh. you were wrong for badgering the guy. And badgering the brand that you work for. Badgering. You made, okay. Kenny, yeah. Kenny, do you know that Steve's Spanish football I think, uh, team is I think that you can get a like, <laughs> Yeah. Steve they did get a bit emotional about it, but yeah. I was, I was very angry, Steve. Yeah, when you were angry, you were, talking, you were talking out of your ass. would be if someone jumped off his team for a week and then came back to it a week later. I'm very mm-hmm. passionate about this motocross thing and doing this. Goggles? So, goggles as well. So, <laughs> Steve, what, what kind of goggles up? do you use, by the way? Uh, I run Oakley. Okay. Well, fuck you, Steve. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, Ray Fer- it's Ray Ferrero. It's uh, X brand, not not big down here in uh, in <laughs> Adelaide. There's not Jeez. too many distributors, so no, and our big, I'm not sharp. not seeing them a lot yet. <laughs> what what'd you say, JT? <laughs> about the sharks or about Ray Ferrero? Uh, sharks. Uh, the sharks are big in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, yeah they are. They are indeed. Um, no, look. Well, thanks, uh, thanks, guys. And, Thank you, Steve. Uh, enjoy the rest of your show, and uh, I'll continue. Oh, to hey, listen. I got to text Craig Dak. So, what time is it there right now? Uh, it's uh, quarter past two in the afternoon. In the afternoon. Okay, I got to get on that. Thank you, bud. No worries. Catch you. Uh, all right. Uh, do you think Brock Brock didn't thank X Brand on the podium this weekend? No, was he it? forgot. He didn't do that on purpose. Oh, okay, I was going to say, was it a mistake? Yeah, he was. He came back. I wanted He's to like, thank his dog again so bad. <laughs> Oh. He came back and he was like, "Fuck, I fucked up. I didn't say fucking X brand." Oh. But he had X brand on around his he neck did. and there was he nobody did. there. And he said, "He said, made sure you know, he wear my yeah. podium goggles." What I don't understand is like, 
Okay, I don't want to beat this dead horse anymore, but let's hit it a few more times. No, let a few it more, go. really? Let it go, dude. What I don't understand is like Brock and his agent agreed to these terms before the year started, and then when trouble hits and they're upset at me, they bring up things that they knew were going to happen. Like when they signed the contract. Like it wasn't like I disappeared from the mechanics area. I was never there. It was never going to be there. It wasn't like they knew going in. They took the check and said, we agree to these Steve, terms. Steve, Steve, Then now we're, I hear we're, gonna we're keep, upset about Mathis. And I'm like, but you knew. You knew. This is what the problem is. Blah, blah, blah. Before the race even went out, before the moto, he literally had three pair of goggles. He had a parade lap goggle with no tear-offs on it. He had a pair of tear-offs with uh, a pair of goggles with tear-offs, and he had the roll-offs. Okay, so you have all the goggle guys on the line, and he I doesn't. He let three, me finish. Okay. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, let me finish. So he has his parade lap. He does his parade lap. He comes back. He's sitting on the line. He's looking, going. He's he doesn't know what to use. He doesn't know should I run tear-offs? Should I run roll-offs? Which we all talked about. He's he's looking right. down the line. And he sees his competitor with another goggle guy going, no, you need to use these. You need to use – telling him what to do. And I understand. I understand. I mean – I understand yeah. what you're saying. But he sees other guys with support. He knows that he has one more pair of goggles. So if he throws his ter- – if he throws his roll-offs like he should have stopped, like we all said, and he knows he should have stopped. So that means there's no more goggles left if he has to throw them. If he goes through all the tear-offs and then he has to throw those – he comes back in. The problem is, you left three pair of goggles for a, a mud race. For a moto. For one moto. Well, well, three pair. Either you're yeah, going to run yeah, roll-offs to me, or you're going to run tear-offs. To me, I think three's pretty good. Holly, I mean, do you need advice from a goggle guy? Hey, hey I think you should do this. I mean, these guys are intelligent. They know what they're doing. I, honestly, yeah. we talked before the moto. We had a big, long discussion. I said to him, Brock, I think you're fucked. Because it's light, misting rain. And, like, what do you do? That's the worst possible conditions well, all for goggles. I'm trying to get at there's yeah. other people helping other guys that were goggle well, guys. fuck. I mean, what do you want me to do? Hold his, hold his balls? I mean, make a decision. God, Holly. I mean, well, did no, anybody I, help you? No, I mean, no. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't. If a goggle guy told me it was, you know, saying, hey, I think you should run these, I'm going to make my own decision just because of the fact that if something happens – I want to take full responsibility for it. I mean, it. we I did talk to... about it. And I he said, did take full yeah. responsibility for it. He said, I made the right. wrong decision right, for using roll-offs. Let's, move on. let's, right, move, let's on. move on. That's what he said. Uh, um, any, more, any more questions, uh, Gibbs? No, I'm just waiting for you guys to shut up. There you, uh, go. Paul, there you go, Gibbs. JT, thank you for coming on. But let's I know it's a little on. bit later. We're going to take a commercial break, come back with X-Brand tear-offs. Speaking of X-Brands, X-Brand tear-offs Jeez, what a segment that was. Hey, if, there's, if there's any questions about Ticklegate, Gibbs, in Moser's questions, please remove them. We're done. Um, and, uh, and uh, JT, thank you for coming on, man. Good luck in the Legends race. We'll be cheering no for worries. you. And, uh, Did I get any x men Sarah questions or no? No. No, because no, there's all these dudes in the studio. I didn't think you'd be on the all line. Right. So, uh, have fun this weekend. That's uh, the main thing, good. right, JT? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah don't, don't hurt so. yourself. It's all yeah. fun. Blair's got crutches in here. He's, uh, it's not good. JT, where do you want to finish? What's your goal? Uh, I just want to finish. Five nice. to seven. Oh, you'll finish. Come on, dude. I mean, it's. Oh, I just want to stay safe and have fun. That's right. Five to seven. Setting the bar high. Whole idea about this. Um, flyracing.com. Check them out. Brand new stuff out now on the website. And uh, t- Mathis, are you going to come to the line or what? Why would he? He hasn't yeah. all year. Not with goggles. Apparently, I'm not welcome down there. <laughs> um, well, if I go to the line, I mean, don't I kind of have to help the 15 out, or do I have the 31? 
Hey, don't you help out uh, Willie Simons Jr.? He yes. wears X-Brands. Yes. And Big Will. And uh, Surratt's Big kid. Will. Yeah. Surratt's Ryan. kid. Send them goggles. Ryan Surratt. I'll handle uh, X-Brand headquarters. Okay, so you don't help them right. out. You only help the, the Well, brothers. I said x I mean, okay, sorry. All right. Uh, well, I have a mechanic, but I'm saying, are you going to come down and, like, socialize with all of us? I'll see what Ricky wants to do. Yeah, I'll go check on Ricky, make sure he's good. But wear your bulletproof vest. Uh, I don't know, JT. I never even thought about it, to be honest. Yeah, sure, I'll come down. You have thought about it. That is a Mitch Payton said said to wear clear glasses and grab my old uh, tool bag and go on down. (laughs) That's what he was saying. Would you say that your Yamaha shirt, your factory Yamaha shirt? Does it fit? Yeah, it fits. Fucking wear it. Run it. (laughs) That would be good. Run it. What's up, everybody? (laughs) Go by fucking Ricky. Go. Just shake your finger at him like you did. Do <laughs> I want some old Antonies? Yeah, no, exactly. Dude he, right. dude, he probably has them in his closet knowing this guy. I do. <laughs> hey, uh, JT, thank you, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All Later, right. JT. See you this All right, we're taking a commercial break here. Jim Holly, Kenny Watson, Hobo Nick, Daniel Blair. We'll be right back with much more. Thanks for sticking around. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Don't miss the Edge of Summer MX event at Soaring Eagle Casino Resort August 28th, 29th, and 30th. It all goes down the weekend following the Indiana Pro National. Gates open at 6 a.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and racing classes include ATV Amateur and Pro Classes Friday, Pro and Amateur Motocross Classes Saturday, and the Amateur Motocross continues into Sunday. Enter to compete on the Mark Barnett built track or just show up to enjoy the action. Come see the all-time winningest motocross racer, Ricky Carmichael, and freestyle legend and business partner, Terry Hart. Day passes begin at $10 for adults, children 5 and under are free, and weekend packages are available. Visit RedBudMX.com for more details. 
MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All all NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. Combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Giganoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each plus applicable service fees, these exclusive passes include the best seats in the house as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus! For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less the experience speaks for itself the only thing left to do is join rv jason anderson dean wilson and martin davalos to experience why atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market get yours today at atlasbrace.com follow them on social media at atlas brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from atlas brace we thank those folks for coming on the show if you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. Hey guys, it's Brittany Chisholm here. Listen up. 
You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm. <laughs> ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power Power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's. Unleash the power within. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Marker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Schirmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Marshall. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. That's the best thing, yeah. It's like it's better on Galfer. Do you own a KTM like Anders Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, 
Enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Race Tech. Motocross bikes have become very advanced over the past seven years, and yet ignition coil technology hasn't changed for almost 40. For almost 40. As a rider, you change sprockets, exhaust, ECU mapping, and even engine internals to gain an advantage. So with four times more energy than that of a stock ignition coil, the Black Ops Moto ignition coil is race proven to help engines starting, throttle response, and acceleration when it's needed most. The Black Ops Moto coils are designed for two-stroke and four-stroke engines, as well as vintage and Evo bikes. Replace those tired, worn-out ignition coils with proven performance coil. Stop overlooking the obvious and contact us today. Pulp MX listeners will get 15% off just by emailing or calling us directly at Black Ops Moto. You can also visit us on Facebook or at BlackOpsMoto.com. Black Ops Moto. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Hey, 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 hey. W-Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo brakes. All the W-Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or Excel. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeberg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. 
We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the the abuse abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Can you like that song? I don't know what's happening tonight with the song choices. We got well, I want to. <laughs> I want to dedicate that song to my girlfriend Lisa that's at home, and I dismiss her. So I want to give her a little. Uh, cool. Want to give her a little shout out? That's all, dude. You just told us during the commercial break you're going to go get hookers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, what happened to Watson? Like, what happened to Watson? Country songs dedicated to woman to a woman. Like, so it happens. I had a kid, fell in love, have a good girl. What am I gonna do? Cheeseburger tattoo on the yeah. armpit to this. I had to grow up sometime. I fought it. I fought it long enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I wanted to live Jim. I wanted to, I use this guy for a role model. I was just telling these guys a story <laughs> about when I first moved to the valley and oh. I, had, I had my first girl that I had my crush on. I take oh, her to my senior prom. No, no, no. I take no. her to my senior prom. Danielle, and right? then yeah, and okay. then she asked me, "Oh, do you know who Jim Hawley is?" Well, I'm kind of dating him, and I'm like, "Ugh, the guy, the motocross racer, Jim Hawley." Wow. <laughs> See me in the. It wasn't in see me. It was in the valley. Oh, oh, okay. Who she ended up marrying? She had kids and stuff, right? Yeah. You ever keep I, in touch with her? Talk to her? Hear no, her from no, her? No, no, I wish. I thought for Facebook. About she was it, super. Yeah. She was super. Super. Not. She and was super nice. You know, she was really nice. Girl. Watson, uh, like growing up there, and the, and the thing Omera was up there. And Watson's got stories of playing b-ball or watching Omera and Stan and these guys play. And Honda, did you ever go to Honeyland? Did you ever go to Honeyland? Yeah, but yeah. they were only reason why the, the link I had through them was with through Kyle. Oh, okay. Kyle, Lewis. Kyle lived in Simi. Yeah, because yeah. Kyle lived in Simi, and he was always, you know, poaching the Honda track. And dude, I got a great story one time at Honda Land with Kyle. It was uh, we were out at riding Erringer. Did you ever yeah. go out there? I know you're yeah. a long guy. Yeah. But yeah. No, you I know Erringer? I went out there, Jimmy. You know when you'd go to Erringer and you pass the the racquetball yep. world to go mm-hmm. in and you go up on top of the hill, yep. and the track was like half hard packed, half sand. Okay. You'd go up the hills, up and down the hills, but at the base of it was a sand wash. And you could see across the whole valley. And there was only one way in and one way out, but there was a side entrance to go out like way on the other side. So Kyle told me, he's like, hey, the, this was probably like the middle of the 90s. And he goes, hey, you know, the police are coming in here. And they used to go to TRE when TRE first opened. And there was this one cop that was just super cocky. And I remember he was telling Jason, I can't wait for them to try to run for me, man. Whoever those guys up there, I'll, we're going to get them. So I'm up there one day with, with uh, Kyle, and I had, I had a Mitsubishi Red pickup truck. And uh, I had a gas can, a stand. He used to get dressed at his house because he lived right yeah. by there. So I go up there, and he's riding, and he had a chest protector on. He rode for Fox then, and he had like a Fox chest protector on. And he threw it down on the front, on the front kickboard, you know, the, the floor of my truck. And he came back, and he's riding. And he goes, he told me, he goes, hey, if any cops come, I'm taking off towards Hondland and pick me up on Madeira on the backside. There was like a park there. Yeah. And he goes, I'll be there. I said, okay. So he's riding. What year is boat. this? Uh, probably 93. Okay. Right, yeah. right around there. And uh, all of a sudden, there's two, well, they look like Ponch and John, chips right in, all stiff back side <laughs> by side. And they're, they're coming and they're like... Riding through the track, and Kyle's coming towards him, and Kyle stops. He looks down the sand watch, like the sand whoop yeah. section, and he sees these two cops sitting there. So he turns around. He's on 125, a Yamaha 125 at that. Turns around and starts pinning it. Well, it rained like four or five days earlier, and it was like gnarly rain. And I'm watching Kyle, and I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm watching him just right away, and all of a sudden I just see him lift up his front wheel, and he just cases the shit out of this huge rain rut. It was probably 12, 14 feet across. Yeah. and just does the gnarly nose wheelie and pulls it and keeps going. Well, you got to understand, dude, there's fucking weeds this tall, yeah. and you can't yeah, see, you this, can't see, you can't see the rut. Right. Dude, this one cop sitting down, bro. Rides into it and freaking ejects <laughs> cartwheels. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got to get out of here. So I go to get in my truck, and I start coming out the entrance, and they have it blocked with oh, cop yeah, cars. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. And the cops all, who is that? I'm all, what are you talking about? They're all, what were you doing up there? Yeah. I go, I was just driving by on the 118, and I seen this guy ride a motocross. Like, I ride. Like, here's my bike. My yeah, bike yeah. I mean, my, uh, my tie downs, yeah. my gas can. Right. And I was just... Driving by, I didn't know if you, he's like, no, this is private property. You can't ride here. So I get out of there. I go back. We, Kyle leaves his bike in the bushes. <laughs> I take Kyle 
back to his house. Mm-hmm. And cu- that was his practice bike. Donald, remember Donald? Yeah. Donald Plouffe has his uh, race bike, you know, warming it up. And the cops come in the garage. Donald was there. And they feel the exhaust pipe. And they're all, oh, it's warm. And they're, like, trying to f- talk to Kyle. And yeah. Kyle's mom's all, what are you talking about? He's in the shower. Right, right, right. You know? And I'm like, fuck, my truck's in the fucking front of the house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Like, nothing happened. But the one wow. cop got yeah. weeded, oh. like broke a bunch of his rig, punctured his lung. They had to airlift him out. Uh, and Holly, so you're a factory Yamaha guy, and you're sneaking on the Honda land? Yeah. How's that work? Oh, yeah. Like what? You just you could fence? ride in. Oh, well, there was, was it yeah, fence? Right. No. no. The, the main gate was, but you could ride through the mountains and get there. Yeah. Oh, okay. They used to run cattle, and Honda leased it from them, built yeah. the tracks and stuff. Yeah. yeah, you could get in. Oh, that's so. funny. I was, yeah. thought it was a super secret. Dude, Osho yeah. used nah. to have a uh, – yeah. do you ever ride Johnny's track? Yeah, yeah. But, Behind uh, his house? Yeah. Uh-huh. He used to have a supercross track, and so many people used to poach it. He used, he used to booby trap it, where on the faces he would put – get. Uh, like two by fours and nail uh, and put nails through it and just put it on the faces. Jeez. So if people try to go off yeah. it, they just pop their tire. Oh, jeez. Oh, show. Uh, welcome back, everybody. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, we can hear you, X Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, oh, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, Atlas Neck Braces, by the way, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, Ryan Villapoto used to wear Atlas Neck Braces. If you're on the fence about neck braces, please check out Atlas, AtlasBrace.com, uh, brand new models out now, and uh, the best neck brace out there by far. FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under Underwear, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, Black Ops Moto. Edge of Summer, coming up after uh, Indiana. Looking forward to that. And uh, uh, Nitro Circus, also on tour right now, NitroCircus.com. Edge of Summer thing is, I actually wish I was kind of going. I, I don't want to get on a plane, but it sounds like it's going to be cool. So Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's is there, really. Is there a discount for the rooms for, for uh, is, what, what? I think so. I think you go to the website. Okay, and there's website. All, okay. yeah. Like, I think it's for the racers that sign up and if you have a ticket or something. Okay. But the cool thing about it is. It's really cool to have a sponsor that wants to give back to a sport that they never got involved yeah, with. Yeah, there's really no they, reason for them to do this. No, I mean, you know what no I mean? they yeah. just want to give back, and they want to put in an event and show you know, the motorcycle community right. that they're supporting you know, their team. And it's a really like the, the tribal people and the tribal council yeah. from, the, you know, from the council and the tribe are super motivated. Like The first day I ever went there, I knew it was a home run, and I knew it would work when I got there, and I'd seen about – 15 kids riding quads everywhere through the fucking parking oh, yeah. lot of the casino and just all through the pastures. I'm like, okay, right. we're good. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, all right, and with that, let's, uh, let's play the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. Question submitted by Corey Moser. He's a, he's a fan, Holly, our buddy Corey Moser. He's a fan of the show. He submits yep. these questions. Uh, I don't see them beforehand, so some of them can get weird. Okay. Just heads Open. up. Well, 15 right. seconds to answer them, so it's rapid fire. So just me or everybody? Everybody. Okay. everybody. you got 15 seconds, though. Uh, Unless you yeah. get smacked in the knuckles with a um, X-Brand Gog is a choice of champions everywhere, like Brock Tickle, Jesse Wentland, Kyle Cunningham, Kyle Chisholm, Freddie Noren. Um, Willie uh, Simons Jr. Willie Simons Jr., Alex Martin, Killy Rusk, Luke <laughs> Rensland. Um. Yeah, fantastic guys. All awesome guys. Terrific riders to work with. One more week for me building goggles, anybody. So if you're listening to this and I build your goggles, um, yeah, bring me a gift card or something this weekend. Tell me thanks. Uh, we, uh, Can I get a pair of goggles before they strip you of everything you have? I told Rich Taylor, the owner, I'm like, dude, you need to fire me. You need to fire me because it's a practical thing, and I brought it up on the air. 
and uh, you know this is causing me problems in my life. Like I'm getting upset about these guys, and not just Brock, but anything over the. You need to fire me. And he's like, No, nah, dude, no, nah, it's good, it's good. And I'm like, Dude, I'm telling you, you got to fire me. Like, so. Yeah. Hey, his son uh, won Loretta Lynch, right? No, he won a moto, I, oh, and then he, was? he was close to winning the overall, and I guess he fell or something. Oh, like God. this yeah, close. I heard he's riding really, yeah. really good. Like he went yeah. to Mammoth and he kicked butt. Yeah. And I guess he rode like the open class, like the open mm-hmm. with all the with his age group, and I guess he's riding really good. And I talked to Rich about it, and he's just like. Dude, it's it's crazy. Like it's no RT is full mini dad now. It's like, on. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> uh, so X Brand goggles. Use the code PulpMX2015 when you check out to save thirty percent at XBrand.com. EKSBrand.com. And uh, let's do it. Question submitted by Moser. Here we go. Fifteen right. seconds on the clock. All right, Watson. What track do you think takes place of Utah next year? Southwick. Stamp it. Nice. Right. Yeah, very nice. You uh, ha- you half stamped it last time you were in here. Yeah, but uh, and and another reason is I'm going to stamp it is because after the Washougal team meeting, when RD says we have to have a sound race, just like that, just like that. <laughs> I agree. What Roger says usually happens. The tracks need to be rougher. They listen to All him. Right. All right. All right, Steve. How much do you think Beef made for his championship bonus? I think it's hundred grand. They insure it for a hundred thousand dollars. Right, uh, hobo. What was the farthest you've walked since you've walked across the U.S.? Maybe like a mile. <laughs> <laughs> hobo not walking much these days. No. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Like through the As through the air to the airport terminal today. Uh, it's probably for yeah. work or something. Yeah. Right. As he's sitting in front of a plate of uh, cookies, brownies, uh, <laughs> brownies, and yeah. uh, cookies. What was the scariest moment on your walk across America? Scariest moment where you thought you could die. Uh, being in the desert when my knee swelled up and uh, had no service, and I was in the, the middle of a like what on the ten or, or, uh, or sixty two from Parker, Arizona to twenty nine Palms, and uh, I, and I couldn't even walk. It was hundred degrees. Yeah, it was scorching hot. I was running out of water. I was freaking out. No service. No. no. And your knee was what? Just from wear and tear, just swelling. Uh, up? I, I walked thirty eight miles one day, and the next day I woke up and my knee was swollen up, and I, I couldn't even put pressure on it, and. I just I didn't have much to do. Other Is that when everyone was worried about you? Like where? Yeah. Are you yep. At? Yep. Everyone. Uh, there was a search party after me. And Pookie just said we thought stuff. he was dead. Yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah. I did too. <laughs> we're calling family and yeah. his mom. We were freaking. We're like the hobo died. The hobo has died. Yeah, that was close. Um, okay, thanks uh, Kenny and Jim for for talking. No, on no, the I want you to see. I want to show you that. That's the girl that I took Kenny to my prom. Kenny. Oh yeah, Watson's <laughs> hair is so epic. It is. Show these guys. Okay. Watson's I need to hair is so epic. That's the girl that I took the prom. Can we post that or no? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Send that wow, to me. perm. That was hot. No, that's stock, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, that's stock. <laughs> you were full on. That's so good. Dude, that's Hagar. awesome. Yeah, it kind of was Hagar here. All right. Uh, uh, next question. Daniel. What's up? Finish this statement. Hayes' move on Regal in Vegas was? Spectacular to watch. Both my buddies hate each other. <laughs> that was, let me tell you, that was my first arena cross, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to get in person. That was my first one I've seen, and we did the webcast from it. And it Wait, was, the first time ever? I don't think I ever went to one ever before. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, man. But, I mean, but was it as good as the ones in Canada me and Rollerball no. used to put on? No. It wasn't better than Reno Cross, no. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> Reno, some one. epic f- fights. Yeah. There. Timmy O'Brien, Burnwell, people, Scott Myers jumping out yeah. of the stands, just beating people up. Yeah. Um, Dude. The Rollerball, Jim Hawley thing, and you throw in Hicks, sometimes Brooks, yeah. and throw in Alan Dick here and there. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Oh, there was some good races. Doug Hoover. He, Who, uh, Sweeper was good. Yeah. Sweeper was underrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right the Holly. Sweeper. Okay. Holly, uh, who is your favorite interview in the sport? 
Favorite one. Oh, man. Uh, anybody who will answer the question truthfully. 10 seconds. 10.3. Good job. Send me that photo, Watson. All right, next question. Watson, how many more fans do you get at the RCH truck by having Roxon on the team? Uh, you know what? It's, it's, it seems like the same to me. It really, really? does. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, because when you got Carrie and Ricky there, you know, everyone always wants to come over to see if Carrie's wife's there. Yeah. So everyone's always coming by. Um, for our autograph line, we only, we have to hand out tickets for the, you know, because f- of scheduling. 20 seconds. So I, I said, I said <laughs> not that many, but I'm just saying, I'm going to yeah. elaborate on why. 20, 27. Okay. Uh, Ouch. Um, people still, Paul fans, you still get Paul fans at the races? No. Not no, a long time. Nobody cares? I got Kenny Corners fan now. Oh, yeah. Are we going to run that Villaman one? Uh, t- you got to talk. He to does him. a podcast with Villaman, and it's what well, I didn't listen. I wasn't, I wasn't listening. He does a podcast with Villaman about, like, kind of like what Villaman was talking about on the Pulp Show about knowing when to quit, knowing when to hang up, you know what I mean, as a racer. And Kenny wasn't happy with it. And at the end of the podcast, he's like, hey, David, thanks for uh, coming on. I appreciate it. You know, I thought, uh, I thought I was more critical on myself. Like, I thought it sucked. And so he, he, he says, thanks for coming. And then he goes, like he waits a couple seconds and goes, fuck, that podcast sucked. And I, Villeman was still on the line. And, and Villy, like, I'm like, <laughs> uh, and like I hung up on the phone because I knew that it was over. So I was coming over. I could hear him wrapping it up. And then Villeman texted me and said, yeah, tell Kenny to forget I existed and don't <laughs> run that pod. And, but, then, uh, and then you tried to call him and he red button you. But I wasn't like <laughs> talking about like I wasn't trying to you know badger him by any means. I was just trying to say like that stuff. I, like I for me, I didn't think it was a good podcast. But I wasn't. I didn't say God. David Volman sucks. Like right. I and I I texted him and I apologized. <coughs> and I said, He's Hey, up. it's more. It, it was it was more like I'm new at this and I didn't mean it like that. I got respect for what your career and what you've done and. I respect your opinion a lot, and if I didn't, I wouldn't have asked you to do this. And I, I apologize if I offended you. And, and that's all I could do. So we don't and know if it's going to run or not. Dead silent, radio silent. Wouldn't return my he text. He said, "Forget I exist." Yeah, those are strong words, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> powerful. Hey, you know what? I mean, uh, uh, I, I, I mean, I can't consider like that's something guy I'm going to go hang out with on the weekends and you know away from work and stuff. But I'm not that guy to to, to like have enemies and stuff. So I don't really, you know, I like to be cool with everybody. Doing? Myself down and wasted this dude's time pretty much, but I thought it sucked. I thought I, it could have been way better. But David Villeman did a good job. Yeah, he did. And what yeah. I did say too is, I said I, I I would ask a question and he would he's a great interview and he would elaborate and kept going and I felt like I should have cut in and and stopped him. But he was just answering the question like David does in full detail when I wanted was running out of time and I wanted to try to speed it up. More interaction back and forth and it yeah, just didn't and develop. Yeah, it was, it was. I probably asked him four or five questions in an hour, and it was just him talking, and, you know, he did a good job. I just did not do my job, and that's why I thought it sucked. Oh, so right. look, look for Kenny's corner <laughs> coming right. up soon. We I don't, don't want to run it and get sued, so. Yeah. Steve, right. yep. what do you think rocks and changed at Unadilla that he liked so much? Uh, Spring Fork. I think his bike. and Yeah, we talked about it today on our wrap-up podcast. We go listen to that before we talked about it a little bit more detail. But Well, didn't Jim do an interview with him about the about that? Yeah. Yeah, and what he said? Did he say? And he said no comment, which yeah, is really kind of no weird. Comment, yeah. But whatever. Well, okay. Well, would that be coming down from Shoa? I have no idea. I I know Did. nothing. No, no, about I know. That. But what would you think? I I couldn't even elaborate. Who on Who would tell I, him to say no comment? I have no idea. Okay. Because like Chad switches, he's like, yeah, I switched. Or yeah, whatever, you got to remember, Chad writes a check for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, uh, Hobo. What was the worst thing you ate on your walk across USA? What All was right. her name? <laughs> <laughs> His name was Ed. <laughs> His ass uh, was. <laughs> I tried to eat some pizza that I found in a dumpster and it just was rock hard and I, I took one bite and tried chewing it, spit it out and just starved for the night. Dude, you should have just put it in your backpack and wait for a hot day and put it on some tin <laughs> yeah, foil and cooked it. Yeah. Heat it back up. Oh, uh, yeah. And you had no money, really. Like, uh, I started with no money. Yeah. But there was a point when I was in Texas where I had like 400 bucks. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was people bringing me $100 bills. It, it was insane. A good friend of mine, uh, Thad Friday, his brother Byron Friday, you know, his bicycle, he was following you and, and stuff. That's how I knew what you were doing coming across because, uh, you know, with my flip phone, I ain't following yeah, you. <laughs> you could text me. Yeah. Jimmy's internet hey, phone. It was not, crazy. Not so good. How about today? It was, I did another podcast with uh, Jimmy Button. And, uh, he was talking about after his injury, you know, how fortunate he was and how he, the way he described it was like everybody in this room, besides you, Jimmy, because I don't think you've ever drank or did a drug your whole life or anything. Uh, but you know that time, that, that one time when you get so wasted and you're just puking your brains out and you're all, God, if you just get me through this, I'll never do it again. Well, he button was telling me the story like when he was paralyzed, just, just give me back my arms and I will – dedicate myself to help spinal cord injuries and do whatever. And then he fully, you know, covered the best he could. So he thought like, Hey, I have to do something. I have to do something to give back and, you know, to, to do something. And he said he got on a spinner after he thought about doing it. He was watching 60 minutes or something. And there was a show on giving back to, you know, for, you know, whatever situation was. And he said his leg, he didn't do anything. And he rode a spinner for 10 minutes and he had gnarly, cramps in his legs they were you know spasming they said it took him a year and a half to train from wow. being having zero fitness to get right. back and he had a really bad injury when he was riding he crashed in um houston and broke his elbow yeah so he had to have surgery he was down four days they did surgery back on his bike finished it all right next question oh, awesome. all right uh daniel do you think mathis and mason will ever make up <laughs> no Two, two stubborn dudes right there. Two stubborn dudes that neither one really gives a shit exactly. at all. Exactly. So, no. All right. I thought on. I had a friend. I lost yep. him. Uh, what was the <laughs> sketchiest track or venue you've ever raced? In Canada, uh, probably, right? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, I thought maybe. Oh, sorry. I'm, not, well, I'm the, doing the, a Steve. Well, I'm answering your questions <laughs> for you. They, they call it uh, <laughs> Mumbai now, but it was uh, in Bombay, India. I had to race over there, and that was a pretty gnarly track. And just worried about getting hurt, you know, over there and things like that. Uh, pay well? Did it pay good? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Next question. X Brand Goggle Terrace, everybody. X Brand Goggles, choice champions uh, like Brock Tickle. 40% off. Uh, Watson, Elsinore or Miller Motorsports? Which track is worse? Miller. No, I think Elsinore. Yeah. No way. Okay. All right, Steve. Which team had a better year? JGR or RCH? Ooh, it's actually not a bad question. Yeah. RCH won uh, two Supercrosses. Uh, JGR won none. JGR won three Nationals. RCH won one. Two. Two? Yes. Oh, yeah, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, God, that's a good question. And RCH, I mean, RCH has two guys. They got three. They got three. And uh, if you really want to make it simple, Jesus. if this was NASCAR and you do points. Yeah, Brock Tickle got a chance at fifth, and uh, and Kenny's going to be second or third. 
And they have Barsha in second or third, and then Pike and Nicoletti are like eighth and ninth. So the tiebreaker is Wiener Snitchell or Jimmy Johns. Uh, we all know. I think I'd go to Jimmy Johns. It was funny. I brought Coy over uh, some sandwiches because he always asked me. Yeah. <laughs> so I bring him over. Like I brought the whole crew. Like I brought like ten sandwiches yeah. over. And uh, they were in a box, and I was all like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go hook up yeah, my yeah. friend. So I take him over this box with chips and, and he cookies. he something. And he's like, thanks, man. <laughs> so I come back like an hour later. I'm like, how are those sandwiches? And he's talking to someone. I'm like, how are those sandwiches? He's like, wait, 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 rub them on your nuts or something. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> he's like, why would you come back and ask me if I ate it? And I'm like, see if it was good, if you enjoyed it. That's what I'm your friend. He goes, I can trust you. Fires, I can throw you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's, like, what's wrong with a friend saying, how are those sandwiches? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Dude, I always thought, like, when they would bring, like, during Supercross, they'd try to come by with, like, Wiener Stencil hot dogs because Kerry Hart is a hot dog fanatic. Oh, he, he loves hot dogs. Okay. You like Cupids? Yeah. Okay. Just I don't checking. think he knows about Cupids, but I, okay. I he he's like you know he's if you can remember our team back in the day we didn't have a hospitality food we had a hot dog roller yeah hot dog roller yeah we had a hot dog roller Hart would say buy no hot dogs and buns for everybody whoever wants it so I remember like the winners would get a hot dog sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. All right, uh, Hobo, when was Blair in his racing prime? 2015. I mean, God. Why is it? 250F days. 09. Yamaha 250F. Before Geico, before he got the fill-in ride, that part of the season where he was on his own bike, that was the best. The Geico situation didn't go so well. And baggy gear? I was 04. What gear were you running? No fear. Oh, I thought we were running some weird gear. Maybe that was LBZ, like back in 04, but okay. in 09. first year racing? Hey, did you ever get... Supercross? Yeah. I made my first main in 99. Wow. Didn't you get docked for illegal fuel? Oh, I thought you did. I know. Why had... would they dock him for illegal <laughs> yeah. fuel? Tyson Hatzel did, and I thought, so, with, I thought you did too. For running Chevron? Oh, he wasn't I think I've that, ever ran. He wasn't on that team with Hatzel, were you? No, no, no. I just thought it was a random, another random privateer. All right, next question. All right, Daniel. Singing, racing, or announcing? Which one is your favorite? Announcing. Are you doing that again Done. next year? Yes. Is that locked in? Yeah. Yep. Arena Cross play-by-play, uh, uh, play, or color guy. Yep. Um, <laughs> announcing by far. Like, the other ones are cool, but announcing oh, is, yeah. it's, I love You're it. Out of your Absolutely mind, love dude. it. All right, next question. All right, last question for Hollywood. Yep. Cheapest thing you've witnessed Weege do? Oh. Cheapest thing? You, you know Weege is tight. He's, no, yeah. no, I, I know that, but I mean... Seems like I mean uh, when I was in North Carolina uh, this year with the two Atlantis, mm-hmm. I took him and Takeshi and found, but I paid. So I, I've always He's paid. Not paying. He's not paying. I've always paid, but I, I mean I just Wygan is not paying. Just, yeah, dude, no. I remember giving Wygan a, a Jimmy John's gift card, dude, and, and I, I, dude, he was like a little kid at Christmas. He's like, "Really? Are you kidding me? This is epic!" I'm all, dude. I gave you a twenty dollar discount card for <laughs> it. Wasn't even twenty. It was ten. No, but I gave him a few of them. Oh, I only got one. I like well, it. I know, I know. Yeah, go. but I, I, yeah, that guy's calm. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I didn't, I didn't get any sandwiches or shirts. No, beat or it. Fucking anything. Uh, he, uh, oh, you're too busy over there wrapping the Lindsay. We should have been over at the, over no, at yeah. You never even you hey, stopped Lindsay, by, and gave me the heads up, and that was I it. I did. I hey, said, "What's up?" Hey, I was over there hanging out there for like five minutes, and then I said, "You looked at me, and you were all like, hey, you hungry?'" I was like, "Hell yeah!" And you were like, "Come back here, get some sandwiches." But you weren't talking to me. You were talking to the dude behind me. You should have said, all right. Yeah, I did. I was yeah, like, fuck did. him. Fine, all right. Shit. I thought he was looking right at me. Sorry, buddy. I'll no. make it up to you. Let me know what I can do for you, buddy. Well, you remember that jersey I asked for two year and a half years ago? Two and a half, four years ago? Yeah, something like that. What What jersey is it? You said you were going to get – I said 
What, do you want you a Ken Roxon jersey two years ago when you wrote for KTM? No, I said, can you give me a jersey of any one of your riders? You're like, I'm going to get you a Kenny Watson jersey. I'm like, that's fine. Okay, perfect. I think I got one. Perfect. I mean, he was. I think he was joking. Uh, that's that's it. Yeah, that's it. Right. X brand goggle tariffs. X brand. X brand.com. Save big with X brand. Choice of champions like Brock Tickle. Use an X brand. Uh, EKSbrand.com. See, when you say shit like that, those are jabs. Because <laughs> everyone not, knows he's that the you're, number one rider. you're being sarcastic. He's the number one rider. He makes the most money from Exactly, X-Brand. so why bag on him? I would like to think. Why bag on him, dude? I why bag think, on him? He's I would like to think rider. that emotionally he bagged on me first. No, he didn't. <laughs> By refusing <laughs> to wear them. and, and <laughs> That has nothing... I was hurt. <laughs> I thought we weren't going there again. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's I what I said. Oh, Dove yeah. right in on it. Well, I'm sorry, Jeez. buddy. I'm sorry that you got so hurt I, over blah, that. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, was, I was hurt. I, 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 I was hurt. Did you lose sleep over it? Oh, actually, I did. Ask Pookie. That's awesome. Uh, actually, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dickle. I thought I was the only one that could get under you. Pookie, come up here. I thought I was the only one to get under your skin. Oh, you have. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not, but you have for sure. No, absolutely. Um, hey, you know what? I hate to, uh, you know what I wanted to bring this up real quick? I just remembered. Um, I'm a, I, I listen to some of your, your podcasts. You listen to them all. Don't, don't And I listen to the Eddie Ray one. Okay. And I really didn't know. Like, I'd known Eddie. Yeah. I got into a beef Everybody with knows him. Eddie. I got yeah, into yeah. a beef with him one time. <laughs> Over goggles or something about Jessica and I talk crap. Utopia, on, you mean? Or? Yeah, something yeah. happened. Something yeah. happened where yeah, yeah. he was pissed at me, and he, like Eddie, when Alan, I, I can't remember the whole story, but I remember, you know, Alan Brown was telling me like, dude, that dude's fucking heated. I'm like, no, oh, f that guy, <laughs> f that guy. Fuck, what? Right. You want to fight or something? I'm not. I'll fight that guy. And then I listened to your podcast about how he just beat people down, and I was like. Dude, I am so glad that I didn't bark up that tree because that guy yeah. would have kicked oh, my dude. ass. Pookie. Yeah. Watson asked me if I lost any sleep over this tickle thing. Because <laughs> I told him during the commercial that you couldn't even sleep that night. And I didn't oh. believe her. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's, that's probably why you just from. said that. I didn't believe you. Uh, Watson always set it up. So you knew the whole story. <laughs> no, I didn't know the whole well, story. Well, she told you I lost sleep over it. Then I you didn't bring mean it, it like – I mean like I've, you went home and you were pissed off so you couldn't sleep. So, I mean like – we were talking earlier, like Ryan Dungey said, like Ryan Villapoto, he had many nights where he laid asleep. Yeah, he, that's just, we're the same. We're on the same wavelength. You and Dungey, you and Dungey are. <laughs> I had to go and put headphones on to listen to, to a podcast because I'm like, I can't stop thinking about this and how you shitty you were going to get fired? No, no, I don't care about that. No. Because that's your deal with any job. I don't care if I get fired. I'll go do something else. Well, I started this. Yeah, I got twenty five other jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started Pulp because Racer X let me go. Yeah, because they had no money, and I'm like, I got, I need to start a new. I need you were to the same some- way when you were at Yamaha. You were the same way when you were at KTM. Ah, fuck it. If they fire me, I'll go work somewhere else. I don't care. You know what's funny is that Steve Dad, Steve's dad owned his own business and said, you know, like I'm just not built for working for somebody else. Steve's brother owns his own business and Steve works for himself too. They just they have their family <laughs> of men just can't work for their, other people. It's in his DNA. He's stuck. I, had to be. I don't really have a problem with authority, but I don't like it that much. <laughs> you should listen to Pennywise. There's a great song called oh, F Authority. But, okay, so I, just, I didn't know he knew. That's why I wanted to bring you right. I didn't. But, I didn't okay. know. Like, I thought, like, she right. told me that, and I said, okay, but, like, was it multiple nights or just one night? No, multiple Please say, multiple yes, nights. yes, Brock Dickel. <laughs> you are the man. Hey, can I apologize oh to God. Pookie for New York yeah, for scaring, yeah, you, yeah. scaring her that night? Oh, my I, God, I, you scared me so yeah, bad. I, I uh, we're, in time, we're, we're in Times Square, the most heavily populated place in the world, but Pookie was scared that guy was going to rape her. He came up from behind me and grabbed me and went, Wah! 
<laughs> like, and I didn't know who it was, and I turned around, and it was Jim. Like, dude, that was scary. Yeah, but like, you're, I'm next to you, and you're in Times Square. What are you yeah, but it? you didn't jump to save me. Because I knew it was Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. <laughs> Gentleman Jim is a World Supercross champion. Yeah, that was scary. <laughs> it's fun. Okay, beat it. But, okay, but, but, I, but I've taken care of your wife and Alan Brown's wife. <laughs> With wine, no, with wine. He knows about the wine, right? The super oh yeah, no, that yeah, he knows. Yeah, about. Remember, yeah, I brought yeah, him wine. Dude. I mean, I was Jim. I mean, it's not. It's who, easy. Who has brought wine to a Jim, press it's box? It's easy to... to see why you have had an easy career with the ladies. Okay, but like you're a very uh, nice, thoughtful man. Well, I, I was going to throw it out there tonight. I was going to bring you flowers, but I got stuck oh. in traffic. And I was Aww. a little bit late, but I didn't. And I and he had me go a different way. And oh, I, yeah. I only saw Walgreens. I didn't know if they on the corner down there. I didn't know oh, if they no, had flowers. They but flowers. next time, next time. All right. I was this thinking of you, that though. Counts. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thank you. All right, Remember when Koi came over and Koi brought me chocolates? He did? Yeah. Koi brought you I chocolates? I picked him up from the airport. It was so good. I got some white chicken. Keep her happy, God damn it. <laughs> Thanks, Poogie. Uh, <laughs> you do a good Koi, by the way. I'm going to tell him to listen to the show. I'm sure he will. How about when we talked about Koi, like... He's he's in line. He's in line to take it all over. Oh yeah. Like yeah. his brother has an illness so, you know, oh. they don't know like he's going to be able to, you know, work how much longer it, yeah, he's gonna work, work on, on the, the team. team or whatever. Yeah. And the dad, you know, his dad's getting up there. So, what do they do? Do they just hire someone else or they say, there's "All right, Coy." No, there's no chance to give it to Coy. No chance. I, I I don't think he'd want to do it. That's a gajillion dollar business that And I don't think he'd want to do it. I I think that it would be right. way too much work for him. He couldn't go build make t-shirts and <laughs> You know, try to make specialty parts. Hey, we had someone who counted the logos on Twitter. Did you see that? Dude. Someone counted the logos because you brought it up on the show. Dude, they got them. And it was 17 to 9. Do you remember that, Gibbs? Or no? It was was like, uh, how many? 17 logos to 9 for for RCH. Yeah. Something like that. Because you were saying, you can't can't fill any more fucking logos on your jersey, (laughs) Coy. So yeah, I, I can vouch for him making T-shirts because when I was there and I went by, he was making T-shirts. Yeah, he's like, ah, screw, screw paying someone to make them. I'll make them myself. I'll get a press and I'll do this. I'm like, fucking right on, Coy. Get it. <laughs> he was doing it. All right, uh, the end. Fa- he oh. is. I, I got to send him the innovation trophy <laughs> with their toolbox lighted up and the pit board lighted up. I honestly, and LED lights. I, we have a lot of guests that come through the show, and I have to say that you, you and Coy together. I think are some of the funniest moments. I love it. Dude, he's a, he's just a, two dudes yelling at each other about wieners versus our gym sandwiches and <laughs> logos and innovation and what the fuck do you do for your team? And you're like your team sucks. <laughs> just yeah, I, I picture like Hendrick and and uh, and whoever. Hey, you know, yelling the, at each other. This was this was probably the probably the funniest thing that I could remember just from this season that went down. Right, Colorado. Something happened to Barsha. Barsha wasn't having. He started out, you know. Mm-hmm. Tickle goes, passes him, and pulls away from him. And J Bone is standing there, and I go, "Huh? You how much you pay that guy? You know, you pay him millions. I paid that. We paid this guy a hundred grand this year, and he's smoking your guy. What do you think about that? And he must have told that to Coy. <laughs> and dude, Bud's Creek. Yeah. When they won, when they won. I look over at Coy, and Coy gives me one of these. <laughs> just sucks his shoulders and goes, eh, I don't know what to tell you. We just won. I look over at Red Bud, he's just like this. <laughs> just like brushing yeah, it off brushing his shoulder. shoulder. Dude, he's such a class actor. Like, that guy is <laughs> he's like, good. It's, he's good. Like, it's crazy for the, situ- the position that he is in. How much know? of a goofball he is? <laughs> yeah, like, for who, who he is, you would, like, 
you would not think that that guy no. is who he is. He's so humble, down to earth, yeah. and he's just a good dude. Yeah, like, he is. He has a heart, you know what I mean? He might act like a uh, badass and this and that, but he's a really good, down to earth dude. NFAB question of the day. Let's do it. The NFAB question of the day. N-Fab.com. Uh, do you know Thomas from NFAB? Yeah. G- Jim? Yeah. Great guy. Uh, gr- big supporter of the sport. Helps out uh, the JGR team. Speaking of, uh, of JGR and as well as the Randy Hawkins Yamaha Fro team. Jeep, truck, or SUV parts, n-fab.com, probably built in Houston, Texas. I've got a set of NFAB steps on my Ridgeline. Yes, you do. I've never been happier, ever. All right. Here's the question of the day. Uh, I was waiting for a response from that, but didn't quite get it. Fuck it. Uh, Hobo, you, I gave you one assignment, Hobo. I said, uh, come up with the question of the day. Yeah, this is actually something I've been thinking about for a while. Uh, so... We all know Dungy's consistent. His, uh, you know, his percentage. 97%. 97%. Did I get it right? The question? Yes. yes. Oh. Oh, yep. Oh. Got it? That's oh, it? Okay. Right. <laughs> all right. Question of the day. God, you're awesome. <laughs> uh, so my question is, he, he's, he's right on everyone's tail. If anyone makes a mistake, he's right there to capitalize. You know, if, if, if anything happens, you know he's right on your tail to, uh, you know, score points and – Whatever. One second. Who does who does Dungey remind you of that you racing us back in the day? We talked about this the other day. There's a couple of names that came to mind. Who do you think? Jim Holly. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Let me give you two that we thought of. Okay. Stanton. Yeah. Absolutely. Or Wardy. I'd go Stanton. Stanton. Yeah. Stanton. Yeah. Just because. Like I think Dungey won't be fully appreciated until he hangs him up like six time like Stanton. I was, was. going to say workman uh, man. Workman man. Not a lot of working class man. Yeah. Yeah. Working Blue collar guy. Blue collar. Not a lot of personality, though. Like we said, Dungeon's getting right, better. Right, I thought right. he rode like Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. All right. Sorry, so, Hobo. Sorry. All right. So, we got these young guys who are really fast coming up, but, uh, you know, if they make any mistakes, Dungeon's. And Dungeon's getting faster, obviously. So, uh, do you think if Dungeon just has a couple years or a few years left, uh, Villapoto's got, right now, he's got six championships, four Supercross, two outdoor. Dungeon's got four, two of each. Big okay. bike, big bike. Big bike, yes. Yeah. So can Dungey pass Villapoto? If you had to bet all your money, you think he's going to pass him in championships? And, and how do you think they'll compare in history if that happens, if Dungey is, ends his career? He's already passed flying. him in, in, in outdoor wins, right? He's already he's, – he's, he's number he's he's three. Dungey's got yeah. three yeah. Uh, 450 titles. MX outdoor yeah. wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like yeah. Villapoto only has like uh, yeah, he 14 or something. Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so what so do you guys think? Yeah, I Dungey do. Dungey has I mean, two more? To tie him? And if Watson's correct, then he thinks. I mean, Watson's just guessing, like all of us. No, no, no. Two I to know. tie three, two, to two, two, two more years. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Absolutely. gives him four opportunities. Yeah, why not, man? So they're tied right I now. I mean, RCA is just fucking it up with Roxon. No, Villapoto is still ahead of him in okay. championships. If if you combine Supercross and Motocross, so they have what is what does Villapoto have? Six. Villapoto has six. Dungey has four. Big bike. Two and two. Oh, oh, two indoor. Bike. Two indoor. Exactly. Two indoor. Two outdoor. Dungey's two and two. Villapoto's four and two. What do you mean? You lost me there on that. Uh, the, so Dungey's uh, got to get three more somehow. Dungey has to get no, three no, more. No, but outdoor big bike. Dungey's got three outdoor championships on he's a Suzuki the first year. Yeah, he's got three, and he's got two KTM's. Yeah, he has. Yep. he has six right what now. What's his two? first KTM? Uh, two years ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. when Villapoto blew out his knee. Right, right. Okay, yeah. okay. Right. So, so well, that's why I was confused. So right. one more you're to right, tie, right. two more to beat him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Total yeah. championships, big so, bike championships in the career. Yeah. So if you if you do if you spin it like that with you add that extra one, he's only got one more to tie. I, I think that's feasible. And yeah, I mean he could but probably pass him. You're 
you're, you're you're talking big bike championships, but I think you have to include the small bike stuff because outdoor uh, outdoors, not small bike indoors, because that's a regional, a national championship. Yeah, uh, RV's got three. Yeah, Dunge has one. Right. So if you even if you go want to go total everything, okay. right, that would put Dunge three short of time. Yeah, three right. down. Three, three down of time. Four, four to, to pass. In his race, two more years, four chances. I don't like him to pass to Villapoto, but maybe to tie. Let me ask okay. you a question, Steve. Yeah. If I was joking about you, RCH fucking up Broxton's career. I don't, I don't okay. care. You lose sleep over Brock Tickle. That's all I give a shit about. <laughs> Fuck you and your show. Hey, so let me ask you a question. Yep. If Villapoto, like we know he's done. Yeah. So if Dungey wins, call it two more titles outdoor. Yeah. And. Um, Villapoto has more championships indoor than outdoor, but uh, Dungey has more wins and more outdoor wins and more champions. Who do you think goes down in the record books as the number three guy on the list, Villapoto or Dungey? I just think you go titles. Like, you just do titles. Okay, and then that makes you the best if you just do by the titles? Yeah, how many do you got? Okay, so that makes you the best racer overall. I know where you're going with this, but Okay, well, that's what I'm trying to get at. So you just Super. said it. You go by titles. Whoever has the best titles, indoor and outdoor combined, is is the is the number one. When it comes to Dunge and Villapoto, yes. I so think. what's the yeah. difference between Ricky and Jeremy? Because combined, Ricky, they don't they don't they, they have different titles. Ricky was so weighted outdoors. I think Supercross is such a such a different. Ricky discipline. won how many indoors? Four. Okay. What about Jeremy? Won seven. Seven. Okay. So that's three more titles indoor that Jeremy got, and Jeremy raced. Their winning percentage is about the same. Jeremy, Jeremy's got a bigger winning percentage, but it's close. How could Jeremy have a better winning percentage overall? Yeah, he does. Overall? He does. No, out Supercross. In Supercross. He's got like well, 40. Well, he has more starts. Yeah, no, but it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Just percentage. Hey, Hobo Nick, you know you should Starts do, don't matter. You should, you should see how many starts. I've done it. I've done this on Pulp I mean, How many starts I has Pulp I have to pull it up. It's all done on Pulp oh, he's got it. How have, many starts? We have a battle. Uh, let's see. Carmichael. 260. Supercross that's, that's, starts that's total. Just, no, that's that's all. That's pro t- entire pro career. Yes, since his first race starts. ever. And what about McGrath? Do you count? I don't have super, Do you count one twenty five Supercross in that? Everything. Yeah, everything. Since everything your first pro, pro race. Other, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. motorcross, Supercross. Ask Jimmy what he. How, does, asked, how many is Jimmy got? Oh my god! I don't have Jeremy yeah. on here. It was too hard. Jimmy, what do you think? Uh, do you do you do you look at a rider overall? Like, do you say? Supercross and motocross combined—is that how you pick a great rider, or do you go, "Well, he was the best indoor; he was the best outdoor"? I, I like indoor outdoor. I split it up personally. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. But that's what I do. Suck it, Watson. Carmichael well, best outdoor. Jeremy best indoor. Okay, yeah. but do you guys take this into play that uh, Ricky walked away in leading the title in '06 from Supercross? Half well, in my opinion, I think Ricky walked away. Way from, too early for outdoors. He could have kept dominating. How many more, more titles years. do you think he could have won indoors? Because he was dominating the guys indoors. And yeah. that was before he – that was in 06. So he had 07. Who won in 07? Get a man again. 08. I mean, my thought, my thought Stewart, is I think won in 07. Ricky's, Ricky's your guy outdoor. Jeremy's your guy indoor. But how the other one fare in the other? And Ricky dominated Supercross for a few years too. Right. Jeremy would have get one outdoor. Yeah, never, never yeah. came as easy to Ricky, but he was still pretty damn good. So that's that's why, I mean, I, I respect both a lot. Yeah, but like I, Jim just said, Ricky's. That's why he's the goat, the greatest yeah, of all he time. Is because, number one. Because he just, you know, if you're combining he, things, and like you said, never Jeremy lost, didn't win the outdoors. Ricky never lost many. an outdoor title, title ever, right. and he also won Supercross where he was uncomfortable four times. I. Right. That's why Ricky is the goat, hands down to me. Yeah. And who was the guy to dethrone McGrath? 
Ricky. Ricky. Well, that doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. no, it doesn't? Well, and, because everybody, everybody sort of, you know, it's a natural, McGrath was 30-31. Right. It was a natural thing. That part doesn't remember. Their head-to-head thing. I mean, Ricky, if you want to go that way, they really raced three times. McGrath won two. Ricky won one. Like, years together in 250 class. I just 99, 2000 was, was uh, Jeremy, and 2001 was Ricky. When, you, when, when the number four pops into your head, who do you think of? Ricky Carmichael? Blake Baggett. Blake. <laughs> or Ross. I was just good. Kyle Regal. No, I just like to talk to Steve about that whole deal because I'm like – I'm caught on the fence there. Ricky, of course, Ricky's like one of my great friends, and you know, you know, we were. Oh, MC's together. a friend of yours too. That's what I was trying to get oh, at. Yeah. Like I, I back in the day when he was doing this, I can remember like it was yesterday to, in 1993, walking down the tunnel at Anaheim after Houston the first round and watched him ride, and even the year before that when he rode the peak bike. Yeah, he rode peak a couple times. Yeah, and I remember walking down, and I said, "Dude, you're gonna win tonight." I do, dude. You're you're on it. You got this. And he goes, yeah, dude. I I just pumped up last week. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and he won that race yeah. so easy, yeah. and it was like a rookie just dominating. Like the, that. That's when it started in '93. The first one was in Orlando, though, right? Yes, but he didn't win. Orlando. No, he, no, he, he won the round his three first or four. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. rode the third Anaheim. round. He started yeah. Orlando, went to Houston, Houston for the East Anaheim. West. Yeah. yeah. The the whole argument. I'll, I don't want to get into it again, but if you're going to call someone the greatest of all time, I'd feel like you need to be the greatest of all time in Supercross. And the greatest all-time in motocross. Lame. First of all, the GOAT is, is a lame nickname anyways because that's Muhammad Ali's nickname. That's like calling somebody the Intimidator. That was Dale Earnhardt. Right. And that was the, the nickname was... was you but know, it's a different sport. Dude. I know, but it's still it's just... Muhammad Ali was the GOAT. That's the nickname. Matt Walker gave it to him. Like, like Matt Walker gave Good it deal. to him. Like he just stole How do you know Muhammad Ali's ghetto friend didn't give it to him? Well, I don't know, but... Um, <laughs> That, so to me, the, nick, matter, the nickname dude. is it's lame. A different sport. And to me, if you're going to be the greatest of all time, you got to be both. There's two disciplines. That's my whole. That's the whole thing. I agree with the two disciplines, but like I said, if you combine yeah, okay. them into one no, sport, no, for sure. Ricky, Ricky did better in Supercross, and Jeremy did better than, than Jeremy did outdoors. Absolutely, that's McGrath, my... McGrath pissed away one title for sure, and probably another one. But whatever. That's still he's still eight short of Ricky. I mean, dude, this I don't think this whole sport would be what it's what it is today without. Jeremy McGrath, because if Carmichael, let's say McGrath didn't do that and Ricky came in and dominated like that, he wasn't a showman like McGrath. You know what I mean? No. I, I mean no. he was the you know did the knack knack. He oh, had yeah. the, right. you know he was that guy. He was yeah. like the nice guy. Even like when I did the podcast with Swing today, you know he would say, "God, I hated that guy, but he was such a nice guy." Yeah. You know how could you get mad at him? Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he really he was. He was his biggest competitor, and he'd be the first one out there. You know. Dude, man, good race, man. Maybe next time, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, how do you yeah. get mad at a guy like that? No, absolutely. Uh, so that's the NFAB question of the day. We think that um, we think he's got a chance, Obo. All right. Well, I'm interested to see how it plays out. N-Fab.com, probably built in Houston, Texas, USA. Email me using uh, the link on Pulpomex. I'll give you a discount. Also, too, go on com under Sponsor Deals and uh, check all the deals that our sponsors give you, hence the name Sponsor Deals. Uh, codes, this kind of thing, uh, you can save by listening to the show and save with our sponsors, and uh, we'd really appreciate you using that. Okay? All right? Okay. Um, let's do uh, voicemails. Let's do some voicemails. Do you want to do voicemails, or do you want to do the story that these guys have? Because these guys have a story, and they say it's going to take a little while. It's 20 minutes. 20 minutes. It's that puts story, us right man. at the end. It's a long story, man. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have to do it. We don't have to do, do it. Whatever you guys want. What to about do. the time Watson met Jim Hawley? Yeah, but voicemail sucks. So I mean, when did you first meet Jim Hawley? I I will just now. 
<laughs> today. <laughs> oh, you're talking about him. I Sorry. Think, the first time I can't. I don't even know. Like I knew. Like well, the girl. Him. The girl you went with. You, well, you knew just it. That, that. I didn't know him then, though. I just yeah, yeah, knew because yeah, no, I mean. you know Jim was a little older than me, but she was like sixteen or seventeen or maybe even eighteen at the time. And you know Jim was a professional motorcycle racer. Yeah, you had nothing. And for I Jim. knew I yeah. knew who he was, and I was like, I was telling these guys the story. I see this girl washing her car, and I would get my dirt bike out because she was with Jim Holly. I remember riding a wheelie by her house and looping it in flip flops. <laughs> and didn't even, and I had to Trying go, Danielle, to could your mom give me a ride home? Like I was, you know. How about when you had a, a bad boy tattoo and you bicycled all the way to see RJ? How about that? And dude? show him your bad boy tattoo. And he went. I, I lived right by Shadow Ranch Park. Wow. I rode my bicycle. All the way From down all to Colby Honda, my 20-inch BMX bike. I, I think everybody's done that, though. I mean, I, I remember riding my uh, Stingray bicycle down to meet Marty Smith when he won the championship. Well, I rode, and I had my friend's, my next-door neighbor's friend, brother was a tattoo artist. So I was probably 16, and I got the, the bad boy tattoo, yeah. the Life's a Beach. I was so stoked that, like, I did this. So I rode all the way to Colby Honda. I stood in line for at least an hour. I got to RJ. He's signing, and I'm all... Check it out, RJ. I got the bad boy. I'm all making the face. He's yeah. like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ooh. I was like, that motherfucker. That dude, I can't believe he did that. And then uh, this had to be years later. I was at Day of the Dirt. And like, I'd seen RJ around. We, you know, we, we talk once in a while. And then we were, everyone was camping at L.A. County when they had Day in the Dirt at L.A. County. Yeah. And there was like this huge bonfire. Troy was there, Troy Lee and a bunch of other people in their party. And, and I was standing next to, uh, to Ricky. And, you know, I had a couple beers. And I'm like, hey, RJ, do you remember the time, blah, blah, blah? And he's like, yeah, I do remember that. I go, that was me. He's like, really? I go, you were such a prick. I had big hair, RJ. Yeah, I go, <laughs> dude, burn. why were you such a prick? He's like... Dude, to tell you the truth, I was over it, and I'm just like, like he, he probably didn't even remember, but he told me an awesome story that day, and still to this day, me and him have this ongoing joke, and we see one another, and he goes, I didn't even know you existed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah, the dogger, yeah. they were both in El Cajon, yeah. and they, um, the dogger had a girlfriend, or he was dating this girl, and RJ met this chick and started hooking up with her, and dogger found out. I think it went the other way around. No, no. Oh, dog. No, Ricky was okay. hanging out with dogger's oh, okay. chick. And there was another one where it went the other way around, of course. Like, yeah. Dogger shows up at Ricky's house, rings the doorbell, and he was wanting to fight him. And Ricky's like, dude, I didn't even know she existed. Like, you existed. Like, <laughs> so that's the whole thing the whole time. I, I, uh, got, I got one with, uh, real quick, with Dave Westfall. Remember Dave Westfall? Oh, yeah. used to be Scott. Well, we went down to Mexico, and we were just kind of screwing off down there. Is that and, uh, during the, one of the races? No, no, it was just a, it was just a weekend before or something. I don't know. Me and Bobby Hanson were down there and everything, and, and Dave hooked up with a, a, a lady of the evening down there, right? And uh, so we're kind of, he's doing his thing. Well, she takes some fingers and she put them somewhere where they didn't belong. Right? <laughs> so he, he, he told us this story. So we're, we, we're driving back. We get to Tijuana. We see the big thing going on. You know, we're in Ensenada. And what is it? Oh, it's a Carlos Santana, you know, concert. So, yeah. all right, cool, man. So we went to Carlos Santana, watched right. driving. I'm like, let's go buy RJ's. Dave, his eyes lit up, you know, because it was, he, oh, really? I can right. meet Ricky Johnson. Yeah, Rick's a good buddy, man. We're yeah, yeah. So we go over there, man. And, where and, the fingers come into this? No, no, no. no, no. Hold on. Hey, hold on. hey where did it go, man? Yeah, no, like, no, hold on. Hold I am mystified by <laughs> this. No, no. You okay, know, yeah, so, yeah. so anyhow, so, so okay. we're there, and I told Ricky the story, man, because, you know, what happened yeah, down in Mexico right, to Dave right. Westfall and everything. Yeah. So we're on the way home driving, you know, and 
Dave's just totally bummed out. Just <laughs> bummed out. I'm going, Dave, what's wrong? I can't believe you told Ricky Chopper had three fingers in my butt. I go, I go, dude, he ain't going to remember that. It's no big deal, man. We're, We're at the San Diego Supercross. Ricky, hey, Holly, hey, three fingers. <laughs> dude, just, just crushed, dude. That's why he's an emotional dude, too. He is, he Bro, is. Just crushed. Hey, can you tell the story? I don't know if you can tell it on air. That it's Daytona Supercross and it's a goggle story. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, I think we've hit the goggles and left tonight. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to tell a story? No, okay. no, okay. no, okay. no, okay. no. I didn't know if that was out of bounds. Yeah, no, a that's bit. a good one. That, that's that, a good one. That was a good one. That was a good um, one. Daniel. All right, what do you got? What, what, what's your story? All right. You two guys. All right, all right. Let's, let's have it. We'll, we'll, we'll get this thing going. All right, so uh, 2013, we're doing arena cross, and uh, it's me. Daniel Stank Dog, <coughs> Janolfi. Um, he's not traveling with us, but he's Stank Dog on a two stroke because I love two strokes. <laughs> <laughs> he was just he had some baby claws that year. Okay. Yeah, his lobster yeah. claws weren't growing they in were, yet. They were just coming in, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and our buddy Brian. So <clears throat> we um, we're cruising around. And it's getting towards the end of the year. So just a little backstory: Stank Dog and another rider in Arena Cross had some beef at one round, and um, we, imagine we, that shocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got into a scuffle in the in the tunnel, and you know we we, we got a little physical and whatever. So there was oh, some there like, was some tension, like there. a group, yeah, issue. Yeah, like group our group, group. versus their Jacksonville group. Supercross, uh, Jacksonville Arena Cross JT story. With the Bullguard and everything. That one's better than this. <laughs> okay, yeah, this was just yeah, a quick. This is like a thing. quick dis- un- misunderstanding and. Just something that had built for a okay. few weeks, and it All was right. over. Yeah. yeah. So that's just a precursor to the story. Um, <clears throat> so there's this other dude that, that's at all the rounds, and, and he's just, like, barely making the night show. I don't and, think he even was making uh, those. If Yeah, I don't even know how many. He made a couple, maybe. But anyways, questionable character. Uh, we uh, Literally, I, I never even knew his name, but he was always around. But they, these guys called him Steve the Pirate. So that's what I knew him as. Remember like the, a, that dodgeball. That's did, where we the got guy it, looked yeah. dead on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he dro- and he drove around in his his motorhome. He just showed up at every race, RV. but he wouldn't even race all of them. He'd just be there sometimes, then sometimes ride and And he yeah. had like seven dogs in his R V it was old and crusty and every time he showed up we're like, dude, he made it again. <laughs> again. So, <laughs> so anyways, um that's another precursor. So anyways, now we're to Kansas City. It's like the second to last round. And it's a snowy, stormy night, and uh, <clears throat> it's uh, fi- the race just finished. Mm-hmm. And these guys head up to autograph signing, and I- I'm cleaning up everything. I'm hauling the bikes out to the rig and, and uh, you know, packing everything up. And then, uh, you know, these guys head up and disappear for a while. And then Daniel So, yeah, Kyle, after Arena Cross, we got to go up and do the autograph signing every night and sit right. there. And In order to get paid. They don't pay you. They don't. They, get, they hold the checks, and they wait. How and about that? So they still pay you at the track every night? Yeah. That's After you go to the, hey, they wait there, dude. Like that, yeah. Hey, they wait there with the checks, and if you don't go, you you still get them, but they just give you a hard time. Yeah. But you're waiting up there at autograph signing, and dude, the, the, Bill, he's waiting there with them checks, and yeah. as soon as everyone's done, hands them out. So, but you go to autograph signing every night, and it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, we're done for the night, we're all kind of over it, but we're up there doing our thing, and um, d- dude, this is weird because me and Stank we're. Always sit together. We were a team. Yeah. Janolfi was our buddy, but Janolfi was like sitting somewhere else, like with Willie Browning or yeah. something. And our and my little buddy Brian that traveled with us, a young kid. So we're sitting there, and this questionable character, Steve the Pirate, Steve comes the Pirate, up, yeah. and he uh, he had a bag of cookies, and he's like, "You guys want to? I mean, you guys going to eat, or do you want some cookies?" We're like, "Yeah, we'll take them." Yeah. 
So I grab one. Brian takes one. Stank Dog just starts hammering them He takes them the down. bag. He takes the Stank bag. Stank Dog takes the bag, and he's just munching He them starts hammering. So we're eating these cookies, right? I just had one, and it's, dude, it's nothing. Well, right before we leave, uh, autograph sign, the other guy that Stank had the issue with a few weeks back comes up, and he's like, oh, give me some of them cookies. He kind of like aggressively and like grabs the bag and kind of acts like a punk, but then starts eating them too, you know? Yeah. We get down to the rig. He's got everything. Nick's got everything loaded up. We get in the we get in the truck and we're on our way to like Denny's or Waffle House yeah. for the night. And yeah. you know, me and Stank are always fighting about something, arguing, and it's just our, our routine. And then right, yeah. So we leave the stadium, and like five five minutes into the drive, I'm I'm kind of noticing like God, these guys are pretty quiet tonight. Yeah, you know, usually they're pretty chattery, talking about the race and mm-hmm. you know talking shit to each other or whatever. And I'm um, just like, whatever. Everyone's tired. I don't know. So I'm just driving, and <clears throat> it's about five minutes. We just pulled out of the stadium. I'm driving the rig. Daniel's in the passenger seat. He looks over to me, and he's like, hey, man, how long have we been driving? <laughs> and I look over, and I, everyone's kind of giggling. And I, I feel like they're, like, playing a joke on me or something. It just yeah, feels like yeah, that. Yeah. And so i just like, you know, I don't know. And just keep driving. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, <clears throat> they're kind of giggling. And then Daniel kind of turns around he's like hey does anyone else feel kind of weird <laughs> steve the pirate dude. <laughs> oh. and then everyone's like relief like dude i do feel weird like they yeah, were waiting yeah, for yeah, someone yeah, to say yeah, it yeah, and like yeah, yeah. yeah me too like, dude, what? what do you i feel like tingly and <laughs> it feels like we've been driving forever <laughs> and so we're St- stank dog st- ha- he's in the back he's not saying a word he's that, silent you gotta remember he ate <laughs> at least three yeah, of these yeah. things so we're feeling weird, and he's just sitting there straight face, like, and he don't stop talking ever. He's yeah. running his mouth about everything. <laughs> right, right. And he's just face forward, dead silent. Yeah. So we're going, we're going to Waffle House. Yeah. So we get there, and these guys are like, every minute that goes by, they're just like they're slipping. more they're and more slipping. whacked out. They're yeah, slipping. Yeah. And Stank Dog's like in another world at this point. Like, he's just like he doesn't even know where. Yeah, we he's are. in such a whacked out world. He's thinking he's going to ride a two stroke. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's like he's That's thinking like, where the idea came from. Yeah, the right. calls are coming. Right. He's just right. going for the two stroke. Right. So we get into Waffle House and and uh, everyone orders their food and these guys are giggling and and uh, Stank orders his food. So we're sitting there and all of a sudden Stank Dog just gets up and walks outside, and so he goes out around the corner by the truck and it's all snowy outside and stuff. So we're sitting there. Who walks in? Jeff Gibson and his dad. Team Faith's Jeff, uh, Jeff Gibson and his, you know, his, his Christian father. And they sit right behind us. And we were all giggly and stuff. And as soon as Daniel saw those guys come in, he looks down at the table and just goes silent. <laughs> and they sit, they sit in the booth behind us. Yeah. And they're, they're trying to make conversation. Yeah. And they're asking Daniel quite like they're, yeah. Jeff's asking Daniel questions. And How Daniel just go. won't yeah, yeah. even look. He won't turn around. He's looking at the table. And he just gets up and walks out. Doesn't say a word. I, I went from good trip to bad trip quick. Because Gibson's <laughs> like a good friend of mine and his okay. dad. And they're a real nice family yeah. and religious. And I'm fairly religious too. And I remember just tripping out. I knew what was going on, kind of. you judging me. Hey, I saw me. them walk in and I went, oh, Lord. It was like God walked in. Dude, it, it was. And I literally froze. I felt so guilty. He, he did ride a Cannondale. He probably saw God a few times <laughs> on a Cannondale. And I looked down and I remember going, just don't talk to him at all. Like, he won't know he won't if I notice, just don't say yeah, anything he won't notice at all. Me, right. But he's, like, asking me. He's like, so what do you think of the whoops? And I'm just, <laughs> nothing. Dude, look so at what awkward. Like, like and me and Janolf, you're like, oh, my God, this is so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? So, anyways, uh, 
Daniel walks out, and then immediately I felt so awkward, and Dave just blurred out, "Hey, man, they ate weed cookies. Like they're they're really high. Sorry about that. You <laughs> know, like we had to explain. Our bad. Right, yeah, right. Like Daniel's weird right now. So, anyways, we we the food comes, and the other guy that's in there, Brian, the only other yeah. guy that's on the cookie, he eats all their food, and we just <laughs> he's like laughing, and he's yeah. just good he's handling tri- it. Good trip, right. still. Good yeah. trip. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I I go out, me and Brian. Go out and to check on on these guys, mm-hmm. and I come around the corner and I see Daniel in the truck, and there's no stank dog, so I'm like, dude, where's Stanky at? We're like going around, Stanky, Stanky, yeah, where are you at? And we hear, uh, off in the distance. Okay, so it's like Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so me and Brian follow the sound, and and it's there's like a steep hill right behind Waffle House, and he you see these tracks going up the hill like really steep. And he's up the hill like 50 feet, laying in the snow, <laughs> shivering. We get up there, and he's just like, <laughs> and he's just moaning. He's just gone. Yeah. So we, like, walk him down the hill, kind of, like, carry Stank him. Stank is on a trip. And we throw him in the truck. Yeah. I go back inside. I pay the bill. I come back out. There's a cop car rolled up on the truck. Oh, yeah. Just lights on. It looks like a drug bus, like, aggressively okay, right yeah, on the yeah, side yeah. of the truck. Yeah, yeah. And um, I see Stank Dog. The doors are open, and Stank Dog's holding on to the cop door, and he's hanging there. Like, his feet are, like, dangling barely on the floor. He's, like, in the car, kind of. Like, yeah, he's, like, ha- he's like halfway yeah. in, like, holding the door. And I'm like, oh, no, this is not good. Yeah. And so I, like, I, I run up there, and I'm trying to see what's going on. And, and I get close, and uh, the cop, I hear the cop asking Stanky, like, hey, hey, son, what's wrong with you? What's wrong? What, what's going on? You brought a two-stroke? Yeah. You, are you claw boy? And he's just like, <laughs> and he's like, uh, just doing his moan. No response. So, and I hear the cop tell the other cop, Hey, call in an ambulance. This yeah. guy's not doing yeah. well. He's, he's not responsive, incoherent, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I don't know how, but something came to me and I just run up and I'm like, uh, Hey officer, what's the problem? And he tells me this guy, something's wrong with him. Someone said he was walking around making noises and, yeah. and, and roaming. Was, right? they, call, yeah. they call the cops. So, uh, he's like, we're getting in an ambulance. And I'm like, no, no, officer, uh, everything's good. This Same is same stank dog. He's with me. It's claw boy. He's got some issues, but we're taking yeah. care of him. Yeah. I said, I'm this. I'm the team manager uh, of a race team, which is complete bullshit. But <laughs> I said, uh, uh, we just got done with the race, and uh, unfortunately, uh, this gentleman here got in a really bad accident earlier. And good thinking. He, he had a really bad concussion. He was with the medics for a while, and they they cleared they cleared him. Yep. They, they under my supervision, they said to keep a close eye on him and. And these guys came out to the truck, and I was paying the bill, and, and you know, just a misunderstanding. So the cop talks to the other guy for a while, and, and he finally decides, like, okay, go ahead, take yeah. him home. Just, just make sure you stay by him. So then we take off, and, and we head back to the hotel. <coughs> this, yeah. Then we get to the hotel, and um, I get up there, and I'm still, like, kind of bad trip, but kind of yeah. coming around again. It's kind of funny again, giggling. Yeah. And he's with Jared trying to get him out of the I'm truck. I'm like walking in. He's yeah. like, he's like dying. Forever. Yeah. Um, so I get to my hotel room. No one has a key. This is Steve the pirate, dude. Dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. These guys had no idea. You guys just gave them cookies. But like they should have known. At did, the did you ever talk to him after? That? Like the next week he showed up. Dude, he Steve disappeared man. after that. And that was he it. heard he's in jail <laughs> he's now. In that's jail. all. The that's pirate. the only thing Steve we know. Steve the pirate, bro. <laughs> 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 so, so, hey, uh, so I'm at the hotel. I'm, he's like Bill Cosby, dude. He's trying to get a piece of stank dog. <laughs> he wanted some stank. So uh, I get to the hotel room. No one has a key. I'm like, ah, oh, it's in my name. I'll go get the key. So I turn and I'm walking down the hallway and I'm like, shit, this is a long hallway. And I'm, I'm walking and I'm like tripping still thinking about 
everything. Man, I can't believe I ate that. What am I going to do? I got to mm-hmm. get to the airport in the morning. And I'm walking. I'm like, fuck, this is the longest hallway yeah. ever. Yeah. And I literally turn around and I had gone two doors. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and immediately like the trip got worse because yeah. I'm like, oh, sh- oh shit, dude. Yeah. That was like, it felt like a minute. Eventually get the key, get back. And he had just getting, he had just gotten Jared stink dog yeah. up to the yeah. room. Yeah. I get the key. We go in there and I immediately like go to the bed, lay down on the covers. And I'm like, dude, I'm not moving. I, I, I'm, this, I don't yeah. want to see anyone. I don't want to talk anymore. And I don't know why, but Stanky the whole way, like down the hall, trying to get him to the room, he'd take like four or five steps and he would stop. And then he would slowly bend down at the waist all the way down till his hands are like on the floor. Like a lobster. Like a lobster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just dangle there. And I'd have to like moan, pick him back just, up uh, and be like, come on, Stanky. And he'd go like four or five more steps. This is the guy we all want to help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the guy we want to bring to Monster Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Any listeners so, listening? This is support, our rider. This yeah, is our, we didn't know this is. before we vouched the money. This is our Pepamex <laughs> star rider, everybody. He got Cosby, guys. It wasn't his fault. The pirate, man. So we get him in the room and – he goes right to the bathroom, closes the door. So, like, I go check on him every 10 minutes, and every 10 minutes it's like he, he has, like, a shirt halfway off. And then he's got his pants down to his ankle. For some reason, it's stripping down. And then I go in there, like, 20 minutes later, and he's laying halfway in the bathtub with the shower on with, like, scorching hot water. And it's half his body that's in the tub is yeah. just hot red. <laughs> red. It's beet red. And he's, like, steaming, and he's just sitting there like, uh. Now, he was shivering earlier. Now he's, <laughs> now he's just he's hot. He's getting burned. He, he knew what he like wanted to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was. He's, he's boiling lobster See? boy. Jesus. It's all coming together. Yeah, so, so the rest of the night. Dude, bad trip. Bad, bad. trip. Wow. Our, buddy, our little buddy Brian, who's, like, 18 maybe. Yeah. We're like, hey, his girlfriend's calling him off the hook. She's just like, she calls him every 10 minutes, right? She's uh-huh. calling him. He's like, I'm not answering. And, we're, and I'm like, dude, answer. Or no, 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 you were saying to answer. Yeah, him and Janolfi are like, dude, answer speaker. and put her on speaker. And Brian's like, I can't, man. I'm like, dude, don't do it, Brian. Don't. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah. What's heard? <laughs> Somehow they convince him to answer, dude, and puts it on speaker. And he's like crying to her. I, they they gave me some something. I don't know what's uh. wrong. And she's screaming at him. <laughs> and I'm just like kind of laughing in bed, but kind of like, right. get her off the phone. You guys, stop. You're going to get him in trouble. <laughs> Freaking out. And he's continuing to like go back and forth with Check Stank on Dog. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow they set my alarm. I got up, kind of somehow got through the trip, got in the taxi or the shuttle yeah got made it to the airport and i'm gone now and i get home and i know nothing all right so this is what happens the next morning we wake up and like brian at this point he's like sobered up yeah. and now stanky he's he's still like really high wow like he understands what's going on yeah, now like now, he, but... he can talk and stuff but he's extremely high and he pissed himself all night he, he in pissed the bathroom, himself naked, in the bathroom leg, like just a mess himself. clothes all over wet and just uh, it's just not good. Is Stank not going to be mad you told the story? Yeah, he, okay. I texted him well, and told him I was going to, and he uh-oh. said, don't say that. Uh, okay. He just doesn't want you yeah. know, he, he doesn't want to ruin things right. or whatever, but it's all good. It wasn't so, his fault. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he got yeah, so, so, I, knew, I knew there was a reason why I never did drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this so, guy sounds like a perfect candidate for Moto Triple X. So Stank Dog's like looking at his phone for a while. He's in bed just in his boxers laying there, and he's still like really, really high, barely able to talk to us. He's like, Dude, I got a bunch of voicemails. <laughs> And we're like, well, who is it? And he's like, I don't know. He calls his voicemail, puts it on speaker. And it's like, you know, first message. Hey, hey, Stank. Hey, man. 
the, the, the original guy that ate those cookies. Oh, the, his his nemesis dude that the nemesis ate the other cookies. Guy. This oh. is his mechanic. Okay, his mechanic calls, and we don't want to say the guy's name, so we'll call him yeah. John for okay. the story. Right. So this guy's like, Stank Dog, hey man, you need to call me back, man. J- John's. He's kind of like uh, he's not looking real good. He said he's feel kind of kind of sick, and uh, he said he had some cookies that tasted real weird that you had earlier. <laughs> and uh, just just call me back, okay? Beep. Next message. Stank. Hey, bro. You you need to call me right away, okay? Uh, John's in here. He's like he he's like slurring his words. His face starting to turn white. Yeah. Something's wrong with him. Fucking call me back. Yeah. Beep. Next message. Stank dog, you motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck were in those cookies? <laughs> Fucking call me back right now. John is starting to turn blue. He he can't even stand up. I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do with them. Beep. Next message. Stank dog. Dude, we're in the hospital right now. <laughs> John, his face is blue. The doctors are trying to figure out what's going on. They have no clue. I yeah. don't know what what was going on. I'm freaking I mean, out, man. Like three. three. He ate as much as Stank did, yeah. so they were like on the yeah, same yeah, level. Yeah. Just not as Stank got a tall, higher, little higher tolerance. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's all these voicemails, and they keep going and keep yeah. going, and, and it's like it's serious. Like yeah. this guy, really, like the doctors, you know, it's yeah. like this big debacle. And Stank, you know, he's sitting there, and he, and he, he like goes to the end of the voicemails, and we're all sitting there, kind of like it, it's just kind of funny, but not really. Yeah. Like, it's free. We're like Stank, man, you're gonna call him back, and he's just laying there, and he's just like. <laughs> Ah, fuck it. Stank's, <laughs> Stank's in no shape to call anybody. <laughs> no. So, so that's the cookie story. Fucking pirate. Yeah. So the pirate, the pirate planted some cookies, and there, oh my god, there's weed insane. brownies that go around at Loretta's. I hear. I don't have anything to do with them out there, but I hear there's <laughs> late at night or something. There's weed brownies going around at Loretta's here and there. It's that's funny. crazy. That reminded me of uh, when you were talking about when the cop came. Um, what was the last year, Ivan? We were it was 2011, and we were leaving Dallas. I, I want to say it was like the first or second year we went there, and the traffic is gnarly getting out of that stadium. There was a baseball game; it was opening day, and we go to pull out, and um, I'm driving, Berluti's riding shotgun, and Ivan's in the back seat, and. There's all traffic backed up, but there's one lane to come in if you want to come in, and it's blocked. And dude, there's traffic for miles so i just say screw it i go ivan just follow my lead just if i get stopped i'm telling him that you fucking you got hurt and just pretend like you're jacked up and we gotta take you to the hospital <laughs> good move, good move. so Solid. i pull it in i get to the front and all of a sudden these cops come out of nowhere what the fuck are you doing who do you think you are and i'm all here's my credential i work for this team over here this guy right here is severely hurt i'm trying to get to the hospital they're all all right follow me <laughs> lit it up dude wee, wee, wee. and produce well, what are you gonna do when you get to the hotel i go i'm gonna turn to the hotel Check so the hospital was right past the hotel so they they started pulling away from me and i started slowing down and as soon as i got like a light in front of me i just shut my lights off and turned to the hotel we parked and ran into the hotel we were in it's <laughs> a good move that was like i was thinking oh. about that's what I did thought. You, awesome. Did you ever almost get arrested in any country, Jimmy? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Guilty. Little Guilty. few hits. Yeah. I got thrown in jail with Pingree in 2001 for reckless driving. So that was a lot of fun. And then Pingree and I were like, okay, well, whatever we do, don't plead guilty because they don't have anything on us. Like, we got to stick to stick to the story. Stick to what happened. You know, nothing happened. You know, F you. You got the wrong guys. Right. Cops like, what do you guys plead? I'm like, not guilty. 
And he goes, the judge goes, the judge sighs, and he's like, listen, we got eyewitnesses. We got, uh, we can call this lady. She'll come down here. We got cops. You know, the lady who reported you for reckless driving. Was that then in, in Philly? At New no, Philly? Poconos. Uh, uh, no, Poconos. Bro- near Brock's house? No, 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 Poconos, New York, for the KTM dealer meeting. The cop goes, so what do you, like, you know, I can do all this if you guys want. And I go, not guilty. You're going to have to call. You know what I mean? I kind of call his bluff. He looks at Ping. What do you plead? Ping's like, guilty. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Ping, what about our pact in the, when we were in the jail cell? He's like, ah, fuck it. They're, they got us. I'm like, so then I go, yeah, guilty. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was 800 bucks each for bail. And all the riders and all the mechanics were in the, in the minivans with us. So everybody chipped in because we, we right, could right. They all chipped in. And, and yeah. yeah, everybody paid, like, I think, well, 120 the, each. The thing about it is my motto is always if you're going to do something and you know the cop's going to be around, you got to have quick answers. If you don't have quick answers, you start stumbling. <laughs> you lose that's when you're in trouble. Yeah. Right? And, and this Watson's happened to me. story was quick. The, yeah. the, the first time uh, when I was down at Daytona, there was, like, a four-way stop sign, middle of traffic, and I just had to rent a car, forget who was in it with me, but I just – you know, just blitzed everybody. Yeah. All of a sudden, on the other four, it was a cop. Yeah. Now, how am I going to get out of this thing, right? So I just hit the e-brake and just spun around and just got out. Oh, my God. <laughs> the car, man. The throttle stuck. Oh, my God. I can't believe it, man. And, you know, I, I even I even wedged something in there. So, like, after it stopped, the car's going. <laughs> and I'm out going. <laughs> my God, what happened? It's like, you know, I shut the thing off and I got out of it. I mean, I've got out of a lot of things, you know. Like, you were like Chris Farley, bees, That's bees. How I, was, I just there's, watched there's that bees and everywhere. the cops are like, dude, I'm allergic to bees. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Just, there's bees everywhere. Dude, it's Trailer Park Boys, right? It's yeah. Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Always yeah. coming up with he something does. quick. He, he does get you out gotta of You got to come out and you got to have plans. Like I said, you know, uh, one yes. of the Japanese riders, uh, you say he's over training. He was 14. We were out in the desert riding, and I was tired, and I rode, and I was tired. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to drive home. Yeah. I said, you're driving home. I'm a diabetic. If a cop pulls this horse, man, I'm going to have froth at the mouth, and I'm having <laughs> problems, and we're going, you know. But like you said, you know, oh, okay, follow us. I'm thinking, ah, oh, shit, man. What am I going to come up yeah. with that? Well, you know? well, you got a bunch move? of candy bars around? I need to eat this thing to get my blood sugar up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember, like, I'm sure I told this story before when I got arrested at the uh, – Dallas? At the, at, no, oh. at Tampa. And oh. they handcuffed me and hogtied me because what <laughs> happened running was, out of the track or something? Yeah, exactly. My, my rider was Phil Lawrence, and he crashed with like three or four laps to go and broke his collarbone. So he was over there. The medics were taking care of him. And I was in the mechanics area. I couldn't get across the track during the race. So I had to wait until the race was over. So they threw the checker flag. It was like literally like a section over. And I went over there to see if he was all right. And then I f- walked back, and I go, fuck, I left my pit board and my tool bag over there. I'm going to go get it. So I was standing in the tunnel, right? And I, w- I went to go b- walk back over there, and the bikes are coming off now. You know, they're all just, yeah. like, picking up their mechanics. Right. And I go to walk, and this yellow jacket security guy goes, hey, you can't go out on the track. I go, why? I was just out there. Here's my pass. You saw me walk at, right from here. He goes, yeah, but you can't go out there no more. The race is over. I go, dude, my bag is right there. I'm going to get my stuff. He's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And I went to take a, a, a walk forward, and he fucking kind of nudged me a little bit. And I'm like, huh, here's my pass. And I flip it around my neck, and I go to take a step, and he grabs it from behind and chokes me. So I turn around, and I pushed him to get him off of me, and he falls back. And the next thing I know, there's someone grabbing me from behind, like trying to choke, like 
has, has me in a headlock, and they have – remember how they used to split the lanes with bike racks all the way up the tunnel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- there's a guy on my back, and I'm trying to get him off my back, and somehow I fling him over, and he's yelling something at me, but I can't hear him because all the bikes are going by. And this dude, he had a blue jacket on, and he falls on top of the bike rack, and I turn around, and there's like three more of these guys on me, and they're, they're yelling, stop, dude, and I'm like – what? 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 Just like, leave me alone. And I'm trying to fight him off. And this guy that I threw down is like hurting, like something's wrong with him. So finally, all the, like the couple, like I remember uh, Goose stopped, um, Berlut stopped, a couple people stopped. They're all, what the fuck's going on? J-Bone stopped them all. Help me. Tell these guys I'm okay. And they're just like, no way. They, fucking, they pinned it. Well, the guys that I was throwing off me were cops. They were off-duty cops working the stadium. And the guy that I flung over was getting ready to retire. He was, like, in his 60s. And when he landed on the bike rack, broke one of his ribs. So they freaking hogtied me, literally carried me. There's a jail at the stadium. Put me in this jail cell. And remember uh, Daryl that used to work for Feld? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, bald guy. The bald guy. He ended up passing away, too, by the way. Um, He comes in there, and he's like, I could do for you, man. So they take me to jail, and it was a holiday weekend. I had to stay there. You know, my my Darryl guy, got, my Daryl got me backstage passes to you too. By the way, he's a good dude. Yeah. So, make a long story short, I had to stay in jail for three days before I could post bail because it was a holiday weekend. So I had to wait till Monday. My box truck, my rider's in the hospital, right? My box truck stuck there. You know, you know, after Supercross, they're moving the dirt, and then two days later, they're out of there. Yeah. So finally, when I get bailed out, I take a cab to the stadium. They towed the box truck. <laughs> no one was there to help me. Right. Duke Finch didn't want to help you. It was shocking. Dude, nothing. <laughs> Just the moral of the story. I have these gnarly charges against me. Still? Battery, you know, yeah. all this stuff. And they gave me a trial date, and I'm like, listen, I can't get back here. I can't come back to court. Right, right. Like, what do you want me to do? So I leave. And I get, uh, I called, you know who Lance is? He used to be Millsaps. He yeah. used to work with Millsaps. Yeah. He, Ricky too, right? Yeah, he yeah. worked with Ricky yeah. a little bit. Now I think he works with Barsha. Um, someone said, you need to call Lance because Lance's uh, wife's brother is the DA Perfect. in that town. And they got it all dropped and yeah. all I had to do was do uh, public, public service. Or what do they call that when you pick up garbage Community on the freeway? Service. Community service. Yeah. Community service. But I said... I, how am I going to do this? I can't get back there to do it. And finally, I had to pay a fine, 250 bucks. Right. And the guy tried to press charges against me, civil charges. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Th- that happened to me when I was 16. I, I remember. Uh, <laughs> Everything's happened to you, Jim. <laughs> well, no. It, it was, uh, you remember Van Nuys Boulevard cruise night? Well, you know, we were down there. And somebody had broke off one of the no-stop signs, you know, to yeah. parking or whatever. So I just kind of was walking over with my buddies. And I leaned up against it, and it fell over. And I went, man, this thing could hurt somebody, you know. So yeah. I went to put it back up, you know, and it, it, yeah. d- it didn't stay. So yeah. I laid it down. I'm just standing there watching the chicks go by, you know, they're flashing their boobies, you know. And <laughs> On Van Nuys? Yeah, yeah. It used to be a, a thing uh, in the Van Valley. Van Nuys board, yeah. Didn't happen so, in Winnipeg. So it did I'm not happen there, in Winnipeg. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden some guy comes up behind me and just chokes me out. <laughs> they don't say who they are. They don't yeah. acknowledge or whatever. It was an off uh, uh, undercover, you yeah. know, guy down there. So I'm grabbing him. I got him in. You know, I got him off the side, and I'm ready. And the next thing I know, four LAPD dress guys yeah, on yeah. top of me, man. And 
I tell you, when I got in the the, the, the squad car because I was handcuffed. I mean, you talk yeah. about you know hitting the head. You know, they don't care if you bend no, down. No, that head no, hit the no, side no. of the door, the batons in my ribs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just you know, how so tight were the handcuffs? They were really tight. So well, when tight. we got arrested, Ping, Ping and I got arrested. The guy goes to me. He wh- turns out his handcuff, whips out his handcuffs, and goes, "Turn around." And I'm like, "No way!" Like you're really. He's like, "Uh huh." So he handcuffs me like behind the back or whatever. Throws me in the cop car. Ping is sitting in the car handcuffs like this in front of him and i'm like oh this sucks like i've never been handcuffed before like this really sucks he's like yeah I, i've been handcuffed a bunch i told him to do it in front like, <laughs> like the veteran of being handcuffed david Pingree. and i'm like oh i really wish i would have thought of that because this yeah. sucks right now <laughs> yeah road stories man there's there's yeah we could be here all night we could about yeah, yeah and, and and with that let's let's put a thing on. we got voicemail still but screw do one Fuck yeah it. let's do a couple of them come on yeah, it's up to gibbs yeah, you guys didn't do it last week, so you got to catch up. We didn't do it last week? I don't think you did. All right, let's do it, Gibbs, two of them. Oh, wait. Maybe you did because of Crazy Lady, right? Yeah, Crazy Lady Yeah, yeah crazy lady called in so many times this week. I didn't play with her. Hey, guys. I was just wondering uh, if you could explain. Um, I've heard you talk about Tommy and Dave, Tommy Hahn and uh, David Billman a few times. Uh, I wonder if you guys could explain what happened with those guys or what Tommy did. Uh, yeah, I just wondering what's going on with that whole deal, and if it's something that like is it his attitude, and like how they gotten over that. Like, can he be better now with this new ride he's got? Uh, just talk about that a little bit. Thanks. Bye. So the, the, the so new ride he's got is there one race left in the year. Is there? So does Volman have beef with Han? Villeman was Moto Concepts manager when Tommy rode there, and All I right. think Villeman was saying like Tommy was a bit of a goofball. But I think that wasn't really a big deal. Like I don't yeah. know what the huh. why that guy would call in or whatever. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you have any kind of report on Tommy? Like what's going on with him? Or he hit his head again. Cooper yeah. said he's out for the year or whatever. Tommy so. did. Yeah. So Tommy and Will both yeah. have some issues. Tommy crashed in practice at Unadilla. You weren't there, but yeah, in practice he went down pretty good. So he had a few good motos this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Red I mean, Bud. He's fast. Yeah. yeah, he's fast. Red Bud. He sat right behind like the top dudes. Right. In this, I could watch it on TV. I'm like, yeah. he's sitting right with him the whole moto. Ex-brand athlete, Tommy Hong. There you go. Okay. Steve, it's Rob Dad. I just finished the show for Monday. Wonderful as always. But more importantly, I just watched the GoPro cam from Unadilla from Stank Dog. And, you know, I used to think, hey, that's really cool, and it's novel. He's riding a two-stroke. Nobody does that. And when you watch that video, you realize why nobody does that. Because he just keeps getting past. His start was terrible. You just get roosted all the way down the start straight, the entire race. They better be paying him some good money because it just doesn't make sense. I'm <laughs> on your I'm side saying. now, man. Thank you. Hey, does he have a legal 125? It's legal. I wrote it before he went to Millville. Dude, he should have punched hey, something out. It is, <laughs> it's not fast at all. He's like, Dad, it's good. It's not. No, it's, I like, dude, he's got a po- positive attitude, man. Right. But, man, that thing is so slow. It's good if you're riding an 80, against an 85. Dude, yeah, it has yeah, no yeah. bottom end yeah. whatsoever, and it, it rips on top. Yeah, they got a going. huge carb. KTM 125s have a huge carb, like a 40 mil it carb on them. So bro, just, just wow. And then, dude, like, and that's why like on some tracks that are more higher speed, once he gets going, he's shredding. But yeah. when you have to do any kind of like out-of-corner power, that thing yeah. has nothing. Yeah, I watched that GoPro video, and he just looks like he's struggling, man. He's riding the hell out of it. Oh, well, but but think, I'm the asshole. 
But you know, hey, like hey. Jimmy said, I think it's going to be help his intensity when he gets on the. Hey, and exactly. you got to think about this. He well, starts good, every moto in thirty sixth or seventh, and gets up. To, I think he's been in the twenties every moto. Right. You, you know, we he talked a little dudes. bit about it, uh, Steve, uh, off camera with Takeshi Koikeda, one of the Japanese riders that did really well yeah. over. Here. He had some, yeah. uh, you know, fifth overall, I think, one yeah. year in the two fifty outdoor nationals, and we would go to Joe Sutter's at Sutterville, me and Willie Simons, and you know, we weren't up to it. We were up to his speed for about ten minutes, but. But, you know, we, we always used to uh, – I told Willie, hey, when we take off, let's take off ahead of Takeshi. Takeshi, yeah. you catch us. Ch- chase him, As yeah. soon as he passes, I want us to cut the track. I want us back in the good lines. I want him <laughs> trying different lines and just yeah, yeah. roosting. He'd come in, the little Japanese son of a bitch, and he would be so pissed. Just like, why are you to cut the track? And I said, don't worry. You, 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 you'll thank me. You know, and he yeah, got yeah. a bad start in one national. He, he worked up and finished sixth, and he came in. He says – now, Jimson, I understand why you and Willie son get in front of me. Uh, you know, thank you, you know, very Jim, much. Pain on, pain off. You know, karate <laughs> <laughs> kid. You ever a story about Jimmy making one of his guys run back from the stadium oh, in yeah. Vegas? That's oh, a, yeah. not surprising. Like, yeah, yeah, like hey, you you think uh, you think it's rough or whatever? You think it's fun or whatever? Yeah. Well, I can't, it, it was the Vegas Supercross. It was the final, and I, I just when I started to get into my broadcasting. And, uh, you know, we'd made Indianapolis main event, had a 13th and 12th and this and that. I came back to the truck after getting out of the booth, and my dad and Takeshi, they're there, and they're with some people around, and they're laughing and having fun. The the outdoors are getting ready to start. I go, what possibly is there to be laughing about here in this this program? I go, we we went to making, you know, three grand and and finishing up in the top 15 to not qualifying. You didn't make it in the last chance. Yeah. I think Guy Cooper, you know, beat him and got in there. It was towards Guy's end of his career and this and that. I said, man, you rode like shit and you're out of shape. I said, I'll tell you what. We're fucking leaving right now, Sam Boyd Stadium, where we were staying. I made the mistake of fucking we were staying out by the strip. Okay. I hadn't been running or anything. I go, but I'm going to fucking run all the way with you. And, you know, just to show yes. him that, yeah, that yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I'm running, and he's running. <laughs> the poor little guy we're running. So I catch him. I go, you're, you're fifth right now. I'm sixth. And he's... He's looking at me, you know, because in the semis, yeah. you know, you're going to be my rider manager five. when I'm team they, manager. They took the top five, right? So I'm sick. So I come by, man. I threw an elbow at him, man. I knocked his ass down on the concrete, and I turn around backwards, run, and go, "Come on, how bad do you want it? I'm fifth now. You're sixth. Boy, he got back dude. up and he straight threw out of an Rocky, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, straight out of Compton. I never paid. <laughs> I, I mean, I had blisters on my feet for the next couple of weeks. When I become team manager, you're gonna be my rider coach. Uh, you're gonna be my rider coach. Uh, story. This uh, is our. This is our famous. What about the voicemails? Let me let me just tell the story. I thought we were just doing right. two of them. Okay. Okay, I, w- I was at... Um, Wait, uh, let's play. I want to get to one here. All right, one. I want to get your story. We're going to get your story. thought Steve's kind of wacko. Just let him ride his bike. He's having fun. Dude, if you're doing that for a living, go back to a four-stroke. Hey, Steve, I hate to give you shit because I really love the show. I've been listening for years. I really appreciate what you do. Uh, I think you are definitely an asset to the sport. Thank However, you. I got to bring up the gun issue. Um, I think you're good about not touching on hot topics. I have a few of these. Show motor related 99% of the time, but I've heard you now bring up guns several times, and it's pretty clear you really don't know much about guns. You're absolutely right. Gun rate, your gun death rate in America is very high, higher than anywhere else. It's terrible sounds like you're trying to blame the guns it's not a simple issue um it's not simply oh well this is america there's a lot of gun deaths really complicated issue and it's not the guns so please 
don't talk about gun control anymore. You obviously don't really know a whole lot about guns. Keep it motor-related. That's what your forte is. That's what you know a shit ton about. Anyway, sorry for the criticism. I just had to throw that out there. Keep up the good work. Bye. I don't mind when, like, this guy was respectful. and Like, hey, yeah, whatever. I think you're an idiot. Like, basically, he was telling me I'm an idiot. And that's fine. But he was doing it, like, in a cool way. Everyone has different opinions. Okay. You know this is I mean? a perfect leeway into so, my like, segment. Like, I, that's fine. About my Jim Holly people. Oh, shit. There were some people upset about the gun thing. And, okay. About Jim Holly. I don't have a gun. Well, I <laughs> couldn't own a gun. I would have killed someone by now. Okay. <laughs> You're going to say, oh, yeah. I'm at, a, I'm at oh, the yeah. local. I'm at the local. Ooh, I remember uh, that one. That's why I'm I don't at, have a I'm gun. At, I'm, at this, I'm at this freaking track oh, I with think Kyle you've told Lewis. Before, but go ahead. Yes. With Kyle Lewis, and we're there, we're, we're there doing uh, some riding. And <laughs> Can he tell it or no? No, yeah, oh, okay, go ahead. Right, okay. yeah. so, Castic, right? Yeah, yeah the yeah. Castic track yeah, yeah. back oh, in the day, yeah. and we're out there riding. And fucking Hollywood comes flying in all by himself. In his Toyota, red Toyota pickup truck, and he pulls up next to me and he's like, Hey, where are these dudes at in this truck? I go, oh, They're out there riding. And he gets in his truck, he goes, Okay, okay. He's like, Don't say nothing. Then I asked where they were. I said, Why? What's up? He goes, Just don't say nothing. Just, I'm going to wait around here. So he takes his truck, he pulls it around the side of my truck so they couldn't see him. And Hollywood's just sitting in his truck like this, just sitting in his yeah. truck, sitting in his truck, sitting in his truck. Dudes get out. Freaking Hollywood fucking comes around the corner. One guy is fucking inside, like, inside the truck doing something. Yeah. Dude, he drags him by the back of his shirt and fucking throws him on the ground and puts a fucking gun in the guy's face and says, where is my money? The guy's just looking at him going, I, I, I don't have it. I don't have it. He's like, no, you are going to go to the ATM right now, and I'm waiting here with him. I was pointing him. the gun. Yeah, pointing the gun. But, but back, the gun will be gone, yeah. A so, shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> double barrel, two, 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 two triggers. And I'm, I'm it, fucking, fiction? Dude, Kyle and I are looking at each other, and Kyle's like, holy fuck. Yeah. And he's like, Jimmy, Jimmy. He's like, no, don't stay out of this. He's like, "Where's my fucking money? You owe me three hundred bucks or six hundred bucks, whatever, <laughs> whatever it was." Dang. And I'm like, but "Wait a minute, I, I, I well, let okay, me finish yeah, yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. Then you can do your deal." So, anyways, this other dude leaves. Yeah. Okay, Goes to the comes ATM. back. Jimmy still when I he leaves. My money though. When he leaves, Jimmy goes, "Hey, take this fucking gun yeah. and fucking come by my house tonight and give it to me. I'll, I'll meet you there." And Kyle's like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so we fucking, because he threw it in the back of my truck, yeah. behind the seat. Yeah. We're driving. I got the shotgun in my car. I'm like, what the fuck? Jimmy comes back. I go, me and Kyle go by Jimmy's. He's like, got my fucking money. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And I'm all, what happened? And I'll let him tell you what happened. We, we, we got a couple minutes to tell real quick. Yeah, yeah. we got as much time. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. well, you, you were this. talking about, you know, the, the things in Sweden with other guys had done, you know, like uh, in fights or whatever. Leif Nicholson was a Swedish rider. Okay. And me and him were good buddies. We were in Spain one, one time and we took the uh, cab, you know, to the airport, yeah. um, from the airport to the hotel. And, and he splits. He, he leaves right away. He yep. gets all his stuff and, and gets out. I'm getting my forks out, my shock and everything out, right? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, man, some Spanish dude is coming down the street, and he's going to kill me. He is going to kill me. <laughs> I take my forks, and I just... You know, like your Daniel's crutches, man. I just lay down. Get you kidding? Sorry. Holly just down. I just, I hit him. And he doubled <laughs> over. The cops came in. What happened yeah. is Leif went 
And, and Leif was a blonde, like I, okay. he, he, the guy's wife was with. He reached up underneath her skirt and grabbed her butt, right? Leif and, did. Yeah, and oh he just God. checked in, and they thought I did it because yeah, they were blonde hair, dude. Butt. Right, right. I didn't do yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's gonna kill me. So I, we got out of it. So anyway, I hit him with a forward, fork. Moving forward to the uh, yeah. Story him. Leif calls me. Hey, Jimmy, I, I got a guy. He wants to come over and ride. Can you help him out? And I said, sure. Yeah. I'll help him out. I'll get him a bike. You know, I'll give him a place to stay. Open up my doors. Help the guy out, right? Yeah. He just happened to be living with Dave Westfall in one of my guest houses. Three fingers. Three fingers. <laughs> so, so anyhow, so, you know, Dave gives, pays me the rent, and he's like $300 short. Yeah. I go, Dave, you're $300 well, Timmy didn't pay me, the Swedish kid that lays yeah. hooked, you know. Yeah. And I go, what do you mean, Timmy? Well, where's Timmy? I don't know. He left. Where didn't he owe you left? money for a phone bill, too? And, well, yeah. It was part of the phone bill of Sweden. Yeah. There. And I honored Dave. I go, yeah, absolutely, Dave. You helped me out with these guys and yeah. gave them a place to stay. And, you know, yeah, okay. So I got stuck with, you know. Yeah. So I called Leif back. I go, hey, Leif. Yeah. I go, where's Timmy? He goes, man, I don't know. I go, I tell you what, man. You better find out where the hell he's at. Because if you don't, remember how pissed off I was in, in Valencia, when Spain, when you did that with a fork? I'm coming over to Sweden, and I'm taking it out on you because you hooked me up with this guy yeah. that stiffed me for a bill. Yeah. I, I, I'll open my door. I get a big heart. I'll yeah. help out anybody. But you fuck me. Yeah. I'm pissed off <laughs> it's now. trouble, right? So, so he called and went around. He called his mother. And he found out he was at Phil Larson's house helping okay. Phil Larson yeah. in, in Washington. I called up Phil. I go, hey, Phil, man, you got a couple fucking Swedes up there? He goes, no, man, them fuckers, they burned me. They stole some stuff. And then I go, where oh, the fuck yeah. were they going? They were going down to help Trittler and Castaic when he was running that race. <laughs> I was racing. Now they're down in Kenny Castaic. was telling that was on a Friday. I was racing to Mickey Thompson the next day in Pasadena on Saturday. Yeah. And I went out there, and I found those two little fucks, and I, and I got my money back. Dude, I've never seen one dude so scared. And me and Kyle were like, dude, we're going to watch some guy get shot right now and yeah. like dude, we were kids we're yeah. like what the fuck's going on here like i i've never it's like i, I know jim to, to everyone listening pay jim his money yeah. <laughs> pay yeah. jim his money well this is the type of guy like if jim holly like if hobo if you came to him and or daniel and said jim you know can you help me out i need 20 grand he'd go okay yeah. i'll tell you what you own your truck when are you going to give me back that money? I'll right. give it back to you in a month yeah. all right you're going to sign your name right here need- you're going to sign the title i'm going to hold the title to your truck seems fair and when you pay me back, you have it. How many p- tr- cars have you had and sold and people didn't yeah, pay you back? Well, yeah, I mean, not, not, not too many. I mean, I'm, I'm all right there. But, yeah. Oh, man. I, I just, you know, I just, uh, you know, I just don't like people, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a yeah. good, look, I gave Jared Stanky 500 bucks if he shows up at the Monster Energy Cup October yeah. 17th. Hopefully, hopefully he's off the brownies. Hey, off the yeah. dude, speaking of brownies, did Pookie tell you guys who ate the brownies tonight? Oh, yeah, uh, by the way. Oh, no. I wonder why this show's been going so smooth. Yeah. Ah <laughs> oh, man, good Blame. times. All good right. show. Uh, Sorry it went so long. You guys. Ryan Dungey awesome. and Garrett Jarrett Stanky uh, on the phone. Uh, and uh, man, good show tonight. Uh, lots of studio guests. Lots of good stories. Uh, first of all, Jimmy, thank you. Thanks, Jim Holly, coming pleasure. in, man. I'm taking the time to come in and yeah, always and, uh, a pleasure. I enjoyed uh, doing stayed, it. I think you stayed back an extra day, right, to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's awesome, man. Supercross Live, uh, Monster yeah. Energy Cup, October 17th. You will be there with uh, Andy Boyer. Yep. And of course, you'll be doing all the Supercross Live shows throughout Supercross. Yep. And uh, man, one of the great guys in the sport, no doubt about it, Jim Holly, Daniel Blair, heal up. Thank you for coming in. Um, we'll see you uh, soon. Please get us some new music for our show. I told you, I'm working on a song for you. I know. Are you being serious? Serious though? No. Oh, okay. I know we're not working on anything. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <Lame>. <laughs> Sorry, man. Nothing at all. Uh, Hobo, thank you, man. Uh, good, good times. I'm glad, uh, glad you came in. You guys came in just for the show. 
Dude, we came at the right time too. This is awesome having Holly in. Yeah, I was gonna say was, uh, when when I heard he was, and we didn't even get any Reno's Arena Cross stories. Oh besides man, besides the dress, besides the dress offer. Yeah. <laughs> when I heard Holly was uh, yeah. gonna be on here, I was excited. And then today, I read on Twitter that Kenny was in. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Hey, speaking best. of that, for my 21st birthday, this dude took me out for a, my 21st birthday party in Reno. <laughs> I don't want to know. In <laughs> Reno. <laughs> There's probably some missing fingers and stuff going on. Four <laughs> fingers. Oh, four. Yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, great show. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Under, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, Black Ops Moto. It's almost as much as your team sponsors. Watson, thank you, man. You've been sticking around. You did your Kenny's Corner podcast. We've got some of those coming out yep. in the next three, four weeks or whatever. Uh, thank you for sticking around for the show. I, always always a good time. Um, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Next week, I think Kiefer is in next week. and uh, yeah, that, that ought to be exciting. Hope he can live up to, the, to what we just threw down. Probably not, <laughs> he says. Uh, uh, thanks. Hey, I hope you get some sleep tonight, too, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm over it. I'm good. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure you are. <laughs> no, I'm over it. I'm, I'm good. I'm retired. And you Indiana. see the picture I just got? Someone just tweeted me, hey, why don't you ask Mathis about one of his a- athletes wearing Scott straps with a – No, X-Man strap. With X-Man Scott. strap with goggle frame, the guy that won the race with no goggles on. He wore them for a race at Red Buddy. He wore Scott frames with an X-Brand strap. Why? Because we didn't have our no-sweat foam ready for him. So. But he didn't get it from Scott. So, uh, oh, he got it just, from Oakley. That's right. Just got a tweet. By far the best pulp show in history. Wow. We just got that tweet right words. now. Whoever that was, um, found some cookies. And uh, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to our <laughs> listeners. Uh, Swiss Corps and Moser, thank you guys for your help. Gibbs, uh, thanks, bro. Appreciate it. killing it. Way no to pleasure. hang in there. Thanks, and, uh, Gibbs. No, sorry, thank you, buddy. sorry thanks, for uh, Watson getting tits a shirt and not you. I don't give a shit. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next Monday. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. Great show, and uh, see you around. See ya later. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs>